there was just day after day after that. And so it was basically a, a week of hope. And then that Friday, we had another meeting at the end of the day. We were like, yeah, we're going to work on it through the weekend, the, the business types were. And that's basically when we as a studio all decided that there was no more hope. Like it was, you know, hugs and crying. And then uh, we still came in on Monday. We were asked to come in on the next Monday. And uh, they said, we still don't have checks for you. And the rest of the week was just basically like people kind of trickling in and wandering around and packing their stuff up and stealing the copper out of the walls. Exactly. It's not, it's not important. Stock isn't important anymore. It's how much copper wire you can get out of the walls before you <laughs> the building, uh, to quote uh, the Simpsons. Yes. The, uh, a golden so, era, which will never end. Exactly. So when that email went out at Thursday, which, uh, the part that circulated is not actually the whole email, but it's, 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 the, it's the important part. There were maybe only 10 people in the studio at the time when that email went out and we were all just waiting for that, you know, that axe to fall mm -hmm. so we could move on and really, really weird, tragic stuff. Like there were no less than three babies due that week right. when our health insurance disappeared and yeah, really raw stuff. And it's going to be an interesting book, uh, someday, someone. but we're the people I know, the people I'm talking to, we're, they're, they're working through it. The talent, the, there's a lot of talented people that are now going to other game studios and they're going to benefit from that. I mean, I know uh, like, like CCP, Harmonix, uh, Irrational are all picking people up. As yeah, as get other, Turbine. Yeah, Turbine was there. Uh, I know BioWare is out there trying to, to hunt some folks. Riot was there. Right. Um, uh, you know, Epic, yeah. Epic is Epic basically, basically said, oh, we'll just take all of Baltimore. Yeah. Wouldn't mind if they'd asked to do that like a couple weeks earlier, so maybe we could have got <laughs> some money out of that. But uh, it's really awesome that the big, huge team will get to stay together. That's a very talented, fun tight-knit group that's been through a lot. Yeah, obviously. Uh, and they shipped a great game in Reckoning, uh, so they're going to make something cool. And I, I'm guessing that Epic won't say, hey, that really awesome open-world RPG engine you just worked on for five years, you get to keep using that. They're not going to say that. They'll you know, be working in Unreal, which is kind of tragic because that's some really cool, interesting, fun code that they made. Uh, but uh, we're getting through it. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, I'll transition into we created uh, Summer Camp Studios. And that's a, a, a small group of, of guys from 38. It's, uh, it's myself, uh, our general manager, Gavin Wishaw, our CTO, John Laff, our lead server engineer, Brian Gibson-Wing, who was also lead server engineer on a little game called World of Warcraft. Uh, our lead client engineer, Ian Polipsky, our two main gameplay guys, or two of our main gameplay guys, Dave Cham and Mike Hamburger, an amazing artist, Travis Doggett, uh, and myself. And so we have some real raw firepower. Mm -hmm. And we kind of joined as a way of saying, you know, we don't want to go anywhere where we like working with each other. Uh, let's make something. And that's the, that's the phase that we're in right now. Of like, let's not sit around... Yeah. Let's, let's get something going here. You want to keep working. Like, yeah. I want to produce a business card. Give me something to do. <laughs> let, me, let me make something. Well, you've got a little announcement for a little bit later here. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. But we're going to tease that for now. I like that. We'll save that if you want to hear more exclusive, exclusive information. Exclusive information. About here on Studios. Here on Summer Camp Studios. Rich will make you a business card. We can't do that. That's <laughs> no. right. Rich is starting a business card business. Wait, as long as you want to say Summer Camp Studios on it. I'm shooting for Vistaprint. <laughs> we're at Vista Point. Who are at Vista Print? Yeah, the awesome thing is everyone always remembers their first studio closure. Like that, it's, you're going to stick with you forever. That's when your second and third one closes on you. Dave, like, <laughs> what was your first studio closure? Just a blur. Uh, outright closure was Kodiak. Okay. It was exactly like this one. Yeah. You go to work one day, every project canceled. Your boss we, had won three World Series. Yeah, we, yeah you know. Not quite. Uh, we, oh, you know, In MLB. Uh, actually, yeah. It's a little different. So we were a little smaller. Uh, boss still had millions and millions and millions in the bank. 
uh, owed everyone in the company two weeks payroll, just closed the company overnight. You know, same, basically same scenario. I'd say ours is a little different because Kurt has Kurt is. As, it's my understanding Kurt's pretty dry. Well, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to disparage him, but I'm saying, okay. I'm saying it's worse in that way. Well, it's, it's he's a, saying pretty much just like it happened super yeah, quick of yeah, like yeah, everything's going good and then suddenly you're not getting paid. We got all this money and then I guess what, actually, I'm trying to shut it down. And so what is your second? Second was going to be, this is what, see, the first one happens and you get wise. Yeah. Right? So the second one was going to be, uh, it was Microsoft Salt Lake and it was when they were transitioning over to, it was weird, they were Microsoft, then they were indie built. Right. Then they went to 2K, yeah. and they basically let everyone know that, okay, we're going from a three-project studio to a one-project studio. When all these projects are done, we're working on three at once. We're laying off uh, two teams of people, and we're not going to tell you who. Well, I'm smart enough to know, everyone, if you've been through this once, you know that's bullshit. You know it's going to be like, oh, no, we're going to tell the people we want to keep, because otherwise they're going to go find a job. So if you mm-hmm. get them to that means you're gone. Right. So then I went to Midway. Ta-da! There we go. That's number three. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so it's good time. And then number four, coming up soon. Look for it. (laughs) (laughs) Really what I'm pushing for is let's just make it, like, six more months. Let's get one more game out, and then just, yeah, I'm in the Bahamas, and everyone else is sucking hind (laughs) kids. Does this mean you worked on Amp 3? Uh, I did very, very little for That's the greatest Xbox 360 game yet yeah, ever was it, made. Was it M3 or 2? No, I didn't do 3. I was worked on 2. All right, 3 was when they became indie built. That was when they were yeah. under 2K. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, was, it was, the, it was the, we were doing, we were doing uh, an undisclosed game, uh, the Blinks for Xbox, which was awesome, and I did more. Right. And uh, this was, we did, so we worked on MLB Inside Pitch, and then they threw us on those to help out, and then it was like, okay, we're dead men walking. And uh, yeah, that was a bad scene. But well, I want to talk now to, to, to Jeff Keeley since I think we have him for a fairly limited time before he has to go off and do more uh, important E3 more judging, judging business. right? Call of Duty judging, yes. Uh, some, some Call of Duty stuff that's going on there. So I actually had the pleasure of, of watching the, uh, you know, the Spike TV presentation you guys did for uh, the Microsoft press conference, for, the, uh, for part of the EA press conference, and then for the Nintendo press conference. And uh, for one thing, I, uh, I celebrate... Uh, and impressed by your raw energy first thing in the morning like that. That's that's good stuff. I don't care how fake it is, one way or the other. That's it. it, it it's it's convi- genuine excitement it's, for E3. It's right convincing there. stuff. I know it's got to be so crazy because you also are very hands-on with you know booking a lot of the guests and getting a lot yeah. of the, the the people in there. I mean, having uh, you know uh, uh, Peter Molyneux in there as you know one of your your commentators, one of your analysts. Cool, right? That's very cool. Like yeah. having him. Um, you know, talk to someone else about Fable, uh, the journey was perhaps one of the most surreal things. Of all right, yeah, ask this other dude from Lionhead, like, yeah, what's up with oh, this yeah, game? Yeah, I totally yeah, see, like, you, don't, you don't know. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, I didn't know. How, you know, we, uh, I mean, Peter's a friend of mine, like, you know, known him for a long time, uh, and you know, I, he left Lionhead, and I was like, ah, you know, this is a unique opportunity for a big game developer yeah. who's going to potentially be at E3 doing nothing. And he goes, normally, you know, all the big guys have games at E3, and right. they're stuck in a room. So I emailed him, are you coming to E3? He's like, oh, I'm not even going to E3. And I'm like, well, hey, I have an idea for you. What if you came on, yeah. and we're a commentator talking about all the press conferences? He's like, he emailed me back five minutes later. He's like, I love it. I'm there. So what did so you he think? He himself in, and he's like, let's do it. What did you think of the, so I, I want to say one of the, the most interesting things of, of watching your broadcasts uh, it, during the press conference time is, you know, there's a couple-hour gaps in yep. between most of the press conferences on Monday. Um, you've got you know, Microsoft, and you've got a, a bit of a gap uh, before uh, EA and then another uh, before Ubisoft. Yeah. And you know, at, at Microsoft, they show like just quick trailers for Gears and for Forza, 
Yep. And I remember being baffled by that of like, why, like these are big first party games, why aren't we getting proper gameplay demos? Yeah. And then you have Dan Greenewalt actually right. showing off and like <laughs> laying it out on yeah. Towards the Horizon. So, like, what's up? Like, what, like, why, why, why did, did that, that why did, yeah, why did that kind of I roll out really that know. way? No, you know, it's, uh, you know, they have like 90 minutes and they sort of stick to it. And I think, you know, there are lots of cooks in the kitchen for these press conferences, yeah. right? And I think, you know, sometimes, yeah, exactly, Forza Horizon. You know, they had announced it, they hadn't really said much, and then you see a trailer that doesn't seem I mean, there was interest because like, like, we're like, this isn't the next Forza, it doesn't right. seem like. No, yeah, it's a different team, it's yeah. more arcadey. I mean, you're right, you get some of the first details when Dan comes on our stage and talks about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't really know like what goes into it, and we usually say to the companies what we don't want to do. Um, because we are the press conferences, like have people come by and do the same demo. Like nothing annoys me more than it's like you know, the Halo demo was great. Yeah. But all these live stage shows, and it's like they're gonna come back and show the same demo again. Yeah. And if you don't like, have anything else, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same thing. I mean, you might be able to interview them and get some interesting information. But yeah, even like Halo, when they showed that demo in the press conference, like they're these new aliens. But the fact that they're named the Prometheans, it's like they didn't say that. You had to like ask them in an interview or find that out. So you really have to have like more context around these press conferences. And that's why it's great to have people come by. Even like when Alex came by and did uh, Racketeer, it's like, oh, that game had been seen before and announced. It's like, you know, it was a fun little segment of the press conference, but what was it, two minutes or yeah. something. Uh, and we got to go a little bit more in depth and see the game. So it's, you know, there's some people, though, that I guess just want to see, you know, the TV commercial for Forza Horizon, which is sort of what you see in the press conference. Sure. And there's more core audience that wants to see the demo, wants to hear from Dan about what it really is. And what's, well, I mean, but the, for, for Microsoft specifically, speaking to that press conference, the thing that, that was uh, kind of frustrating to me is they, they, you know, those things go by in an instant. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, spend a ton of time talking about the Connect Voice stuff in yeah. the international space. It's like, this is pretty much the same functionality we saw last year. It didn't seem like it was yeah. really advancing it. It wasn't like, man, we have taken this Connect Voice stuff to a whole other level. Check out what we can do now. It's like, well, we can do it in other languages now, which, you know, that's important to yeah, the yeah, international yeah, audience. But, it, but at the same time, that's an odd thing because I, I realize that, you know, they're showing this on television, and I think that has a pretty significant impact right. on the way these companies want to present what they're, you know, what they've got coming up. Yeah, I think what's happening is there's this balance that's happening now. And, you know, there's the core audience that wants to see, you know, game demos. I mean, you know, the guys watching this would love to see, you know, 50 minutes of Halo 4 in the sure. press conference. And then, you know, a couple other games, and that's what they want to see. But then you have these companies saying, hey, you know, we've, we're an entertainment company. We want to talk about all the, you know, smart glass and all these innovations. When you actually look at, like, the mainstream press coverage of E3... Smart glass is what they're talking about. Yeah, they're what not talking about the, Halo. What did you think of the smart glass stuff? I think it's interesting. I mean, I've, I heard about it a few months ago. Kind of under NDA, developers were starting to get you know, kind of work with it. I went through a demo today. Mark Witten took me through it. Um, it's cool tech. I mean, I think the, the question, and we talked about this on our show with Molyneux, is how are you going to use that as you play a game? Right. And it's like, am I going to have my controller? And then I'm going to be interacting with my Kinect for voice, and then I'm going to have my tablet balanced on my knee or something, trying sure. to select weapons. And like, I don't understand how it's all sort of going to work well, together. Yeah, when we had Pactor on, he felt like this is going to be you know entertainment application. This is not going to be game application. The Game of Thrones thing was the the, the yeah made a ton of sense. Like, I've never read the books. I watched that show. I have right. no idea where anything is taking place. Yeah. Like, it's, there's not a lot of context because the show is moving so fast. Right. So that actually made kind of sense. Like, if you're watching an episode, oh, okay, this was here's where this place is I, in relation to that. 
But in terms of an, act, an actual video games, right. like maybe if there are applications that are asynchronous that like you can manipulate it like on the well, bus. That's why the opportunity is right. It's like you can do something for a game on the road, like uh, you know, build up your you know mana in a game or build up your health by playing some other game that then links in. So you know, when you're on the road on an right. airplane, you can play on your iPad, and then that will affect you know your ability to play the game when you get back to the Xbox. And having that link yeah. makes sense. Or even you know, you think about like strategy guides. I'm sure now you know you'll be playing a game. And the Prima Guide or whatever the GameSpot or IGN I, Guide. I, I guess, like, but like I, I already have my iPad out, and I go to right. GameFAQs or you right. know I just Google it. Like that functionality is kind right. of and inherent. Track so. to where you are in the game, right? Sure. So it's on level three, and it'll be like you know. But I agree with you. It's that's the challenge. It's, I think that's a minor novelty. Ultimately, well, the thing I think happens a lot with entertainment right now is I don't know about you guys, but when I'm you know often watching something on TV, it's like I'm probably on my iPad on the web looking at you know looking at other stuff and kind of multitasking. Sure. And if I'm, you know, Game of Thrones, is like, do I really want to see a map for an hour? Right. As you go on through you it, it's like, no, it, but you're not actually going to be staring at it. Yeah. Or doing other things. So it's like it's a little gimmicky when it's like, oh, it's the Game of Thrones. And I was like, here's where they are right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be up to companies to figure out how they're going to use it and do innovative things. And I think there absolutely are some cool interactive ideas. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think Smart Glasses was one of the cooler things talked about here at E3. Mm. Just because, it, but it, you know, it's really up to the developers to do stuff with it. And I will say, I was kind of disappointed in the demos that they had. And I mean, the Game of Thrones thing was interesting, but it felt very primitive. And I know, you know, a lot of game developers have had those APIs and that technology for a few months. You know, they talked about the Madden playbook. It wasn't like EA was showing that running. No, yeah, they definitely like made sure to put in the corner. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, it was all. It's a prototype, so yeah, it's it's stuff. So I mean, it's it's a it's a more restrained version of when they first revealed Connect stuff of like yep. here's the here's the stuff we're thinking about for this. Wouldn't this be cool if it did this? And uh, it seems like they're being maybe a little bit more realistic yeah, about it. I think it. it's one of those things where like Connect, Microsoft is willing to shoulder the load and make the investment to make lots of cool apps and lots of cool ways and lots of diverse ways, you know, shows, movies, games, whatever it is, right? And to make it so people come to expect it, so then it makes sense for developers to do it on their own, then it could be cool. But right. it, you got to get to that point first, and that's gonna be that's gonna take a long time, you know. You so think you think Nintendo's sweating this at all? It's sort of this this second screen idea that uh, that I think Nintendo's got any problems to sort of deal with coming out of E3 versus yeah. the you know the smart glass, well, especially after all of a sudden foiled their plans to dominate the holiday sale. I, I, I feel I feel like especially after tonight with the the 3DS thing that happened, I, I was sort of holding out hope of. Okay, they're they're not going to show a ton of the 3DS stuff at the press conference because yeah. they're going to be all about the Wii U. And then I feel like just big swing and a miss on selling the Wii U to people this year. Like oh, last yeah. year, it was I, like we reveal it and I'm like, okay, you've got some tech demos. That's right. fine. You just start we're talking about this. Willing to suspend your disbelief. Like, like look, or it's we're going to give we're going to give everyone demos. a year to do we're going to be quiet for a year, not say a thing. Because exactly. We're, we're, you know, we're we're gutting. We got Nintendo's going to do stuff. Away. They're going to give it to third parties. They'll, yeah. They're going to you know develop stuff for it, and we'll come back at E3 this year, and we're going to see just a ton of crazy Wii U stuff. And right. that really wasn't the case, not even no. at the Nintendo press conference. No, I was, uh, you know, it was interesting. Like, last year they had John Riccatello, the CEO of, of uh, EA, on stage with Satori Wada saying, we're going to be a big supporter of Wii U. It was like this big announcement this year. Not a thing. EA wasn't there. They showed a Mass Effect thing and a Sizzle Reel, which certainly to me looked like the Xbox version or oh, something, yeah. not even a, a Wii U version. And same thing with um, the, what was Assassin's Creed for, for Wii U. Although thing. I think that is on the floor, someone said. Oh, is that actually? It, it is, is. It is. I mean, like last year when they showed like Darksiders and stuff like that, you know, like that was all footage yeah, created yeah, from other games. games like Tekken and some others in there that I think but, felt like... But, you know, Batman, like Arkham City as your big third party that no, you're, I mean, getting, I, you're hanging your shingle on. I'm sure I, people I, saw it, you know, when I interviewed Reggie about that. Um, which, hey, and, bravo, also, for not letting Reggie 
Biggie off on that, like saying like, <laughs> like you, for as <laughs> you pretty much said as well as you could on Sp- Spike TV, like what the fuck, man? <laughs> like really? Well, like to me, on. it's just like you know. If Batman was a, you know, it was a spice of what they were doing and not the meal, I would get it. And it's like, you know, I understand games get ported. Yeah. And, you know, you can do it. But, I mean, for them to sort of sell it as this was like a new Batman game. Yeah. It was, it was, it was the longest, it was one of the longest the demos in their entire yeah. press conference. And no, and that was, it, it was just, it, it's, what it showed me was that there wasn't a lot else. I mean, when you look at the third-party games that are out there for Wii U, I mean, there, there's not a lot. So, I mean, but there were strange choices. Like, Zombie U, I think, looks much more impressive. At least from a you know kind of new content perspective than Batman, right? It's obvious you got this little video. It didn't even get like a full on stage demo. Yeah. I wouldn't play uh, that. Press press or even the, yeah. the Platinum Games title P uh, 100. That's crazy massive. to me. If they have Platinum yeah. making a game for the Wii U and yeah. they do not even mention it during it's the press conference. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not even like you know a, oh, it was crazy. a, a producer who you couldn't remember. Like it's like Kabia is working. Like yeah, the yeah, guy who created Bayonetta. Like they like, they call me up right after the press conference. Like oh, we have something to you know we're going to bring by a demo for you. We had all these demos on stage and all of a sudden like. A novel walks in. Uh, so was like, that was that a last minute thing for you guys? Yeah, well, I mean, we knew we were, we knew they were doing a demo with us, but we didn't know what the demo was oh, going okay. to be. So it was going to be a first party game, and you know, could have been Miyamoto with Pikmin. It could have been anything. And then Anaba comes in. I'm like, what, what's going on here? And they're like, oh yeah, this is a new Platinum Games title. I'm like, well, wait, hold on, Nintendo's publishing that? Yeah, it's, Nintendo's yeah, publishing that, and they yeah. did not even mention yeah. it during the press. That's right. No. So I didn't know what was going on. People were like, uh, you know, it was happening in real time, and like, oh, there's something on the e3.nintendo.com site. There's this trailer for this game, and then we're gonna show it off. And yeah, it was very strange because I was like, why did you not mention it in the press conference? Yeah. And it was so, you know. There are always tons of cooks in the kitchen for sure. these press conferences, but it was that was a strange omission. As Patrick said, it was strange they spent so much time on Batman. And I'm just, you know, for a, like, where are the big, even, you know, third-party games for the fall or in the future coming out on Wii U? It's like, you know, where is Bioshock Infinite for Wii U? Yeah. Right. Where is Medal of Honor? E- where even even is Aliens, which has been touted as this, you know, like, it's going to be best on Wii U, doesn't, isn't confirmed to come out in February. It's coming at a later date. So even a game that is coming out... You know, prior, you know, after the Wii U launch, can't even confirmed and locked down yeah. for its its original release date. Like that's troubling. That's not showing a lot of actual third parties no, you, you, wanting to commit till they are sure that it's actually going to be a success. Yeah, I mean, so I talked to some third parties, and they're like, until they give us a date and a price, we're not really going to you know go out there and say what we want to do for it. But yeah, it's you know not a ton of third party content, and then you know the bigger problem I think for a lot of the fans was the first party content. Um, you know, yeah, like the end yeah. to me was just a flat end to that oh, press man. conference. Where you kept like, thinking, I mean, okay, Reggie maybe like retros, retro yeah, logos going to come up. We have one more, you know, that's Nintendo Land, but we're working on some other great stuff. Here's another look. Even uh, just the promise. Right, and it's like, here's a Smash Brothers teaser, or here's, you know, something that teases, yeah, what retro's working on, or other things. And I was a little surprised that that wasn't there either. So I think as everyone was saying, it's like a year later. Yeah. They were very careful not to say anything, and then that's what you come up uh, out with. Yeah. I think, you know, Nintendo, I've been saying for weeks, has, you know, had the most to gain or lose at E3. I mean, the other guys just, you know, they have their systems. They have lots of great games. Nothing surprising. But I think for them to come into the show with a lot of expectations and then to, you know, really walk out of the show without, you know, anything that really is like that blockbuster thing that's going to excite the core. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I go to the booth and, like, sing. I mean, there's a huge line of people, and they love it, yeah. and, you know, that's a different audience. I guess, but, but you got, but they, but they said, yeah. you know, last year you heard about their strategy. They said it's Wii U. It's, you know, it's for everyone. It's ubiquitous. It's utopian. It's like, you know, this is a Wii 
for the core gamer, and that was a lot of their message, yeah. right? I don't know if they're now saying it's like, well, actually, we don't care about the core as much as we said last year. We're going to sell We Fit You, and we're going to sell Sing, and that's sort of our audience in Nintendo land. But if they're really going after the core gamer in a, you know, in a, in a meaningful way, you can't expect those core gamers to rebuy Batman Arkham City for $60 right. because Batman has a new suit of armor and you can, you know, move the controller to move the Batarang. And I mean, I, I liked Arkham City, but nothing about that made me think I need to play Arkham City again with no, this No, and experience. anyone that, that wanted Arkham City bought it for Xbox or PlayStation 3 last yeah. year. Like, there's not this mythical gamer who doesn't have an Xbox 360 <laughs> or PS3 that wants been that. waiting. And, you know, there's probably, you know, a couple, you know, Ten or twenty thousand people who maybe had a Wii and, and you know might experience the game. I'm sure it will sell okay, but that can't be what you're leading your platform with. No, and that's what I, I just don't know what's going on with with third parties and developers with that with that system. But it's you know I like it happened last week where I was talking about Unreal Engine four, and probably everyone saw the story where I said you know at GDC Mike Caps told me that UE four was you know not targeted for Wii U. And the internet went into rage. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, this is, you know, Wii U's supposed to be next-gen, and it's, I don't know if people, you know, see a game like Star Wars 1313 and think, oh, that's a Wii U game. But I think, you know, people have seen now that yeah. the system is basically comparable in power to a PS3 or Xbox 360. Sure, which they had kind of said last year. Like, they didn't... Right, but I think there was a hope, right? Sure, They've been quiet for so long, and now that hope has been doused, and I think everyone's now saying, like, the big games for this holiday season. Like, where is Black Ops 2 for Wii U? Yeah. Where are these other big games for, for Wii U? And I have, have you seen Assassin's Wii U yet? Yeah, no? and it's, you know, it looks like Assassin's. It actually, looked like it, it actually looked like it was running a little bit slower, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, how long I've been working on the port. But, the uh, same game, so they've got that naval stuff, they've got all that. In. Yeah. But, it's not, it's, but, you know, the thing is, the, the, where I talked to one of the developers, and they're like, yeah, it's, it's you know, faster in some areas, but, you know, not enough for us to actually be able to do anything with it. Right. So it's like it's not going to be 60 frames a second. It's not going to be 1080p. Like right. it's either either it's not uh, uh, advanced enough for them to to want to do it, or they just don't care. Yeah, it's somewhat you know, it's somewhat inferior. And then the question is, you know, do you want to play it with that touch screen? And then Nintendo made the announcement on Sunday about oh, we got this Pro controller right for Wii U, which is saying like almost so we have like, three well, controllers for the system. Yeah, and so the core is going to use this Pro controller. So then this touchscreen stuff that sort of is the innovation around a lot of these third-party games, well, you might not want that, so then you can play it with the Pro Controller. And I just don't understand sort of like what the, what the positioning is to a core gamer about why I want to buy it this holiday season. I think they, in order to do that, they needed to show some incredible first-party content yeah. uh, that you know, was going to compel you to buy it, or you know, some really special third-party content. And I think you know, what Nintendo's learning is they can't, convince any of these third parties to do original games for the Wii U exclusively I or even get original content and it's like where was the announcement about you know Bioshock's going to have a whole other area that's exclusive to Wii U or N something Nintendo like just hasn't had good third party relations since right. the Super Nintendo basically uh, and yeah. that's and that has I, that, if I was a third party I would not want to you know sign up that exclusive deal with Nintendo either based on well, the Well their hope record. was I think that they you know wanted to make a machine that was going to be comparable to Xbox and PS3, because Reggie even said this last year at E3, that they wanted to create you know, an opportunity for third parties to easily move their games yeah. across all three systems. So where are the announcements about the games that are coming across all three systems this holiday season? They aren't there. Or even next spring. I mean, next right. spring there's tons of games coming out between January and March or April, but we haven't seen announcements about those games coming out, like, you know, is Splinter Cell coming out for Wii U? 
And is, I, uh, I mean, there's all these, you know, tons of games, and we're not hearing any news about the, you know, where is Dead Space 3 coming to Wii U? Not announced. Is need for you know it's need because for the, the, because the announced. people that care about those games have Xbox 360s right. and PlayStation 3s and are like ready to play those games on those systems. Right. So, so. that thing is like so. Then if I'm a core gamer, what am I buying it for? Because I'm still going to get those those games on Xbox or PS3. Right. So there need to be new games, new con- and uh, you know I think it's, Nintendo is in a difficult situation here because when the next gen machines come out, they're about to be lapped technologically. Yeah. And that's you know if it's next year or the year after or who knows when it happens, but. They have a small window here, and I think the challenge now is, like, what are those games going to be for the core? And E3 was the place to at least hint at some of those partnerships, and I haven't heard about it either. I mean, the Platinum thing is cool, but you know, then they need to double down on first party. But as I said last year, I think the challenge for them with first party is that, you know, these teams in Japan, I mean, they're not used to making, you know, $50 million Uncharted-level blockbusters. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, people would have gone crazy if it was like a Zelda meets Lord of the Rings quality game coming out of Nintendo. But I don't think they have the artists and the folks able to really do a game of that fidelity. What do you think of the state of the 3DS? I mean, you know, 3DS, I think, is it's a challenge for them, right? And they've, you know, relied on the, the handheld market for so long to keep them afloat. And I think now it's, you know, 3DS... I, it's tough for me. And I, like, there's some the Castlevania game for 3DS. I think is really cool. Yeah. And there's some interesting games coming out. But I was uh, thrilled about the Paper Mario and the yeah. Luigi's Mansion stuff that they showed. I wish they had showed more. And I was I, I was kind of hanging my hopes on. Okay, you know, they're going to do this other 3DS presentation later on in the week, and that's going to be where more big announcements. We're going to yeah. see some more dazzling stuff because you know, I, at that point, I had learned that okay, everyone is not showing necessarily their biggest best stuff right out of the gate during their press conferences. There's a lot of stuff that's getting, you know, kind of put into to other right. presentations. So I was kind of hoping for that, and it seems like it was just a, another big another big swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Nintendo is challenging. I thought it was interesting that Satori Wada, the president, wasn't even on stage during the press conference. Yeah. And that was sort of, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I'm sure, you know, they're grappling with a lot of issues across the entire company. Um, but, you know, when you're going to ask people to spend hundreds of dollars on a Wii U this holiday season... Yeah, uh, you need to have stuff that's really going to compel them. And I don't know about you guys. I mean, are, after this year, are you guys going to be buying Wii U's? I would, I would like to play Rayman Legends. That's that looks cool. That, oh yeah, but I would fun. also I would also like to play that on literally any system that I already own. Yep. I I enjoyed Rayman Origins, so right. I I know kind of how that you know the the style of the game that they are making there. I would uh, like to play Rayman Legends on one of these systems I already own and an app on my iPad right. or iPhone doing the exact same thing that the Wii U controller seems to be doing. So sure. you guys? For me, uh, I'm a big fan of Pikmin, so I think I'll probably pick it up just for that. But All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. I don't have a choice. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, always the good fallback. Oh, press, yeah. gotta have one. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it, what, it's curious, I think, that perhaps Nintendo finds himself in a spot similar to Sega, uh, during the Dreamcast, where they're getting boxed out hardware-wise, uh, but they're a company that uh, has a really strong software library that, even though if we're not seeing a lot of it, I think it's really, clearly they have tons of stuff in development. There's, you know, traditionally, you know, the Mario Galaxy team is working on something. Like, there are, there are stu- there's just stuff we don't know about, and it was really strange they didn't announce it. Sure. There'll be plenty of really strong even Nintendo games for the Wii U, and, but I wonder, you know, I can't foresee how Nintendo releases like another dedicated box or another dedicated handheld and what Nintendo is as a company four years from now when they've run, when this machine's run at course as pretty much just a dedicated first party machine what, what Nintendo pivots to 
That's that's really really unclear. Yeah, like I'm sure I'll get a Wii U. I just don't want one now. Yeah. You know, I'll end up with one, but they haven't sold anyone. They haven't yeah. justified. They have not justified that, that controller. Know, I I've always said this, like you know, game systems are often launched, you know, and bought based on the future potential of the system too. Sure. So it's like you know, you think back to even like you know PS2 when you were looking at like you know MGS and stuff like that, and it's like you know, people are like, oh my god, that's amazing! I can't wait to see where they're going to go with this system. And I think the thing with Nintendo is, you know, they were very focused on this holiday season, right? I mean, they didn't really show anything that was like, here's something we're doing in 2013, right? I mean, things were either launch window or sort of the holiday window or whatever they called it. Right. Um, and I think, you know, they would have been well advised to say, hey, like, let's give a preview of, like, what next year looks like on Wii U. Man, even, and sell even just on some the logos. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, well, it was Smash Brothers. Like, I think they, Reggie said they, they've sort of announced that they're going to do a Smash Brothers. Sure. But what's that look like? And exactly, you know, tease people out. And I think it's, you know, part of it is is the marketing of the system, right? And it's, you know, you need to tease out the games and the type of content you're going to get in the future. And look at last year. I mean, in many ways, they had more content last year with, like, that Zelda demo and other things that got people excited than the actual products that they showed this year. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Dave Lang? So, so I mean, we've, we've, got, we've got Iron Galaxy, we've got Drinkbox here, we've got studios that are kind of in line with, with Sony and Microsoft in, in one way or the other. Is there anything about the Wii U that that interests you as as uh, as developers? Um, not, I mean, not specifically. No, I mean, I, I think what I when we make games, what we're into is when we think we have something cool, we just want reach, yeah. right? And if the Wii U can give us reach, that's what I'm into. Like, I don't look at that screen and have like a billion ideas for stuff we want to do. I mean, I'm sure we come up with something, but like nothing springs to mind. So, from that perspective, I'm not super hyped about it as a dev. I hear the dev kits are pretty cool and they're good to work with, and it's like cool tools and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, outside of that, you know, part of the other problem you guys are saying like there's no like where are the games? Like there's Batman, but where else is there? Part of that the reason why I think anyway is just because like there's so much reliance on middleware and engines like UE3 that it's a like if UE3 already exists for Wii U, it's here today now. That's a much different like financial proposition for like Ubi or whomever to port their game over. You know, it's already where it's like a, like an order of magnitude cost difference to have to port Unreal or just port your game. And I bet like once this middleware starts to shake out and once all these things start to happen, that problem probably gets fixed. Mm-hmm. And then like all these games that you're wondering where they are, it's too bad they can't talk about them today. You know, because I'm sure it's just bad timing. But like, I'm sure that's why it exists. It's because like. Oh sure, Warner can pay that to get Batman over, and it makes sense for them, you know. Cause no, you're right. I'm sure eventually, like a lot of these games will, you know, you'll start seeing stuff shipping on PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. But how much longer does that work? How much longer right. can you keep doing that? And then you get to the point of, okay, well, we're not making PS3 and 360 games anymore. We're making whatever these next systems are. Like, will those? Will it be feasible? Would it make sense to try and roll those back? To, yeah, I think to, you know. You know we'll the, see what happens. You know, in the transition. I mean, I'm sure there will be a period of time where some games will ship on, you know the current Xbox and the next Xbox. It's not like the, ne- the, the Call of Duty that comes out next Christmas is just only going to be on next-gen platforms. You know, like yeah. the... You think so? I, I assume it'll be on everything. Like, right. I, yeah, right. I, it, would, yeah. it would shock me if it was, right. you know, only for the no, I mean, for they, Orbis and Durango. They, they have, they have so they, there, there, there will be a situation, but at that point, are you, do you really want to buy that version? You know, even if, like, the, you know, Call of Duty whatever next Christmas... Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like Jeff saying, it's like this mythical consumer, right? Who's the person that doesn't have this other stuff wants those games and is like holding out for the... the yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I really, you know, I saw Batman last year, it looks so amazing, but I don't have a PS3 or Xbox 360, I wish I could buy it. So this year I'm going to spend, you know, $300 to buy the Wii U so I can then go buy, you know, 
played as Batman. It's just like it's not you know, and there's not enough new compelling stuff there. Like they did the you know the the uh, the Harley's Revenge uh, DLC, which I haven't played yet, but I think is cool. And it's like something like that. If that was exclusive to Wii U, it's like then maybe you start to get to a point where the fans are like, ah, maybe I'll check it out again. But the problem is like you know Rocksteady and all these studios, they're probably not going to spend the time and effort to do you know two or three hours of new story content just for a Wii U game. But when you think about it, if you're asking for 60 bucks, someone should be doing that, right? I mean, they should be creating new content for these gamers because a lot of the people that, you know, that I think they want to buy it are people that have already played the game. And if you're looking for people that haven't played that game, I'm not sure they're out there, if right. they, you know, especially at $60. Yeah. Were you surprised? Uh, were you expecting price stuff to, to come out of the show? For we they already, know, I mean, they already yeah, said up front okay. that they weren't. They're going pretty to clear. That, you know, I'm. I would guess the price is probably partially going to be influenced by you know the reaction coming out of E3, right? So yeah, they, 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 they didn't want to get bit in the it. ass like with the 3DS where they got real arrogant about the price and yeah. uh, they, so they want to probably get. A, it'll probably end up being lower than they perhaps they might might have wanted to. Like coming out of um, E3, I'm sure they're thinking about price and you know date. They're saying holiday, so I assume that means November. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of things, I've talked a lot through parties, and like, well, we don't really want to talk about what we're doing because it depends on the dates. And you even think of, like, Peter Moore said on the show yesterday, a game like Madden, it's like, when the, you know, Madden ships in August. Well, yeah. this thing ships at, you know, the end of November or, you know, Thanksgiving. It may not be worthwhile the to do it. The cycle, like, the, yeah, the season you can't, doesn't you matter can't anymore. afford to market a specific Wii U version right. of Madden, so they might wait until next year. So, yeah, there, there, I wasn't, as Patrick said, they pre-announced we're not going to talk about the, the date, and we're not going to talk about the, um, you know, price. So those were off the table, but I think what people were hoping that they were going to talk about was some, you know, really compelling content. I mean, you guys know, you know, we're all fanboys to some degree, and it's like just give give the fans something to grasp onto. Yeah, and it's like it was a Smash Brothers teaser with you know four characters, all the you know it's you don't need to give us a lot, yeah. right? And that's the thing is I think it's not like people were looking for 15 game announcements, um, but you know it's like in some ways Pikmin had been sort of pre-announced that it was going to be there. A new Mario game was pre-announced that it would be there. So when you look at the the conference in terms of surprises, yeah, there has to be something to rally around. Yeah, you know, yeah, and get people excited, especially when you want people to pay, you know, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. to buy a new system, you need to make them believers in where this is going to go. So do we do we know that it's hundreds hundreds of dollars? Is that confirmed or you, no? It's thousands. <laughs> but I mean, it's the new Neo Geo. Well, look, I mean, you know, look look at the teardown though of what it is, right? right. I mean, it's a console, HD console. It's got a touch screen. You know, the, the screen is what the screen is what's going to cost. Like, exactly. it's, they, like, they could probably afford to sell the if they were selling the box for something ridiculous and cheap, but it's that screen. Right. It's a, Even though it's a DS screen, those touch screens aren't cheap. Even though it's not multi-touch, those touch screens are are pretty expensive. So yeah, oh, and, one, it's, and, and it's Nintendo, yeah. which is a company that doesn't really you know they profit on all America. their machines. They don't exactly. they don't they don't lead by loss. And no, so, I mean they're not technologists. That's not no. where they you know they're they're kind of the anti Sony when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be extremely expensive, but I also don't think it's going to be cheap. And you know, you got to look at the, you know, the market now, and you can get you know a ninety-nine dollar Xbox. Uh, you know, it's uh, Microsoft stores, and they're expanding that pilot program. I think to Best Buy and GameStop or something later this you know this year. And it's like, it's hard to figure out sort of how, how Nintendo positions itself. I mean, you think about like if you were in Reggie's shoes or Awada's shoes, it's like what would you do? Yeah. And that's a tough thing. Is I, I think about that like after the press conference, you say, wow, it's like you know. That wasn't what I think everyone was hoping it for be, but then to be, but I mean, what do you got? What do they do? Right? I mean, it's not yeah. like there's a clear path. It's like, yeah, they could have, you know, 
we're talking about easy fixes. They could have done a teaser for this game, or they could have got people excited about uh, that I think game. Structurally, they, they're, they're, they're in a tough spot as a company. Right. Um, and I, I think they're probably looking at that crossroads, maybe not knowing what to pivot to, but this was an idea they had, an idea they could follow, follow through on. Um, but in well, some it, sense, it, it doesn't feel like their whole heart's into it. And strategically, those guys, yeah, I remember writing a story And Reggie just seems pissed right now also. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's up with like contentious back and forth in right. all press conferences this year either. Uh, yeah, between, I mean, between Ubisoft and and, uh, and Nintendo, I don't yeah. know if that was meant to be playful or no, what. No, I, I talked to Eve Gimo about that. Day. I think it's just you know it's it's tough when you're on stage. Like it's just you know the patter of like something very scripted and right. it's supposed to be very natural, but it's like, like hello Ryan, it's great to see you tonight. Well, How are you? It's great, Jeff. Ryan, why are you so pissed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think you know they they had you know a couple third parties on stage and that was fine. But yeah, I really you know I wonder where they go. Um, you know, sort of strategically right, well, uh, with the company. Enough, enough, uh, N- Nintendo talk. What have you, uh, what have you seen during the show that you really like? What's what has caught Jeff Keighley's eye? Yeah, um, I mean, I think I, I'm just going around the floor today since we're, we stopped being live as of sure, last night. Sure. So well, whatever. You also bit, got to have you know nice little personal demos yeah. of a bunch of they some come of the, to me. Yeah, exactly. You get to you get to sit in a nice air conditioned studio and and yeah. uh, they parade in front of you and please. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I think you know I was. I was impressed by the ambition of uh, Assassins, sort of what they brought to the table, you know, scope. I think they talked about multiplayer or something, too. I haven't read about that yet. but I think they were showing some very simple multiplayer stuff there. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if that's... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big Assassins multiplayer guy, but I yeah. feel like the, you know, the naval stuff was really cool. The Boston demo, the Frontier demo, it seems like there's a lot going on in that game. And, you know, they haven't even talked about Modern Day or Desmond or how it's all going to link together. So I was imp- impressed by the scope of what those guys did. Um, so Assassins definitely is tracking... Uh, you know, Last of Us. I was, uh, you know, excited. I, I saw an extended demo of that today. Got got to check that out. Um, you know, very excited about what Naughty Dog is doing with that title, yeah, especially End of Cycle. Uh, you know, beyond that, um, I checked out Beyond from yeah. David Cage, which is you know, wait, interesting. Beyond Second Two Souls. Two Souls. Like that. Is, that, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I think is interesting. I, you know, I two souls confirmed. Alex two tomorrow. souls. Yes. <laughs> Play either soul. So that I think that's interesting. There's some interesting stuff out there, but. Uh, there's like Star Wars 1313, which we did in our show, which I think technically is, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. I'm waiting to sort of see where they push the gameplay with it. Certainly. Um, but, you know, is really beautiful stuff. Um, and, you know, Watch Dogs, everyone's talking about that, which I think is... Uh, but do you think that's that's kind of what folks, uh, like, on your first run-through here, with when, when you start talking about new systems, better right. hardware, I, I feel like it's a lot of people just expect, like, you know... Show me something that just dazzles. Give me something right. that, like, uh, we've, you know, uh, people here have seen the demo. Uh, we talked about this some last night for Star Wars 1313. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's been described as, you know, it's like Uncharted, but in Star Wars. And and that's fine. You know, cover-based shooting, some, some climbing mechanics and stuff like that. That's, you know, traversal stuff. That's fine. But still, everyone says, but man... The way it looked, I had never seen anything. You want you want to be a believer, right? Yeah. And just sort of like where games can go. And technically, it's phenomenal. And you know the gameplay. And you want to feel like you're gonna there. like when you're sinking your four hundred dollars or whatever into that system. You know, next holiday or or whenever this actually finally drops, that you're like, okay, that's. I know that's going into technology. I know that's yep. what I'm buying. Is I'm buying something that requires this engineering and takes all of this intelligence to create and thus justifies that price. Yeah. Uh, and and it seems like both, you know, Watch Dogs gives that sense, and I think Star Wars 1313 right, really and, and gives that sense. And both, you know, it's kind of unfair to compare those to other games that are coming out this year, right? And that's the game people play, where it's like, of course, they're, you know, 
high-end PC games, and you know, they, even if they ship, they end up being Xbox and PS3 games. I mean, Eve Gimo said Watch Dogs will come out for Xbox and PS3. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of games that are coming out for 360 and PS3 this holiday that uh, that uh, uh, publishers are still choosing to show a super high-end PC version of, yeah, just to sure. give you the uh, the crispest. Sharpest version, and that's, well, look at, I mean, that's, that's always that tipping point in, in, a, in a console well, generation. Well, look at right? uh, you know, Medal of Honor. I mean, I'm sure it would be the same situation as Battlefield, where it's like they're showing this beautiful 60 frames per second footage, and that's a PC version. I yeah. mean, I, the console version will be at 30, so yeah. it's... Uh, it won't be at that resolution. Right, exactly. But it's like it won't have that sharpness of the textures. You right, know? but you're not going to see the console version um, You know, here at E3. I don't think it is, at least, or maybe it is, but what are they showing Medal of Honor on, do you know? I, I didn't get a chance to see yeah. it. But so it's stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting time... But, you know, I think you're right. I mean, Watch Dogs, you know, it, it, it was sort of similar to, like, when Assassin's Creed was first introduced by Ubisoft. They just kind of captured your imagination about, you know, where a game, you know, where games can go. Sure. And the end of Watch Dogs was, like, you know, you pull out and realize it's, you know, online players. It's like, you know, is that even worked out or it's just a cool idea? Right. Well, they capture your imagination. And that's enough. It's, it's the right. implication, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, okay, we don't, re- they're not saying explicitly, this is what this is going to be, this is how it's going to work. It's like... We have some crazy ideas as far as some sort of connectivity, some sort of online something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's enough to just get us jazzed. Apparently. About where it's going to go. <laughs> Apparently, and that's, that's where we're at. We're so goddamn hungry. You say, it might be on the internet. Fuck yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. Ubisoft, you magnificent French bastards. Yeah, and that was, you know, it was a surprise, right? And that's part of the thing is there weren't a lot of surprises this week. It's like, you know, lots of good stuff. Uh, you know, all, a lot of big games coming out. I mean, it's going to be very busy this fall, next spring. It's like, I feel like next spring, every week, there's something massive coming. I feel like there's more games coming out in, in February next yeah. year than we have, you know, slated for holiday this year. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, next year's, you know, God of War just got announced. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know. Isn't really February just code for we're not going to be ready for this holiday, so <laughs> we'll see you maybe in February or perhaps Yeah, February, February and March dates are a convenient way to move past the quarter. Exactly. Uh, aren't, aren't February yeah. and, and March, aren't those still technically in Sony's holiday window based on the way that they do their, their windows? Yeah, I guess. Like, beta launch window, wasn't that like four months? Yeah. Something well, that's, like yeah, that. so a lot of people do, you know, fiscal year on the sure. business side, so it's like by March 31st, it's considered, you know, their fiscal year. So, yeah, there's, I mean... Tomb Raider, you know, it's like Bioshock one week, Tomb Raider and South Park the next week. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff um, hitting next year. So we'll see. But I, I, I thought that, you know, those are some of the standouts for me. Um, but it'll be there interesting to see when the best of show votes come in, like, you know, yeah. what ultimately rises to the top. Very cool. Uh, I want to shift the uh, the focus over here a little bit to the drink box guys who've been. Ryan, do you want me to volunteer to step out? By the way, since you have so many other people here. Yeah, we'll have you, we'll have you back here in a, in a little bit later Definitely. for who your, you want your summer camp. We're just tapping up. Let's get uh, Jake Casdell from Seventeen Bit, who's in the wings here. Excellent, happy to do Patrick so. Patrick Klepek is going to tag out. Let's get John Riccardi to join him here. So is it awkward if I stand like this on these cameras? Well, it's more I awkward, I think, if you if you keep if you keep standing up and down. Excellent. Someone take this microphone. There you oh, go. John Riccardi from 8-4. Hello. Also joining us here. Jake, how you doing, sir? Hello there. How, how are you? I'm good. I have not seen you since, oh, PAX East. Yeah, and I'm sitting down having a beer. It's all, good. All the, all the way back then. Uh, how are things going for, for you at E3 this year? Good. We got a booth at XBLA. Um, you know, the game's almost done. It's looking great. Yeah. Response has been fantastic. Wait, I feel like I had that conversation with you at PAX East. No, this time, really. <laughs> really, <laughs> almost done. I thought you were really. like code lock that weekend. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> 
game development. Things change. Yeah, it's not up to me. I'd rather be done, but we're almost there. Yeah, and uh, John Riccardi, uh, now a, I guess, unofficial official partner for like Giant Bomb. or Brothers or something, yeah. We post your podcasts, uh, yeah. which it's it's nice to have another excellent podcast on the site. So, Thank you very much. Uh, happy to, to, I guess, well, happy to have Patrick facilitate that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, uh, Graham and Chris, I guess I, I wanted to, to check in with you guys on I'm on the the Wii U stuff. I didn't get a chance to to, to ask you guys if you felt like there was anything about that. You guys, in, in general, or at least thus far, have made games that have been um, uh, I don't want to say traditional, but they they definitely kind of harken back to to perhaps simpler times of you know a lot more 2D focus on the the interface and the the style of games that are there. Is there anything about the Wii U that that tickles you that makes you think, man, I'd like to to try this on that, or is it is it just sort of it just seems like overhead? I mean, I think that uh, it's it was kind of already touched. Like, uh, it's great that it's HD, but the thing as a dev that you're concerned with, frankly, the most is how can I reach the most people possible in order to try, have, try and have some chance of breaking even or actually making money in my project. Right. And I'm not thinking hardware first. I'm thinking cool game idea first. Right. And then what hardware will it work on, especially as a small company. But I think the big companies are like that, too. That's why I think you don't see, you know, you, you don't see people taking huge risks on the Wii because they've got to make this very specific game uh, with, for very specific hardware that's not nearly as powerful as the 360 or the PS3. Uh, and it's a huge risk. And huge risks on the Wii have not... That's not where the money gets made. Money no. does not get made in taking massive gambles on the Wii, or at least that's, that seems like it's... Well, I mean, you know, been the case. All, all the... Whenever, whenever I talk to a publisher about this, I mean, they just shake their head. They're like, well, basically only Nintendo makes money on Nintendo hardware and Nintendo software, and you're just kind of trying to pick up the dregs afterwards. Why do you think it works so well for Ubisoft? Like, they well, are always, Ubisoft. like, tip of the spear for Nintendo hardware. But any platform. I mean, they were very big, sure. like, you know, we're going to be big on Connect. Yeah. And where are they now? I oh, mean, they, they, had, like, they yeah. had, like, eight or nine games. Oh, they had, had Rayman, they had Your Shape, and yeah. they had, you know, lots of stuff, and now they're not doing anything for Connect that I know of. Uh, or maybe Just Dance works with it or something. But, yeah, I think they just like to say, you know, we're number one on a new platform. Yeah, right? I think they Whatever figured out that to get there early on, basically, you know, be there right out the gate, you can make a lot of money off kind of subpar products like Red Steel, I mean, to be honest. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can put stuff out, and if you're there at launch, people are going to buy it because they want anything they can get their hands on. Right, yeah. you're right. I mean, for Wii U, it's like, you know, Zombie U looks cool, but it's like there are not a lot of games. You know, you're, most gamers, if you walk into a store and you see Zombie U and Batman, you're probably going to be picking up Zombie U just because you already played Batman. Sure. So it's like original content, and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it, there's less, comp less noise. Anyone else play Zombie U on the floor? I played it today. Yeah. I didn't really get too much. I, I, you know, there was a capture the flag mode on one of the uh, things they had there, and I was playing that a bit, but to be honest, I, I couldn't really get a good feel for it. Um, it was kind of, uh, you know, the, the main reason I wanted to play it actually was to try the new, uh, the, what do they call it, the Pro Controller? Pro or whatever Controller, that yeah. Thing. Which was nice, you know. I got to feel that and check it out, and that was cool. But the gameplay itself, um, you know, I didn't get that much from it. I'm not, I'm not huge into FPS games, and it felt kind of like pretty much every other FPS to me. So, uh, but at least it was original. It was FPS original in the sense that there's a lot of gore, and, right, and yeah. you know, and it's pretty. I mean, it looks really good. It looked really, really good. And uh, but you know, I, the, the demo I got, I think, was kind of a bad demo. I didn't really get a good feel for what was. Capture really the flag. That's not at all what I got. I'm not sure what demo you got. Then. Yeah, there was two demos there apparently, oh, okay. and, 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 and I got one of them, and that was the one. So, but. Yeah, mine was a much more traditional, like, linear of, like, 
going through this level and there's zombies and you you use the the screen to scan zombie corpses to see if you know what stuff they have or to see living zombies of like oh, okay that zombie has this gear I need to go kill him to get this stuff from him. Right. Yeah. There was like a the demo. There was, we there had was like one jump scare where it was like scanning this zombie that you just felled and then like a screen pops up or a, a face pops up on the screen and you know screams at you and it's like oh it's you know a little moment like that but. It was not. I don't know. It, yeah, it, it sounds like you got the better demo. I basically, you know, I, I kind of took the hit. I didn't actually play it with the, you know, the screen. I wanted to try the oh, new right. controller. Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. really comfortable. It's like kind of a light version of the Xbox controller. Um, what, a do lot think, of what do you think of stick uh, placement on that stuff? That's, you know, it didn't bother me in this game. I, I, I saw it originally, and I was like, why are the buttons there? But they felt totally fine. Like, you use the buttons to reload and do some other stuff, and it, it didn't feel uncomfortable. It, it seemed okay. I found myself, like, well, part of it is that, like, looking down at that controller, uh, the big controller at least, it, which has the same sort of layout of right. sticks above, buttons below like that. Right. Uh, obviously, because it's got the screen, I am looking down at it a lot, but I, I still felt like my thumb wanted to go... You know, up to the right. Yeah, I think it's going to... Time to hit a button. I'm going to hit the Y button. I'm going to go up to the right. Wait, no, that's down here. I think it's going to be impossible to tell from, like, just one day of us playing it if it really is okay or not, because we're so used to the Xbox controller at this point, you know? And that was, was like, yesterday when I was talking about Zombie U, you know, I'm not ready to pass judgment on stuff, because that's just the, like, this is the first time that I've played this thing. Once you play, you know, half a dozen games on this... It's gonna be a non-issue. It's like the first time you tried to play a first-person shooter with dual analog sticks. It was like this feels insane. This could never work. Right. Obviously, this is doomed to failure. <laughs> totally. Uh, that said, I want to get in the room with whoever it was that designed that controller, and 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 I want to know what the thinking was with because everything else is a complete copy of the Xbox controller. Why change just that one thing? Did they have some reason why they thought it was better that way? Or did they just think, like, we don't want to be, like, a 100% copy of the Xbox, so let's change something? Well, keep in mind, the shoulder buttons are called Z. Z- ZR. ZR and, and ZL. They're because they can't get the difference. They cannot get away from the Z. Right. Uh, and Where's the so, stick? So, someone else pointed out that we now have, you know, uh, the X button is now in a different position on the Xbox controller, the Wii U controller, and the 360 controller. So uh. we have... Zero, uh, <laughs> zero uh, consistency across those platforms. Uh, I, I use the Wii U controller or the Wii U Pro controller uh, to play some of the the Rayman Legends to, to finish off uh, Alex Navarro's game because he couldn't get through the level without the dying. Is hard. <laughs> eh, it was okay. It took me like two turns. But I, I thought that for that for that application, it felt fine because I'm not using that other controller. But at the same time, I could play uh, Rayman Legends on a sideways Wii remote. Like, that game doesn't really require much more from you than, you know, your jump button and your attack button, and, and that'll that'll just about do it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's it's I don't know, it's a, an odd platform, or an, uh, it's just, I'm not I'm not sure yet, and uh, and they didn't do anything to make me any more sure about it uh, at the show, sure. I felt. Uh, so, Drinkbox guys, Graham, Chris, how's it going? We're on the spot now. You are. I'm now putting the, the ISR on on you guys. How's it going? Are you, headlights. Are, you, are you ready for it? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> uh, so how has the show been for you guys, uh, having kind of been thrust a little more into the spotlight with Guacamelee? That's been good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been getting a lot of good feedback from people seeing the game. Uh, it would, you know, we signed uh, with Sony so recently that there wasn't a chance to be on the floor. Uh, you know, we're up in, like, the special magic press area where, you know, burly men require a 
bandages on your arm in order to get through. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so it would have been great to be on the floor and, like, just see how people are kind of walk, you know, people walking up and just playing it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's been very positive. I mean, I've come to E3. This is my third time visiting E3. Um, <clears throat> it's always insane. Yeah. Uh, you know. Accurate. Accurate. Uh, did did I, you guys do that trailer, or did you guys outsource that? That was us. We did that. That's cool. Did you, did you guys do yours? Your own? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Dev <laughs> talk. Uh, so I, I was curious, uh, you know, looking at the game, uh, looking at Guacamelee, having seen it at, at PAX East, uh, I, I didn't get to ask you guys this then, but like, what was sort of the, you know, the, the process of deciding, you know, we're going to make this Mexican wrestler themed Metroidvania game with this extreme severe art style to it, <laughs> which is severe. It, it is. It is. It is uh, angular in exactly the opposite way that the uh, you know the the blob games were very soft and round. <laughs> it seems like it's almost like it's still very colorful, very cartoony, but it almost in some ways feels like a pushback against that. It, yeah, I think maybe to some degree it is a pushback. Like when you work on something for a long time, uh, whatever it is. Uh, after you do it for a while, you're just so sick of it. Like, I know uh, at a company, uh, the company was founded by a few people who all worked at uh, a studio in Toronto that made some car racing games. And even at that studio, after doing that for a couple of years, every, everyone in the studio was like, oh, God, let's not make more car racing games. Let's stop. You know? So, yeah, I definitely think that uh, we're so used to soft, round, blah. Yeah, we were at Suit Interactive in Toronto. Yeah, so, you know, you just get so sick of it after a while. Um, the other thing is, similarly, like, uh, with the blob games, you know, they're very cute and friendly. Mm. And uh, I think the whole team was ready for that at the time, having worked on sort of more aggressive AAA games where everything ha everything looks like it has dirt on it. Right. Uh, I think we were, you know, ready to n have no dirt. You know, let's not have dirt. Uh, and so, but then we worked on this game for a couple of years, and it's like, okay, enough with the cute little little stuff. Let's get some dirt back on this stuff. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Graham? Yeah, uh, so the, the whole game came about just like our creative process is maybe a little bit weird. We just open it up to everyone in the company to pitch ideas. And uh, we have uh, our animator is from Mexico, and he's been in Canada. He, was, he did some schooling in Canada, and he joined us right after he graduated. And he, uh, he was feeling homesick, so he, he came up with this idea, pitched it to the team, and we all, we all loved it. So that's how, that's how we first started working on the game. Uh, and then, and then also the art style. It's kind of I think of a lot of it's influenced from like traditional Mexican uh, like Day of the Dead art. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're kind of drawing a lot of stuff from Mexican culture. We're mining a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the characters in the game uh, are based on Mexican folklore. Uh, like these weird stories he tells us about things that some people in these small villages believe. Uh, like these weird characters, like this guy who can transform into a goat. We're like, that's amazing. Let's put that in the game. So, that he, <laughs> so you meet that guy in the game, and he's the guy who, who he's like your spiritual advisor, and he gives you new powers. Uh, or this woman who's kind of like a siren. She lures men uh, into the into the darkness, into the woods at night, and then kills them. She's one of the bosses in the game that you meet. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of like we're really trying to take advantage as much as we can of all these weird Mexican things that uh, that, uh, that that our an animator grew up with. Uh, yeah. And we're glad to have him on the team. Well, we wouldn't have done this game without him because we're constantly afraid that we're racists. Right. <laughs> All the time, yeah, he's basically the vet on everything. So, you know, 
You're like, is this okay? Are yeah, we crossing yeah. a line? Are we referencing tequila too much? Can we here? have <laughs> is a Mexican jumping bean as a boss? <laughs> is that too much? Have yeah. that be like a Navi style character that guides you around? Like, no, can't. Okay, no, we well, then we. Yeah, no. She, okay, good, good, good. That's what we thought. I mean. We weren't gonna do that. <laughs> Actually, it's it's like Ed Austin Boone, Austin. everybody. Oh wow! Apparently, we rate Ed yeah. Boone. Netherrealm Studios <laughs> is in the house. Uh, Ed, we'll get you in here in a second if you want to go and, and hang out in the back for a little bit. I can so, tap out. I hear those other things. Oh, yeah. All right, Jeff Keeley. Thanks, guys. We are going to we'll say goodbye. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Sir, thank you so much for coming out. It's an absolute pleasure. I always give my mic over to Ed Boone, right? Yeah, here. exactly. Drops the mic. Ed Boone picks it up. I love it. Oh. Ed Boone left. Ed Boone left. Now, now I'm short of guess. Fuck. It's all going completely sideways. Uh, this seems like, uh, getting back to Guacamole, this seems like a, a bigger scope of game than than uh, than perhaps Drinkbox, as you know, as it exists, has has made. Is that uh, a fair assessment? Yeah, that's true. Uh, the team has been growing. Like we've been in business for four years now, and the team's getting bigger, so we can actually tackle larger projects. And uh, we also got like a large uh, government grant, uh, or actually a loan, to to make the game. So the budget for the game can be a lot higher because of that. So yeah, very good. I gotta say for people who haven't seen it, these guys are next to us at PAX PAX East this last time. Yeah, next to Skulls and uh, uh, Mutant Blobs, Dax, Face Tales, longest name in the universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. my favorite Vita game. It's one of my best games of the year last year. I, I, and, and again, I really love the I love the the PS3 game, but I, I will be honest. Now the Vita one, I think, is like considerably better. Like I really, really love that game, and I I'm, I'm with you on the like I I can never get the name just right. I know about a Tales blob. Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs. Yeah, yeah, it was a mistake. The Tales from Space thing. Like I like the idea of like this overarching <laughs> brand of like you know we're gonna do. You know, other weird stuff in this universe, but it's like I just can't, I, I can't keep up with it. The but Guacamelee is yeah. maybe one of the best names yeah. for a video game. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw it, and then I got to play it at PAX, and it's just awesome. It's one of my most looked games, and gentlemen. So tell us about the creation of uh, of Mortal Kombat. How did that How did that come about? What, what, did, was, what were you guys was, thinking? I was in the shower. <laughs> and, no, that's going to go a bad place. Yeah, no, let's I don't, I don't want to stop that now. Speaking yeah. of a bad place, I didn't realize you guys were filming when I was hanging out over here. If I wasn't picking my nose or something, like I, just, I tried like to the get it blended in. It's kind of dark. I, I like, think it was probably just crotch. Jake, take your nuts out. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for God's sake, do that. Put your yeah, pants on. That could have been a lot worse. So, uh, Yes, but I will say Guacamelee, one of the the best names for a game in, in recent memory for me. And that was made up by the Mexican guy on our team. Fantastic. Yeah, which made, doesn't make any sense. Which totally is not racist. Totally fine now. By that, I'm a racist. You? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're from Chicago. You're a racist. Well, very, it's, it's a very not, particular it's not a, kind of racist. It's not a if-then statement yeah. for if something happens, then I'm a racist. Yeah. It's No, it's... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true, but... Let's not detract from the fact that they have an authentic Mexican person naming their game. Hold on, we got to qualify that. If you're in Toronto and you're Mexican, you're, you can't be that authentic. So you, you, can't, you can't, be that, can't be that Mexican. There's, there's no such thing as authentic Mexican in Toronto. I'm just gonna call. We got we got Toronto posse right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that out. I'm sorry. Just. Are, are we being outnumbered by Canadians? Is that what's happening here now? It seems that way. We're we're an even. I, I, yeah, we're an even three on three at the moment. No, actually, we're four on three. Yeah, we're, we got them up. Well, I'm just, I'm just, just, one I'm just here just to to count it in. So you know, go for it here. We will have a proper guacamole in this room in a second. <laughs> no one has introduced Nathan actually. So Nathan, why don't you oh, Nathan, introduce, introduce yourself? yourself, please? I'm I'm Nathan from Cappy. 
Nathan, how's that? I, excellent. How you doing, sir? I, I'm, again, I'm doing, I just, I just, like, just you did. You just went and, and you saw a power vacuum well, and you I, took I advantage. Figured, and I figured when Jeff left, there was a microphone sitting down, so yeah. I'm just gonna shimmy on in. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful. I actually just flew in from Europe today, so I'm fucking jet-lagged to shit. Yeah, no that's idea. how we like them. I don't even know where. Tell I us am. all your trade secrets. What's going on? Yeah, I, all these people are terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do you fucking really hate? Let's just get I into it. I hate everybody. Perfect. Then that's you belong the, in the games business. That's, that's okay. the exact... I love everybody. Especially <laughs> all of the people who distribute our games. <laughs> uh, I, I'm blanking right on this very moment. What are you guys working on right now? Well, we got Sorcery Japan with this mother funster over here. Ah, yes. Uh, that's that's <laughs> one of our, like... Yeah, that's one of the things that excites me the most, both okay. like game-wise and sexually. Uh, it's, it's like <laughs> it's just John Riccardi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, is is the eight. I didn't notice when you slid him, but you're stiff right now. It's I amazing. Am just, just, I'm covering it up by crossing my legs. It, it's it's hiding. It's just it's that warm Jeff Keeley spot. That's yeah, what it does it. it and that's not that's not the PlayStation sorcery. That's the originally on iOS yeah, sword, and sword and sorcery. Super Brothers sword and sorcery. I just I say sorcery because I it takes a long time to say everything else, but we. Love the guys from Made Four. Had a chance to do something cool and bring a, you know, for the first time ever, bring one of our games like correct. So you guys are reverse. You're doing the opposite of what you normally do. Right. Yeah. We're getting into uh, doing stuff. We're trying to bring the West Western games to Japan. This is a kind of an experiment for us. In uh, you know, traditionally Japan has not been very open to Western games, as most people probably know. They're just sure. Xbox is like nothing there. People don't even know it exists almost. But um, yeah, but right now the PSP is like the top selling system. So it is because of Monster Hunter, yep. basically. Continues. But, um, continues. Yeah. Uh, Vita's kind of suffering there the same way it is here. I think though it hasn't quite caught on yet. Yeah. Because um, they got no Monster Hunter. It's pretty much true. Sad to say, but um. But yeah, you know, we're trying to, we wanted to uh, try and, we just want to, we've always been about, 8.4 has always been kind of about bringing, bridging the gap between the West and the East, and we just, this is like another step in that, is trying to bring cool Western games to Japan and see if they'll stick. It's not out yet yet, so we don't actually know how that's going to work, but we're, we're feeling pretty positive it's, about it. Either way, it's super rad, though. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I really do think that there's kind of a, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity for a new kind of like air quotes generation of gamer in the East that you know, get the chance to be, uh, to play games, whether it's on iPhone or PC or PSN, uh, to play independent games from the West, games that, like, don't really have uh, that super Western flavor of dudes getting their faces shot off or whatever. They're just really cool, unique, crisp well, games. I feel like Cappy specifically, uh, you know, going back to, to Critter Crunch, uh, yep. To Clash of Heroes, uh, and even to Super Time Force, yep. uh, that you know these are games that have a very, very strong uh, Japanese feel to it. Like the the art style in Critter Crunch, the the art style and, and the, the kind of strategy that Clash of Heroes offered. Like those, and th yet those strike me at like when I found out that oh wait these are made by Cappy and Cappy is not a Japanese company. Uh, you know spe specifically for Critter Crunch, yeah. I was like I was. Because even just like the vomiting rainbows and stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's clearly that came from a weirdo Japanese <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, that's a crazy Japanese. That's that's why that has to be that way. And so it was just it was a, a big surprise to me. The amazing thing though is that like we've none of our games have ever come out in Japan. Huh. This sorcery will be the first like super, sword and sorcery will be the first game that we've ever. Oh, wow, done. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, huh? no, and, and I mean we we've, we've made we've been making games for a, a, quite a while surprisingly, sure. and you know a lot of no one really stopped you yet. No, and and yet. 
nothing in Japan until this kind of like wonderful collaboration of love happened, and now we're gonna. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, it, you guys are working with A4. Yeah, too, yeah. They, A4 is stepping out. They translated Skulls the Shogun into ten languages. Let's and turn this into like an A4 commercial, please. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> that's great, it's man. We guys, you know, you guys did a kick-ass job. We've got, we got a phone number we can flash up on the screen <laughs> if you need a game. If you're a game developer that needs to have a game translated either to or from Japanese, just call Mark McDonald at uh, <laughs> Mark McDee on Twitter. <laughs> no, I want I want phone numbers. So Give them Mark McDonald's phone number so they can right call him in Japan. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what. It, 2013. He's playing the Wii U already. That's the future over there. That's what time it is in Japan. Um, yeah, we. I, I, a lot of people have talked to us about the kind of like Japanese influence, and for us, it's just we like we like to make shit that reminds us of the shit we played when we grew up. And, sure. and I think a lot of that is influenced by Japan, whether like it's directly, which like obviously you know Critter Crunch has a really direct like Miyazaki tie and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, even with sorcery, I think a lot of the work that Super Brothers did is very kind of influenced by that side of, of gaming, by, you know, Ueda, by, uh, you know, old Zelda. That kind of stuff is very, you know, apparent in it. And, you know, you can't really... I mean, even, you know, I was in Sweden at the Nordic Game Conference talking with Phil, and Phil gave a speech about how influential Japanese games were on Fez, and it's it's impossible... Oh, to Phil Fish. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who your name was. Sorry, dropping. I... Yeah, I was trying to like... Another Canadian, that's who. Yeah, <laughs> represent. Two no. years. We're, we're, we're slowly here. drawing up I'm the number. I'm not comfortable with this at all. I'm going to have to <laughs> trade you out for Ed Boone in a minute here, I think. Proper American. He's also talking about pinballing Much shit. better looking than I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys showing... I mean, I know Super Time Force was at the Polygon party. It was. Uh, are you guys showing on the floor anywhere? No. That was that was just your, your chance to yeah, see it. Yeah, that was... Uh, Mike McWhorter's a real bro, yeah. and he hooked it all up in like two days. It and certainly is. Jake, you had skulls showing Mike, there as well. Yeah, Mike McWhorter hooked it up. He's a bro. Really? Yep. Damn it, I missed it. I really want to play Super Time Force. That game looks like it was designed it's for on me. My it's basically like Contra on crack, it yeah. looks to me, which is like awesome. With, with the most insane like time looping, rewinding mechanic that I've seen in something. Like clearly very well thought out also. It was actually made in three days. That uh, whole, that whole, it started out, so like Toronto has this big you ass game jam. You just to me, man. No, you could have just said like, yep. I'm the, I'm like the worst liar. I got it in a dream. Yeah. And so I woke up like, and I had to write it down. Now Toronto runs this thing, the Toronto Game Jam or TO Jam, and every year it's gotten bigger. This year there's like 460 people or something like that. But uh, last year, three of our guys, Ken, Mike, and Vic, who have been at Cappy since almost the very beginning, they just sat down and were like, hey, what if we make this crazy rewind mechanic? And within three days, they had the guts of the game done. And then we just kind of decided, shit, we should probably, you know, actually make this game into something rad. And all of a sudden, it's uh, one of the games that we're making. So I kind of feel the same way about Super Time Force as I felt about uh, Skulls of the Shogun the first time that I saw it, which was uh, one of those moments of, Hey, this looks like a, a a game. Like, all right, let's go ship it. Like, what are we waiting for? It seems like you've got a full <laughs> visual style. You've got mechanics figured out. Ship it, Jake. Stuff stuff works Dude, well. Let's been, go. That was a mistake showing it to you so early because people are so. <laughs> Everyone comes to me like, I love this game. I've been playing for like four fucking packs now. Like, where are you guys? And it was like I saw it on Giant Bomb like a long time ago. You got to realize like that was the only part of the game that we had. That yeah. what we showed you, it looked nice because it that did. was our prototype, you know, but like. That was it. There was no other level. There were no other characters. <laughs> but I mean, I've got, there was no it's, nothing. It's interesting because, you know, the, the you know, smaller indie shops like this, I've seen the early versions of these huge AAA games, 
and they look like shit, and it's like they're not running well, and the textures aren't there, and they're crashy, and they're buggy, and well, all, that's why working on a smaller scale is so much fun because yeah. you do you just start and you just start screwing around and. You know, you get a playable prototype up in no time, and it's fun, and then you're like, you can spend effort on, you know, mechanics and stuff like that. You can't really, you know, it's like a small, nimble boat compared yeah. to a giant, you know, sea liner where you just can't turn as fast. You can't change everything out as fast. But I'm just, I'm so used to, like, benefit of the doubt of, like, performance issues and, mm. you know, just t technical uh, stability and things like that, that, you know, when I see stuff I like Skulls or I see stuff like... I think it's the same reason why we spend so much time talking about Wii U and why we spend so much time talking about, like, what's coming next generation and stuff. Like it or not, like... Pushing polygons is a big part of the game industry. Sure. It's a big. It's it sells units. Um, that's not really something any any you can no, no, do. Drinkbox. No. That's not what you guys are about. Like Drinkbox has some of the best programmers in the entire video game industry. They could push crazy polys if they wanted to, but instead they oh, decide oh to my. make cool rad little things. And yeah. that's, I mean, that to me that's kind of what you know what games are right now. You well, make so big crazy shit or make really awesome little shit. My As the only like non-game designer in this group of six right here though, I think what the thing that I I see from the outside is like these all these games have um particularly strong Art design, like yeah, the, 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 you know, like Jake, for example, is started out as a designer. Like, I mean, he moved into basically wearing 15 different hats at his studio, but he started out as a designer. And I think, you know, when you have a strong uh, art direction for your game, you can have a really small prototype demo that actually still looks really polished and cool because that, you know, it's, it's beginning with the art in mind. And I think that's what it's like a proof of concept at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, it is just a painting in motion. I mean, it's it all jerry rigged and hacked in. And there's a flip side to that too, though, is that like. We have way more shit riding on this than somebody who has, like, you know, a publisher fund, like, or is owned by a publisher. They can put out a kind of choppy, kind of ugly demo for a game because everybody knows it. Oh, well, it's coming from. They've got their back. money. They're yeah, good. They, it's going to happen. They, they won't matter. ship it until it's done. For right. us, like, mm. the when we show stuff, if sure. people don't like it right away, fucked. Yeah. And everybody knows that. I mean, and that's I like that kind of pressure. I think that's like the best possible pressure you can have. Show make something a good cool. first impression. Yeah, make people like it right off the bat or make something different. I mean, that's that's how we live or die. And I think that kind of like separation between making giant big stuff where everybody just kind of says, okay, whatever, like it, you know, it's Assassin's Creed or it's, you know, whatever, insert Mega Game X. It's going to look awesome eventually because they all have before it because it's the 17th iteration of that, that you know, game, everybody knows they're going to look cool, but do people know that Super Time Force is going to look cool? Not until they see it. Not until they look at it. Yep. With their eyeballs. Yep. And then they know. Yep. Yes, it will. Specifically <laughs> with their eyeballs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's the best way to it's see a way to look. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, that's how I do it. Uh, I've never thought of that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I do it. I'm not saying that's how you guys have to do it, man. I'm We're not trying gonna... to force your ways on. No, I'm listen. I know in indies they don't like that. Fuck Americans, gonna... man. <laughs> <laughs> it's exact, exactly. Um, on that note, I, we're going to take this uh, segment to a, to a close here and uh, take a quick 15-minute break and, and uh, get a little more fresh blood in here. Uh, real quick before I do that, though, I want to hear if you guys have seen anything on the show floor that specifically has caught your attention. Nathan. I just got here. You literally just got here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I, I came I straight here. Spain. I was in Spain, and now I'm here. <laughs> what was in Spain? Me and my wife. 
Spanish people. Yeah. Is the right answer. Tons of authentic Spanish people. <laughs> right. Not Toronto Mexican people. <laughs> Drink box. Nice try. I'm, I'm making this game Topacopolix. Oh, I couldn't even do it. Uh, Topacopolix. Yep. Topacopolypse. I like it. I'll, work, I'll workshop it. We'll get there. Uh, Dave Lane. Uh, they kind of locked at the Microsoft booth, but I saw Mark of the Ninja. Mm, yeah. That's cool. That's Love them. Cool. Yeah. All the way around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Jake, yeah, Mark of the Ninja. Um, Mark of the Ninja, that Platinum game you guys were talking about? Yeah, the P100. That's the one I was going to bring up. Yeah, it's like, pretty cool. Where did that come from? Yeah. Beautiful Pikmin is what yeah, it is, basically. Um, that, and there's my a buddy that I used to work with when I was at Sega in Tokyo. He, um, he was one of the head guys at UGA. He left Q recently and started up his own startup. And they have a PSP Vita title on display in the Sony booth. And I'm going to fuck up the name. And I I forgot the game name, too, but XE like is putting or, it out. It's organic like rhythm, or organic rhythm, rhythm, organic. Or, yeah, I think it's Orgorhythm. I, I, I couldn't it? even I read it. I think it's Orgorhythm. There you go. Orgorhythm, yes. Okay. So, so he gave me a demo today, and it's cool. It's kind of like Loco Roco meets like Tower Defense meets Pixel Junk Monsters. It's like Pixel Junk Monsters meets Loco Roco. All right. It's really weird. It's like music-based strategy, which I got to say is a fresh mix. <laughs> but uh, it was impressive. I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. And uh, John? I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, Kamiya's game. P, P, what is it, P100? Yeah. I guess it's called. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it was, you know, it was actually very unique and very unlike anything he's done before. Like, it's not the game I expected to come from that guy, the next game. Um, that was really cool. Uh, I had a good time with some of the Wii U demos, too. I mean, the Nintendo Land, they did a really horrible job of showing that off yesterday at the conference. But yeah. actually playing it, it was pretty fun. Um, some, of the, some of those games were... Really cool, and they had another game called Game and Wario, which is like a, another set of mini games. That I, was do, actually I do really want to go check that out, and and again, am and continued to be baffled at you know that game not, uh, you know, getting a single mention during the the press conference. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be the evolution of like the old WarioWare games or whatever, yeah. like a bunch of really cool wacky mini games, and it was actually fun. So for sure, yeah. Uh, Graham, Chris, I imagine you guys have been tethered to to demo stations. Yeah, we're pretty locked in the booth. I'm just basically staring at the Sony video all day. Um, I, I will say that I don't, I mean, I don't, because I, I, I couldn't watch the presser, but this video of Beyond keeps coming on, and I, I don't know what it is, but I know that it stars Ellen Page yep. as an actress in a video game where she's threatening to kill everyone. Um, I don't know. That just seems kind of interesting. That, that at least catches your attention, even yeah, if you're not sure. Like I, I, I want to play it. I'm like I just I, yeah, I I need to know more. I guess this deserves to be made. Yeah. You have to wonder how you know the Naughty Dog guys felt with their character who looks like Ellen Page, and then these guys who actually she got more like yeah. too, right. I mean, I wonder if like either one of them must have been really pissed Mark when they found out the other one was doing the thing. Like, Dude, like you can't just do that. You gotta right. do something about that, man. And they did. They changed it. But that being said, also Last of Us, that demo was pretty stunning. That was pretty, yeah, pretty wicked, man. Yeah. It's like it's like a, a you know kind of the evolution I feel of action games. Like they're doing some some cool stuff in there, and it was very. I hate to say it, but visceral, man. It was really visceral. Yeah, that looked really hot. Yeah, Combat I would be uh, intelligent. I would be a bad Torontonian if I didn't shout out Dyad as well. Uh, our buddy Sean McGrath. Uh, everybody should probably buy it and also <laughs> buy like four hits of acid. And sit in their apartment with the them together. Do you know where, where in Toronto can I get that? <laughs> 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 or like, <laughs> <laughs> any, any <laughs> corner <laughs> convenience store, of course. 
Drink boxing tappy, we're we're nicely downtown Toronto. Sean, he's like way the fuck up north, so yeah. that's that's where you get the bad acid. Okay, got it. It causes dyad to be made. <laughs> what is the what are the stickers of acid like in Toronto? Are they like, like the ones the ones or? the ones where dyad is are, is made is like like stuff that you peel off the ground. Nice. Like somebody stepped on it a couple of times. Toronto dog might have pissed on cold. it. Wonder if they have that in that new uh, Paper Mario sticker shock or whatever it's called. <laughs> Dude, both, in there. both that and Luigi's Mansion have the worst subtitles. Yes, I, I actually tweeted about that the other day. I, I feel like they're running out of subtitles or something because they're not <laughs> exciting anymore. It's like, I don't even remember. Was it Sticker Shock or Sticker Shop or wait, Sticker something? It, yeah, but did you see why the subtitles were exciting? But it's, Sticker Star. But, it's, but they're not even like trying to do the like, well, we got to make it like first word start with a D, second word start with the S, <laughs> an S. Like at least there was a convention there. Right. Uh, right. But you know what? It's like, sad because they're actually they look like really legitimately awesome absolutely. games, and they're but then when they throw that kind of half-ass subtitle on it, you kind of, you're almost led to believe that it's not. Like, maybe this is just some Can we lame spin-off or whatever. Subtitles? I agree. I thought, like, when they first showed Beyond... And this is coming from a, like, we, we've done the subtitle sure. thing. I just, I wanted... I, you've I done post, you know, done pre-script, script, post-script yeah, on titles. Yeah, we've done double, we, we, we've thing. letters at the end, but let's just, let's quit with Like, with be, the, Beyond, when that was first kind of revealed as being like, this is what Quantic Dream is working on now, uh, it was just being called Beyond. I'm like, that's a, that's a really great it. striking name, but then suddenly it was Beyond, and I, I've so already, the, already two, forgot, two we, souls we, we or mentioned souls. it earlier, two souls, dual souls, souls. already forgot it. Because that's how bad it is, and how just forget. But beyond, like that's a great name. It's yeah. striking. It's uh, you know, it's evocative of kind of it's not as good as Guacamole, but it's, it's not as good as Guacamole. I will give you yeah. that. And uh, I'm pretty sure Guacamole Guacamole I'm Mexican didn't you know, name it. For some but you know, now that now that Wii U is out, get ready for a whole new generation oh, yeah. of like you, what is it, Universe and Ultimate and mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah. There was a couple today. I already forgot them, but it's going to be you, this, you, that, you, you bro. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break. We're going to get a little bit of fresh blood. Uh, Chris and Graham, thank you guys for, for Thanks, coming Ryan. by. Thanks a lot. Uh, Dave Lang, you don't get to go anywhere because the rest of your Fuck chucklehead up. friends just showed up, so we get to watch them make fun of you for the rest awesome. of the next hour here. So. Can I go potty first? You can. We're going to take a quick 15-minute break here from the stream. Stick around. We're going to be back. We're going to have more guests. Ed Boone is in the house. Uh, John Vignocchi is here. Adam Boys from Sony is here. Uh Rocco from Mega 64 is waiting in the wings. We're going to have some fun, uh, and we'll be back uh, in a bit, so stay tuned. And we're back here with a fresh uh, group of guests during uh, Giant Bombs E3 2012 Day 2 After Hours show live. Yeah, let's go with that. Why not? Adam Boys. Hello. Uh, President and CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment uh, here with us today. Adam, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. You're bro. looking far less businessy than the last time that I saw you, which was right before the Sony press conference. I was running around, yes, all sort of suited and you were, yeah, it up. absolutely, yeah, looking so, more professional than I ever saw you when you were with Beefy. So. Yeah, a lot different than last year. When yeah, I was kind of in a cardboard box there. Yeah, uh, renting. I think we rented a, a shack about 300 miles away from the conference center. So sure. a lot different this year. Well, as you can tell, you know, uh, getting space downtown is, uh, is a this challenge. Is, I can't upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. Subgrade. No, no it's, it's closer. I think we saw the murder scene in the back. It was... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something... Rug. It's like something prison special. Break. Yeah, you don't want to look into that rug. No, I, John Vignocchi, Disney Interactive. Hey, man. How's it going, man? Good. Also, looking sharp. Thank you. This is my, uh, I was laughing, this is my uh, my Jonah Hill get him to the Greek look. 
It's, it's, so, a good, it's a good look. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> the yeah. only man with a tie at E3. That's a, yeah, I had the Gearbox guys were making fun of me, actually. I was at the Verge party. Were your feelings really, really hurt? Well, no, it was just kind of <laughs> bullshit. They were like, and like I saw you there. I mean, we were sweating to the oldies. It was really hot. Oh, and yeah, then I was damn, like, yeah. why are you wearing a tie? And I was like, dress for success? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I haven't done it yet. I'll, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I've decided. Just, you've given me the inspiration. Uh, I brought a bunch of like dress shirts and ties and shit with me, just so I thought like just blow everyone's minds, just show up one day, all all to the nines. So. Got the CBSI money with, now, with son. Long pants. As you can see, the CBSI money. Uh, this is this is what it hath wrought. I was uh, back there. There's there's like a there's a roach from a joint back there. Oh, that does not surprise me. That's probably one of you guys, but... That, um. No, that's, we, <laughs> we've barely been here enough to, to do these shows. Uh, but yeah, that's, the difference between this and the house is that we're not staying here. Right. So that's, Who is in that band? Because that is... We're not going to talk oh, about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ed Boone from Nether Realms is also here. Glad to be here. Thanks uh, for inviting pleasure me. Pleasure to have you, sir. Uh, Injustice in looking real good here at the show. Yeah. Uh, Injustice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another fine Marvel property from, uh, from Disney Interactive. Well, it's, you know, listen, it's <laughs> not. I mean, it would be. <laughs> as I'm sure everybody knows. But and, and I've, I've, great. I've left Dave laying on the couch over here on this side just because since we're going to have Johnny and Adam here, if we're going to talk shit, then, you know. Can't, do it right. Could, we might as well do it right. Yeah. Uh, but if we're going to talk news, then we might as well also have Stephen Totillo from Kotaku here, editor in chief. News? I'm having flashbacks to win, lose, or draw. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that game show? Sure. This is the setup, right? Who, who was the host? Who was the host? Who Howie was the, Mandel. Who was the host of win, lose, or draw? Give us a call. We just need an easel <laughs> over there. Put it in the chat. We don't have also any, like, whiteboards or whatever. It was like butcher paper or something. They were just flipping over, right? Yeah, just I think so. We could write on these walls. you got some Rothko's on, on the walls. I don't know if people can see that. That's fancy. Oh yeah, no, we we went. You know, we wanted to have the the atmosphere here, but not uh, just be garish about it and put it on the walls where the cameras can like actually it. see them. So I like it. Steven, thank you for coming. You're welcome. And uh, and and making some time for us. And of course, Rocco from Mega sixty four. Yeah. With right. with Eric from Mega sixty four, just what is hiding what? right behind you. Oh yeah, he's still don't, don't even call attention to that <laughs> happening. I apologize for it that. It really doesn't look shady. Doesn't. Uh, congratulations for uh, two for two uh, years on the Konami press conference. Of oh, having thank you. The most interesting thing on the Konami press conference. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a title. Like thank you. What's that? You didn't like well, I'll tell you, like the beauty of the Konami press conference this year, their their little pre three show, was that since everyone knew beforehand that it was going to be pre recorded, uh, I could just go ahead and skip through it. So it was just like, like, oh, okay, you're gonna talk about soccer now. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and drag ahead because I, that would, I could that not would give less shit about that. That you skipped through the hologram of the, I think it was it the president. Oh no, I definitely did not skip through that. <laughs> okay, when the, when the hologram showed up, yeah, yeah, no. you can't do that. And that was also when I when I was you know confirmed of like, oh, okay, this definitely isn't live because I know Konami can't produce holograms in real time. Uh, don't be so sure. I've seen things. Oh yeah, uh, it's yeah. trade secrets. Let's go. Believe it. This is the time. Rocka, how you doing? How's your show? Good. Listen, before we go live, Stephen, every time I log on to the site, okay. I gotta click blog view. No. Every don't. no. no. Oh. Well, just every time I go. No, is that is that a cookie? Just before we go live, just write it out. So, Stephen, to tell what is the right way to appreciate Kotaku? Then, obviously, there is. Of course, the the new, not even the new layout anymore. It's the real one true layout. Then why do you have another layout? 
<laughs> before we go live, before we go live, we'll write out the. Uh, yeah, going? Are we going? No, oh. it's no. It's Hi. Oh, we'll live. No, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, so, uh, Mega Sixty Four. Uh, dot com is, is the web page. We do, blog, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hit, you hit more, goes down. You okay. can look at our updates. Back to uh, March, we had a horrible server accident, but we do go back to March. Lots of updates, just news previews. Yeah, but we don't really back anything up. So I mean, there's like two, maybe two weeks of updates. That's it. That's good enough. That's it. I don't know how Kotaku does it. Who who follows any who follows any further back than that? that exactly, yeah. Because in internet time, a week is like ten years. Yeah. Because so if we don't post a video for a week, it's like we're gone. Might as well be. It's the worst. It's the worst ever. We can't take a break ever. I've never had a vacation. It's so what horrible. Do you, so what are you doing at E3, man? I don't know. I got to film something. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. Well, here it is. We're 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 checking it off. You're yeah. filming something right now. Okay, I'll upload so, this. I'm gonna rip this off their thing. Yeah, play. fine. That's that's great. Let's, Perfect. I don't this know, worked out so good. Figure out some way to turn you into a video game character. And Beautiful shenanigans. So good. We'll, we'll dress you up as uh, I don't know the uh, Ellen Page and have you go over to the I've, strip club. Yeah, I've already done that though. Juno came out and we did a whole bit. No one sent that to me? No. no, sorry. <laughs> Missed it. Before we go live, we've got to figure <laughs> yeah, out what we'll, 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 <laughs> I think I expected bullet points from, from an organization like Mega64. I don't know. We've never listed anything out or written anything the on paper. Time. Yeah. Don't actually know how to. No, we don't. We you really do, actually don't write anything. We just kind of turn on the camera and do stuff. Dictate that wasn't a joke. You, you dictate all your emails. Yes. Just we'll have that iPhone thing now. So okay. I'll just do that. I'm like in bed, just... Here, I'll meet you tomorrow. Well, that explains what the last email I got from me was just penis, 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 penis. Yeah. Well, that's, it interpret, that's just how we talk. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. Adam boys. Yes, sir. Got you here in first chair. I am here. Closest position. I can just look right at you. We can... How's Sony, man? Good. Yeah. Good. First no, it wasn't, wasn't going to be bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's wow. the worst. Six Jack Trenton? Let me tell you a thing or two. No. Yeah, six weeks in, it's been... Uh, I mean, transitioning from running the own company at BP to doing this has definitely been a lot of I, culture I could, shock. I couldn't imagine a harder swing, man, because you were culture like working shock. out of your your damn house with yep. with Beefy, just yep. you know, being as seat of the pants as as one can be <laughs> yes. uh, in 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 game development, and then you know you're running third party relations now for for Sony. Yeah, Woo! that's yeah. a that's a big deal. It's different. It's definitely different. Yeah, I mean, even going to the press conference and and being going through that experience and. People texting me like, "How do I get in?" and "Where's the party this year?" I'm like, "There isn't one." Yeah. They're like, "Don't. Why are you lying about the party?" I'm like, "There isn't." By the way, these are all my texts. <laughs> no, no, trust me. Trust me. It's like a beacon goes out, right? LinkedIn updates, and they're like, "You're at Sony. Could I get five? I'm plus five for the party." Like, there, there, is hasn't no been, there hasn't been a Sony party 2006 in like or 2007. Five or six, five years. I mean, last one actually, we were all there together. And oh, we all worked we're together. All at Midway. Right. So Midway still existed. Yeah. Yeah. For, and then people are like, line. "Okay, yeah, I get it. You're not allowed to give out tickets. You could just tell me." that you're not allowed to give out tickets. I'm like, there's no... like, sure. You don't have to be a dick sure. about it. Come on. Those parties were awesome. Though. I mean, there were like midgets there and stuff. I mean, there was, yeah, there were, like, those were good parties. And the bags that you would get, right? You yeah. would always get the... I got, I got ten pieces of luggage. I don't really... I yeah, 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 yeah. literally yeah. still use the rolling bag that they gave at the yeah. last Sony party mm -hmm. as my, my primary travel I use luggage. That, I used that one in the cafe. The zipper's now starting to go on it. Oh, yeah. I fucking have no idea what I'm going to do now. <laughs> no, yeah, no one gives out luggage anymore. I don't know how to buy luggage. I'm going to 
33-year-old man. I have no fucking idea how to buy luggage. It's just like, get it from Sony and then go back to events where Sony is. Going so. to the luggage store. <laughs> is that a place? Is that a place? Are there one of those? Just give me... Give us Save a call. Let me know where I buy luggage. Yeah. Save <laughs> buys it from the luggage store. <laughs> um, no, so the crazy thing is that, like, five months before I got the job, my same rollie, yeah. the, the zipper came off, and I was like, Mother of what am I going to do? And I threw it away, and there was like a ceremony. I was like, Really? Are you sure you want to? We could put a paper clip. I'm like, No, no. We'll. This is so my second day, yeah. Um, into my office, they're like, Here, welcoming gift. And it's a brand new version. Is it, is it that same one? No. The same one. No, no, no. And, then, and then the next day, there's like a cat bag, the same cat bag. And I'm like, This is amazing. Adam. Where are these? It needs no one. I, know, really I need to find yeah. the warehouse. That's me like, up, man. So there's that's like why you took the job. I'm plus five on the luggage, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, luggage store. Luggagestore.playstation.com. I think you can find it on PSN. That was actually the problem with those bags, though. Jeff had his stolen, is that people could see like the PlayStation right. logo on it and go like, well, that's something that fucking something cool is going to be in there. Right. I'm gonna and then like that. dirty laundry, what? Or you, or you were going to, you know, game. If you're flying into to town for E3 or other game events, you'd be standing at that, you know, pickup, and you'd see like four other of that bag. It's definitely diminished over the years, but like fresh after that party, uh, you'd you'd be, you know, waiting there at the at the carousel, and it's like, oh wait, that's no, that's not mine. That's someone else's of that exact same bag. Did, did yeah. any of you did any of you have the backpack shaped like a GameCube? No. This is my. Cool. This is yeah, how I, I actually did. You have I one bought of those, it right? on eBay though. That was my <laughs> introduction. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to, to be there. To I, get I, it I never went to the Nintendo parties because they were always freaking boring. I always heard they were just like the most mind-numbing, boring thing. It wasn't. It wasn't even a. Wasn't even a party. Oh. It was a. Uh, uh, my first E3, I think, was 2001, maybe. And my introduction to E3 was the fact that they gave you these ridiculous backpacks for each. E3. So I went to the Microsoft, the Sony, and the Nintendo, and by the end of it, maybe they were all on the same day? I can't remember. But I feel like I, I just remember myself standing on a curb somewhere with three backpacks and my luggage because I had landed and gone straight to the, the press event. And then, of course, people probably like John came up to me saying, can we buy your Nintendo GameCube backpack off you? Has anyone offered to buy anyone's, or has anyone had someone come up to them to offer to buy their E3 passes this year? No, no, no. no, no. no. I, don't, I don't wear it everywhere. There's so a lot of <laughs> friends in the industry who are like, hey, can you, last minute pass, can you get me one? I'm like, you guys realize that if you sign up earlier than four months in advance, they're free. And all these guys are like, no, it's like, they're a thousand bucks right now. I'm like, just, how about next year? You know you're going. You've been working <laughs> games for a dozen years. Yeah. Always Plan sign ahead. up for everything always when it's free, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's not hard to get in. I met a guy on uh, Sunday at the convention center. He was so nervous. He recognized me. It's awkward. People, I stand next to really talented game developers, and they, people don't recognize the developers, but they recognize me. That's kind of oh. weird. That, that reminds me. I, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm going to interrupt you yeah. just momentarily. Yeah. I want to share after this my, my favorite, best, most excellent E3 experience that I had today. Okay. That's, that that oh, falls in line with that. Oh, my God. It was, it was so right. good. I'm so, right. so excited. Before we get to the greatest story ever. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so this guy was so... <laughs> and that's the story. So this guy was so... He was in a Yoshi t-shirt. And yeah, he okay. Was so, he was so nervous. I can already smell him. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating. He was, he was so nervous that he came up to me and 
couldn't, I, I said, he said, hi, are you Stephen Tiller from Kotaku? Yes, I am. What's your name? He couldn't summon his, he couldn't remember his name. He couldn't conjure his name. Mario, I don't know. He had a Zelda theme 3DS with him, and I said, oh, so what are you here for? And are you a reporter? He said, no, I work in retail. <laughs> and he said, I'm here. I'm like, well, what are you here for? Well, to, to see what is worth buying. And I'm like, come on, you're not really here to see what's worth buying. He's like, no, actually, there's an achievement on the 3DS for getting 9,999 street passes. And that is what he's here for. Oh wow. Wow. So why Patrick, would you I, th I think our commitment to street <laughs> passing has been absolutely challenged. I'm not putting in well, the effort. No, but he's only up to 1,500, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, I was going to say, 9,999, that's... Are, are you guys over 1,500? Uh, no, no. no. Like 900? No, I don't, I don't even know if it's off. Yeah. It has to be nuts because you can only do 10 at a time. Like, I, yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I can't, I can't do that during E3. I can't, like, during PAX, there's enough time right. where it's like, I can just hang out somewhere and just, you know, grind through some street passing, but... Vinyaki, what does your street passing thing say right now? What does it say? <laughs> it says the same thing it said before. Fuck off. Jerk. It says, because <laughs> it, it has a limited amount of characters, so it says, whatever, Dave, I can't believe you made me tell the story. It says, <laughs> where make you, you were like, I'm not going to tell that story. It says, where the lady's at, but it has the female symbol. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and then, then you use like a little the, the at sign for at or no 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 yeah well and, it's like, <laughs> and then my knee has like I've made the sunglasses so they're up on his forehead like yeah how I, you know and how you do like how I do and um, yeah so there's that terrible story thank you <laughs> you're all nice are we gonna hear the greatest story of all time now uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep teasing it awesome. I think a little bit uh, oh. we're we're smelling booths at at, uh, at E3 this year I want to get uh, people's opinions oh. I'm gonna say uh, Ubisoft is where I have encountered the most bracing smells because of the dance game uh, of the show I'm not sure is why maybe it's either that or the Europeanness I, I can't uh -huh. decide one way or the other <laughs> You think it's it's dancing Europeans? That's the problem. Okay. Well, on the subject, you know what? You brought up the Yoshi shirt before, and that reminded me. On the subject, we could combine these on shirts and smells. I just want to now that we got like a public forum here. I want to yeah. go ahead and use it. Okay. Soapbox it, man. I, I will right now. Um, I I still see at events. Okay, we got to retire the sh the Sonic Two launch shirt. <laughs> the white shirt with the he's holding up the, t the yeah. we got that's done right like like we gotta like curb that now I still see that at every convention I go to at least once the ninety two launch Sonic shirt you're wearing that who's still alive that's doing, doing that I don't I don't know well, here's the thing is everywhere is, is it just me no, well the thing is like, I'm seeing yeah. those no, but yeah, 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 no 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 no, 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 no I think you're having maybe no I don't know I'm gonna say Rocco I have seen several of those during the show but I don't believe those to be like original launch shirts I think that's like going to Hot Topic and getting like oh really it's the throwback it's because kids that were born in 1992 are now old enough that it's like here it's a you know it's a thing really it's just this throwback thing I don't know they no. look stained and just, oh. Probably the I, same jackass that would eBay a GameCube bag. Yeah, so. maybe. Maybe. So you had to call a moratorium on those shirts or on yeah. Sonic games. Oh. You oh, or on Sonic <laughs> games. Yeah, Sonic games or the Sonic shirt. Ah, uh, the shirt smells so much worse okay. than the games. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go shirt. Okay. Yeah. I do see that shirt. We do Comic-Con yeah. every year. I see that shirt. At least once at our booth, every show. Yeah, I think I think those have to be replicas of some kind. So. I hope. I don't know. That's the well. Any other thoughts, Smelly's booth? Anyone been around? Uh, yeah, no. But um, like, 
Because the L.A. Kings game is happening downtown. Happened. Happened. Also, I'd like to say congratulations to L.A. for not burning itself to the ground tonight. Oh, I'm yes. very thrilled about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Salud. so, like, not necessarily Smelly's booth, but, like, there are cops on horses everywhere around all the yeah. hotels. Yeah. And they're just shitting everywhere. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I, I got I, some of that. How do you know those like, are the horses? I can't walk in a text <laughs> without, like, oh, like, grenade, limb, you know, it's just it's everywhere. So that's, who, uh, that's who a shame. Who that up? Yeah. Do we know? Rain. Mark Rain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Rain. You know, like a force of nature. I had a great Mark Rain dream uh, the other day, by the way. Um, yeah, no, 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 not like that. Not like that. Um, it was, uh, um, it was that I was, uh, I was working in Kismet, and kind of like, remember Clippy? Like the, yeah. the the little thing that would pop up with Microsoft Word. <laughs> so in my dream, it was Mark Rain's head. <laughs> Whoa! It was like you're doing that wrong, and I was like, ha ah. And then I woke up. Like, Whoa! But I think that would be really cool. That's a good segue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I was. It was. It was just a. It, for me, a big E3 win. I was walking down one of the aisles in uh, in West Hall and. Uh, just you know, going to or from an appointment, and a uh, guy stops me and says, uh, "Hey, you know, Giant Bomb, big fan." I'm like, oh, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, always nice to to hear that for sure. He's like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" I'm like, "Yeah, it, fine, that'd be great." He's by himself though. He's got a nice big like you know uh, DSLR camera on him, and he's like looking around for someone to to take our picture, right? And we're near enough to the Namco booth that there's a couple of girls from Star Trek. That are oh. the, the the booth babes that are wearing like the classic Star Trek like yeah. the short skirt like the, the the you know the uniform, and he stops them and he says, "Hey, could I take a could you know could you take a picture for me?" And there was this great moment of confusion when they assumed like, "Oh, okay, you want to take a picture with us?" Like, "No, no, I want you guys to take a picture of me and this other dude." <laughs> and so like one of the girls like, yeah, "Yeah, I guess sure, fine," and takes takes the picture, and the other one's just kind of standing there, and I just felt like. Yes, for the first time, someone who is, you know, the booth babes are having the roles reversed on them. You were the booth babe. I was. I was yeah, the arm candy. I was the one that the guy was, like, super excited to get the picture with, you know, doing the hover hand and everything. It was, it was, uh, did he? Did he? It did was, you get some content? It, it was perfect. Uh, I, I touch everyone, Steve. I touch me. everyone. I touched you earlier. The hover hand? Yeah, that's right, you did. Somebody I did. About hover hands. What's that? Yes. Hover, hover hand is, hand. is when you're, you're you're taking a picture and it's like you're doing the thing where you're putting an arm over, but, but you're not, not but you're afraid to actually touch them because <laughs> it's a because it's a lady. So you do the hover hand where it's like, yeah, we're totally hanging out here, but I'm just barely not touching okay. you. So that's 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 the hover hand. Uh, but that's a good transition for talking to Ed Boone some more since uh, since he piped up and I realized that our, our time is limited here not because of our hands just because you no no not um, yeah I actually apologize uh, okay. <laughs> so for those of you at home that can't see this the door to the street is just open oh. and we've had about five or six random random wanderers coming in and be like. Yo, is, what was the last guy? Who did he ask for? Alfonso. He's like, Alfonso. yo, is Alfonso here? <laughs> and then dude's like, like, he's in the back. And that guy, Patrick, that guy was like trying to convince you to let him, like, you guys must have stuff in there. That guy was like, food. I'm, I'm here to meet Alfonso. Oh. We're cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, We're cool. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patrick, thank you for taking care of that. That was, you know, <laughs> that was. This that. is the third night that we've done this. That was the first time that we've actually had anyone try to come in here. So I'm glad that we've we've gotten past that hump now. Everyone who needs to be here is here now, so we can lock that door. <laughs> we'll lock you guys in.
Uh, I, have, I have a question for Ed Boone. Go, I please. Ask this question. Do it. So, Ed. Yes. The Lego Batman people, when I saw them a couple of weeks ago, they were telling me they had all these superheroes that are going to be in the game. Sure. And they said they had Green Lantern. They said they had the Flash. And then I asked them about Hawkman. About Hawkman? And they said, we can't talk about Hawkman. And I'm wondering, what's the deal with Hawkman? Do you, you work with DC. Does Hawkman have like, his own people? <laughs> and Hawkman has to have a PR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Directly Hawkman, Ed. I think, I think DC actually sub-licensed the Marvel, so now it's a Johnny V question. Hard-hitting, hard-hitting questions from Steven Cotillo. Where is Hawkman? No, it's not even where is Hawkman. It's like, What's why does Hawkman get special treatment? That's yeah. what I want to know. Because he's, he's kind of like, all he can do is fly. I want to say Hawkman. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to put works in licensing, I'm, I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to dig deep here. I'm going to say I, I think Hawkman might have started as not a DC character. He might have been one of those like it got folded into the DC no, universe I later. No, was. was. Okay. I challenge you. Well, the, challenge. you know, you, if you're going to challenge, you have to prove it. Uh, I can put statements out there, but if you're going to challenge them, you can't just say I don't think so. <laughs> what are you proving? I got the internet in my bag oh. over there. You want me to take the internet out of my you bag? Have the whole internet in your they bag. Oh. In there. Except all the stuff that got lost on That's the right. Mega 64 server. Yeah, the <laughs> server Did meltdown. You have stuff on uh, the we might have uh, donations That's are the, being yeah. accepted. That's PayPal. the problem. Is Hawkman was on that server, so that's why they're not talking. Right, about yeah, it's all deleted. Yeah, you can't get that back. Once the hard drive breaks, it's no Hawkman. Actually, a really odd Hawkman story that I had. Yeah. It has to do with like four of us here. It has to do five. It's Craig's here. And you know, at the time that Midway was kind of having all their problems and kind of yeah, you know, looking like it was going to go away, I had coincidentally I have a big stack of comic books that I had when I was a kid, and I was just going through one of them, and I swear to God, I opened the front cover to a Justice League comic book. And it was Hawkman, like, kind of like this pose, like, you know, you know, can you swear in there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, like, fuck this place. And, 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 his, and his balloon said, his balloon said, because uh, I guess his, his city is called Midway City or something like that. So he said, and I, no, I swear to God, I scanned it in and I put it on Twitter and everything. And it said, it said, um, Risk my life to save Midway? No way. <laughs> and, and at that point, I said, he's never going to be in a game that I want <laughs> So there's, there it is. There's the Hawkman answer you were looking for. I think what we just learned is that we all have a Hawkman story. <laughs> we all have one. Ed's just the only one secure enough to share his. So I'm gonna, Ed, I'm gonna, I, actually, I'm not lying. I'm going to put that picture back up. And just, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. Um... But so so again, this is not the first time that you know with with Injustice. It's not the first time that you've worked with DC characters. Obviously, there's you know uh, DC Universe versus uh, MK. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a long time. Uh, so like you know, g- going from then to now, kind of what's been the the biggest differences uh, with with dealing with, I guess maybe not even dealing with, but just you know approach to using those characters uh, in a game. Uh, well, it's a, actually it's a completely new set of people that we're working with. Yeah. So and 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 they're also kind of within the same kind of Warner umbrella family thing. So it's it's a lot more of a um, um, it's a smoother, a lot smoother ride and yeah. whatnot. And then and plus they were also big fans of like the last Mortal Kombat game we did. So they're they're very much like, hey, if you can do something that's fun to play with our characters, 
a lot more exciting about that. Well, I guess I mean just like sort of any different uh, approach that you're thinking about, uh, you know, from obviously it's it's a it's a much different thing when you're you know going against the MK characters yeah. versus like we're gonna make this game and focus entirely yeah. on. Yeah, you know, each each game like you know Mortal Kombat has its. Um, like set of rules and restrictions, and and, and DC has a set of rules. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Right, we can't get too violent with Mortal Kombat. But it was, but you know, so it's it's kind of like you know the scale of things with DC can be bigger. So you know, like you're not going to have Scorpion throw somebody up in outer space or something like that. Like so, we can do kind of crazy things like that. And uh, it, he did it, blow up the Earth. I just want to say, I just want to throw that out there. So. Actually, I think well, that was smoke, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it like? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying. I'm saying in MK. I'm saying in MK. Did he? Yeah, no, it was no, I'm, I'm saying it, it was smoke in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. my only. Yeah. Yeah. Was it creator of Mortal Kombat? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, when you haven't, if you're going to do this every year, John, tell the story that it's talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently you just do it and you go, God damn it, why are you making me tell the story? <laughs> <laughs> All I need is like 17 more beers. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I think we then, think that, well, no, no, I don't think we have that many left, unfortunately. Alfonso drank all of them. Oh. Oh. Damn you, Alfonso. Oh. We're going to have Alfonso on later. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this uh, beer counting issue. Uh, so, how has the reaction been, Ed? It's been great, you know. Yeah. We we we've uh, you know it's 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 weird. Like you know, we coming in. I was I was kind of heading, you know, giving everybody a heads up. You know, you know, this isn't Mortal Kombat. We don't have you know Mortal Kombat had this great story of you know going back to the violence, going back to 2D, going back to you know the old. We had this great you know just the planets were aligned, and you know the the response to that you know a couple of years ago at E3 was like ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and and so. Uh, and we have the same format now, so I was kind of like saying, "Hey, you know, let's not build our hopes up." But it 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 uh, it ended up being, you know, still every every you know theater is packed, you know, guys waiting out in line and stuff like that. So so far, it's it's looking great. We uh, I couldn't be happier with it. So was that part of the the uh, motive to kind of come up with a different uh, sort of fighting system from MK for for Injustice of Wanting to further like delineate and differentiate from uh, the MK games. Well, it's it's to kind of like not just do it every single game, every single year and whatnot. As sure. well as just kind of do something do something different. You know, our our studio in general, we want to kind of expand and do more. And this is kind of like a, a baby step towards that direction. You know, we're going to get a lot of. Um, hopefully, if, if this game does well, we get to you know expand even further. Whatnot. I would love to see a a Nether Realms. Non-fighting game. I would love to see if you want to talk about expansion of, uh, of, you know, let's let's take Ed Boon a little further. You know, we've we've got fighting games and pinball games are uh, are the wheelhouse for sure. Uh, obviously, there's the grid also, so there's right. there there is there is some more variety in yeah. in the in the playbook there. But uh, Adam, what would you like to what would you like to see the the Nether Realms team uh, tackle? I think the grid grid angle would be fantastic. Seeing that again. Yeah. 200 player multiplayer, only on yeah. PlayStation. Phenomenal. <laughs> 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 a 
Love it. I have a fun question for you. Yeah, sure. Out of uh, out of all the products coming out of Warner Brothers Interactive, on the body, um, I can hear it. Which character would be fun for you? And you know, don't reveal anything, but just like which character that's coming out would He's be not cool. Is that you, Yaki? Whatever. <laughs> which which character would be cool that you'd love to see, like you know, be brought into one of your one of your games that you're working on right now? Oh, like I love the chick from Lollipop. Hawkman. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> just can't just can't lock down Hawkman. It's, uh, I, I, I man, it's, it's, it's such a like Harry Potter. Card. No. Harry Potter. Just wave my hand around. It's a good short. I don't know. I guess. I guess at at the moment, you know, something like like uh, obviously everybody's into you know you know Batman's big and all that stuff, but we're we're kind of doing that you know already. Um, we're certainly not going to do a. Hawkman game, like you were saying, there's like a. You uh, yeah, over here demanding yeah. Hawkman game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Hawk Taku. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Oh, uh, small Kickstarter. Sunday Haku. Programming block. I'm still picturing Hawkman going fuck this place. Hey everybody, I'm a Hawkman. Fuck this Dismiss him, yeah. Hawkman. I'm out of here. Yeah, you'll you'll see his expression. You're gonna when you okay. think back about it, goes like, yeah, that's what he's saying. Someone who still can't believe he has anything to do with the. I wake up every day wondering how am I even involved in the game industry. The fact that I got to sit here and hear Ed Boon give his best Hawkman story. Only on Giant Bomb. That's it. Oh, that's the only God. place that you get it, man. Wow. Happy to expose you to that, Rocco. Thank you so much. <laughs> What else is going on, Ed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. You know, I haven't, I haven't stepped outside of our booth. You know, yeah. I, say, I think I, th- I did one, um, an interview with GameSpot, and then whack, walked right back to my booth, you know, stopped and looked at a couple of uh, things. That, you know, and then that, that happens on these kind of E3s where we sure. introduce a game. So I just hear what everybody says, what, what's good to look at, you know, get an hour somewhere and then kind of run over there, check it out. I'm hearing things, you know. So do you have stuff like locked in your head? Because like when you're in a booth, you can hear like the same songs and trailers playing all around you, right? So you must have like oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we have uh, I think we have EA next to us on one side, and um, who's on the other side? Banging some music. Um, oh, it's 2K. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 2K. Dubstep. Uh, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the Borderlands 2 trailer, right? Yeah. So we have next to Disney, we have like oh. the the world of it's the guys that do like World of Tanks. World of Warplanes. Well, yeah. Wargaming.net. So, like, it's fun, but, like, I'm having meetings and talking to people, and I'm like, and so then, and it's like, it's just, I get m- completely muffled by, like, like a tank shooting, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard you overpowered by any other sound ever in my entire life. The Disney booth was the loudest thing I had ever heard in my life. Seriously, they were playing, I had not seen the Wreck-It Ralph trailer or anything, it was playing on a monitor, I saw it way off and I'm like, oh, we gotta go go see this. Okay, so we ran up to it and man, they are playing Brave or whatever it was so loud that we, we took a video of it where we are screaming at each other, it was wild. Yeah. Also, you're responsible for those hats. The, yeah, Why don't you wear one during the day? Uh, Drake yeah, actually. Cool. So Drake, uh, Drake text messaged me. He's like John Drake from Harmonix. John Drake from Harmonix text oh. messaged me. He's like, Hey, could you get me two of those Oswald hats? And I was like. 
And because I got this damn Microsoft uh, Windows phone, the, the new, mm-hmm. I didn't have. Oh boy! I didn't have. Thanks, that's right. Wasn't that? Wasn't my point? Yeah. Isn't your wife in like head of development or something? Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. so um, I my Sony checkbook out here. I had. Uh, I had uh, Man, Sony checkbook sucks. <laughs> 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 it's a check. It's funny. Am I supposed to make a Vita game with it? <laughs> anyway. I would never make a Vita game. Just kidding. Whatever. So I didn't have Drake's number. So he like I got that message, and I'm like, who is this? And it's like it's John Drake, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yes, of course. So uh, cool story, bro. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, take it away, Ryan. <laughs> no, you got this, man. Keep going. I'm going to check out my phone for a little bit here. Take care of some business. Actually, I have to apologize, though. I, I unfortunately have to run, but okay. I, I was really glad I can uh, kind of sit out and hang out with you guys. And uh, Like I said, I know, I know a lot of people, you know, four of us, we actually all worked at the same company at the yeah, same well, yeah, time no, at one part, point. Part of why I wanted to have uh, all you guys, and I wanted to have the... the yeah, and then Craig, Craig's here. Craig's right behind you. He's, he's going to tag in. Yeah, he's going to so steal your five, spot five here. Five yeah. of us here, all the, almost, like a, almost a midway reunion. I think yeah. Alex, Alex uh, Offerman's yeah. around yeah. stuff. You yeah, know, showing seen, uh, uh, Raider, the yeah. Laura Croft moaning demo. Yeah, yeah. I, I had lunch with uh, oh. had lunch with like Sal Devita today. He uh, he's doing good. And you know, Moan Riley. Oh yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna yeah. ask yeah. because yeah. because that was one of the things that kind of happened right before. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's the like, you know, three was uh, the the closure of uh, yeah THQ. I can't I can't believe all THQ the San I can't believe all the stuff that's going on around us, man. It's just a crazy time. So Sal's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's meeting with people and having uh, having good conversations. He's uh, saw Eugene Jarvis, you know, really. Uh, Gino. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, he's uh, he's doing good too. So is he still making crazy FMV games? Uh, driving games. Since making, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, arcade driving games. Still, Very cool. Doing, Actually, you know, uh, Eugene's group is uh, working on a um, a really cool version of Cars. Uh, it's going to be out in the arcades. So look for that. All right. Awesome. Sweet right. plug, man. Right. <laughs> Ed, Ed Boone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, Nether guys. Realms, thanks for, for coming and making some time. Great. Wow, that's the yeah. first guest that's gotten around. That's pretty impressive. He knocked me down. He did. He pushed you down. <laughs> well, so there's an open seat here. Yeah, Craig, you want to know? Who the heck is he doing? I was trying to spread out. But it's okay. You're the one who chose to sit on the tiny couch with Adam. I know. I'm on the big man couch. We're warning each other that's right. Yeah. This is a... Becomes a sweatbox of waterfall of Craig yeah. Kuyava from Hello. Bi- from business from business. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to you want to uh, explain to folks what uh, what your role is these days? I don't think we've had you on since uh, since <laughs> post Microsoft. Well, I, well, well, my role used to be researcher. Yeah. Now I'm collecting unemployment, which is you would never think because I oh. have a business-like shirt on. Indeed, I yeah. thought you, I thought you, you never thought, right? He's laughing. He's laughing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, business, business cosplay. 
business cosplay. I love it. I, I had everyone fooled, including you. Indeed. I thought, I thought you were like, yeah, he's out there doing it, making stuff happen. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's like the combo of the shirt plus the hair. It's like this deadly, deadly combo. You yeah. spent time on that hair today. I did. You know? I did. At it least three and a half hours. Did not stuff a hat over it. So no, no, no. You guys are going to wear a lot trying out for the new Hawkman movie? I was. I was. <laughs> I've got the spec script for a new Hawkman movie. It's, it's, it's R-rated. I've got some really edgy stuff that I really want to do. I, I, I just could not nail the F and fuck this place. You know, I just couldn't get the it's very precise. Right there. You have to nail it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Clearly boring Tiltillo, by the way. He was on his fucking phone. Oh, I'm checking for news. What's going on? I'm checking for news. Hot scoop. It can't be Coach Haku. Right. It doesn't do that. <laughs> what are the hawk facts? That's What's true. going on? I'm not really. I, I'm, uh, I'm seeing what people tweeted at me. Okay, what are they saying? They're very excited because we, uh, we broke the news that after three Nintendo press conferences where Nintendo couldn't break any news, we got them to admit that the new Fire Emblem coming oh. to America. Yeah. Oh. People are very yeah. excited. That was super shocking that they very, brought very over excited. Fire Emblem from Japan. Super shocking, right? Uh, <laughs> some apparently it was. Have they ever not brought a Fire Emblem over? Yeah. Like, they, 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 have they? they? The first five? The last couple they did. Well, and also the last couple have been remakes of those first games. So they yeah. they have made their way over here well, in, in so one yeah. way or another. Apparently it, was, apparently it was so obvious, so obvious, that Nintendo didn't <laughs> feel the need to mention it in their three E3 press conferences yeah. where they had almost no news. And then afterward, so Reggie Fusume, president of Nintendo, is done. He comes over, uh, spotted me and my colleague uh, Jason Schreier, Kotaku, asked us how we thought they did. And I said, well, not so great, because there was no news in your news conference. And he said, what are you talking about? We just said that Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers 2 has co-op. He's like, that's news. I'm like, it's not really news. It's like a feature. I mean, it's kind of news. Also, like that's, small news. you know, New Super Mario Brothers Wii was all about co-op, so I almost feel like that's an expected yeah. if you're going to bring out another one right. of those. So, so my very talented colleague, Jason, smart man, says, well, what about Fire Emblem? And Reggie says, it's coming. And we... Couldn't, couldn't hide our. Oh, we just got some new face. Yeah, right. It's very hard to mask. What's that. that face look like? I can't. I didn't get any news right now, so I couldn't. I couldn't. You're dying. I can't. No. Okay, there it was. There it was. I just saw it. Wow. That's, yeah. No, I can tell. Shocked. Uh, so he then uh, sort of blushed and said, uh, you know, sort of looked, take it aback, and was like, um, we released a fact sheet on that, didn't we? And his PR handler said no, and then kind of pulled him away. We got some news. All right, some news. Hot scoops. Sort of. Where was Kleppik when this happened? What were yeah, you doing? Oh, Snoozing. Sleep at the wheel. Take notes from this man. Hold on. Kleppik's going to grab the mic. Here you go. You got to step in. I'm going to step in. I'm going to give my Dave Lang story. Okay. Okay. We got Like a sleeping giant. Because I got a transition. Uh, so, sitting in at this really boring Nintendo press conference, and this is the 3DS one. The 3DS one okay. earlier earlier today, and I so street cash. I really should. Street 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 passing like a motherfucker, right? Yeah. Like just trying to get like. Last time I was there, I got like you get like all the Nintendo designers. They got like their gold pants, so that's how you know like they're the official Nintendo. Yeah. So I get one that says Miyamoto, and I'm like, well. That's probably just someone just like screwing with me, right? Like, 
But then I check and it says Kyoto, Japan. So I text message uh, Miyamoto's uh, translator, Bill Trin. I was like, gave him the photo. I was like, this is, is this actually him? And he said, look who's right behind me. And so I turn around and it's Miyamoto. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. So, I, You'd so then he told me, he's like, yeah, that's actually, that's actually Miyamoto's personal 3DS. Like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's like a really neat kind of thing to get. And then it dawns upon me. Oh, yeah, of course. There are, the other, last, there are other stories like this that I don't think we could share, but the yeah. Last, the last time I messed with my 3DS uh-huh. was at PAX East. Yep, accurate. And the message I had put on it was oh. Dave Lang sucks. Yeah. So if, if, if I got Miyamoto's me, yeah. he, he got yours. my me, I'm assuming he uses his own device. <laughs> at some point, he's going to see me with cat ears yeah. saying, hey, <laughs> Dave Lang sucks. FYI, Dave Lang sucks. Do you think Miyamoto knew that already? already? Would there be any reason for him to know that already? He probably already knew that. There's two possible examples. He either, he, he's never even heard of me, he doesn't know who I am, which is most likely, or yes, he already knew I sucked. In the yeah. 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 Oh, fantastic. That's great exposure for the Dave Lang brand. But you got to do what you got. you got to rep it, right? That's why I'm here. It's all about elevation. In the zone. It's all about elevation. We are in the Lang zone right now. It's true. I think Attila is the only one in the Lang zone, for what it's worth. Attila, <laughs> <laughs> so how does it feel to be in the Lang zone? It's really great. Radiate yeah. that shit. <laughs> it's, it's warm. Yeah. It's warm. That's why I'm not leaving it. Yeah. The reason moist. Here. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> it's moist. He's disappearing into the Lang zone. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's almost in a fetal position. back in the couch. Uh, so, Stephen, what, what's, uh, what has been grabbing your attention Please at the show? Please advance for story. Dave Lang has been grabbing my attention. Yeah, well, it's oh, not your yeah. attention he's grabbing, but... That comes later. I thought that was the... Was it a hover touch? Fake touch? But the, the hover hand. The hover hand. That's what it was. Um, watchdogs. I think, I think watchdogs yes. is the thing that's grabbed everybody's attention, but it's, it's very confusing whether or not that is a current-gen or next-gen game. What do people here think? Current-gen, next-gen... What? What are we going for? I'm, I'm John Vignacchi, you win, lose, or draw? Uh, I'm going to say it's uh, current gen. Current gen. Ooh, I'm, I'm smelling a Ryan Davis. I'm, I'm going to say it's current gen, character. but if it slips, they'll push it into next gen. I think Sony and Microsoft don't want anyone talking about systems that they haven't announced yet. Yeah. So I think if you say next gen, then people will go, well, you mean Wii U? It's like, no, I don't mean Wii U. <laughs> then what are you talking about? And then it's like they're at this point of like, well, of course we're talking about the systems that Sony and Microsoft are making, but they won't let us talk about those systems yet. So I, I feel like they're in this position. I mean, Eve from, from Ubisoft was talking to, to Jeff Keighley, who had him on earlier here. Uh, right after that press conference, and he pretty much said, like, you know, we'll see for next-gen stuff, which to me is a, a sort of a, a, a tacit uh, uh, sort of admission to to the fact that that's where they're aiming for this. You know, they're running that stuff yeah. on the the hottest, you know, the, the the hottest hardware that they could get their hands on. Uh, you know, kind of, I guess, maybe kind of same thing. Although I guess you know, there's Star Wars 1313. I don't know what well, what so sort of language they're using right. during I, those I, I demos if they're just saying. I, I can tell you. Okay. Our guys, our guys got it. We got the news. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me now. Well, it's actually Don't make me go into blog mode. Just show no, it to me now. You can find a regular view. No, give me, give me the view now. <laughs> give me the Stephen Tatillo. So I want to be in the Tatillo zone. All right, you're in the Tatillo zone. Whoa. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit, man. Adam, will you beatbox while we're in the Tatillo zone? <laughs> 
I'm not a hip hop gamer. I'm not gonna rap. Over <laughs> So uh, they're um, saying. I bet you've got really good flow, though. If, man. <laughs> if you go to the thirteen thirteen demo, they say it's running on an uh, Nvidia graphics card, right. modified Unreal Engine three. What uh, when I talked to Epic people today, they said that yes, thirteen thirteen is running on the modified UE three that the Samaritan demo ran on. If people saw that like a mm-hmm. year or two ago, which is like the crazy Blade Runner looking thing, right? Which Epic has said is not for current gen consoles. That they they can run regular on Unreal Engine three, but they can't run this modified version. Ergo, thirteen thirteen is running on stuff that can't run on an Xbox three sixty or a PS three. So that one seems pretty clearly next gen. But Watch Dogs is Alfonso here? Yeah, Alfonso's arrived. He's next gen. Oh, yeah. Alfonso's arrived in the form of, of Dan Riker, so it might as well be a Kings fan. But uh, just a rabbit. So Watch Dogs, Ubisoft is actually listing it as three sixty, PS three, and PC. It seems like bullshit because it looks too good to run on a 360 or a PS3. But I, I went back to them today and asked them again. I'm like, was this just a mistake in your listing? They're like, no, that, this is what we've announced before. I don't see how the hell that thing runs on Well, the I mean, based on what they showed, obviously, you're, you know, it's... it's you, you go to the EA booth, obviously, you know, Need for Speed Most Wanted, that's coming to Xbox 360 and PS3, but they're showing that on some hot PCs right. because... They want to show well, and also, just showing your console versions of a game that's going to be on a PC uh, doesn't make sense. Even even if that's going to be the system that you're going to be pushing once you know come come retail time. Yeah, and that's what they did with Battlefield Three, right? Yep. And I guess I don't know if this is the case for Microsoft, but Sony they have a rule. Adam might know this that on the at the press briefing, when they're playing games on stage, they have to be running on PS3 hardware of some sort. They can't be running a PC build of a game. That's for our for our press conference. For your for your press conference, yeah. yeah. So that wasn't the real Nintendo last year, by the way. Right. <laughs> well, they were because they were running the real of other people's games. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that well, would be one reason. No hover hands. Um, I did notice that the the, yeah. the PS3 controllers were on both when they're playing it. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that, but us off, so that was yes, yeah, we got it. <laughs> I, never, I never noticed these things until this year. So like when you buy a new car, suddenly you see that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think the, the I know some people are groaning about the Wii U, but it's actually kind of cool because it's very different from anything else I've ever played. And I, I just I like the idea of ha- the feel of having this screen that's in my hands that is directly related to what's on the TV. And there's no lag. I'm playing games that go back and forth between the two. But what are you playing? Thing. I played a bunch. I played all five Nintendo Land games. Three of the five were very good. Okay, so tech demos. Uh, more than tech demos <laughs> at this point. No, 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 like half of them were literally tech demos exactly, last year. Yeah, that's Nintendo's problem this year is that they don't have anything that really feels new or like. It, yeah. it feels like they brought everything they showed you last year and like what were they doing last year? I yeah. don't, I don't know. And uh, one of our guys saw Zombie U and it just sounds amazing. Zombie U sounds like one of the, the best games of the show. He said he was... This is a zombie shooter. It's a hot new genre. And he... Uh, finally zombies. Yeah, finally. <laughs> like it's, There's been no zombies for yeah. a long time. It's good. So they got them in there, and a big risk. And you you pick up the gamepad to, I guess, point at the TV to scan enemies or whatever. Sounds like a lot of fun, I'm sure. And apparently at one point he was uh, scanning a nurse or something, a zombie nurse. Mm-hmm. And she jumped out of the TV, and I guess... Suddenly she shows up in the gamepad, which he's holding up like in front of him to scan her. So oh, yeah. it's like she's jumping out of it. And then there's other things where the zombies are coming after you, and you have to, like I guess, get equipment out of your backpack. 
and the gamepad is your backpack. So you actually have to look down at this other screen while the zombies are coming after you. And, and, and it's actually something I, I hadn't mentioned because I, I had this, this same demo. Um, yeah. the, the jump scare didn't really do anything for me, but uh, there was actually a, a decent sense of tension. I, I will give them this of when you're going into your inventory or like you're, you're, you're finding boxes that have stuff and you've got to go and dig through them or you're you know, pulling stuff off of bodies and you're looking down at the inventory screen. And there's just like a you know, take all and you can hit the, the left analog stick to, to swipe back up. So it's not necessarily a, a doesn't have to be a lengthy process. Obviously, they also, you know, you, you can go and drag each thing from the, you know, whatever object it is that you're, you're pulling from and, and put it into your inventory and that, you know, take a little longer. But it, all, while this is happening, the game is still going yeah, in real time. Yeah, so on yeah. the upper screen, you see the guy, like, hunkered down over, you know, whatever it is that he's, he's pulling these inventory items out of. So there's a possibility of, like, fucking random zombie attack while you're doing this, which I thought was, was not the worst idea as far as sort of trying to create that tension uh, uh, in, in a zombie game, which is really what you need. Yeah, I think the original stuff for Wii U has been pretty good. It's the port that seemed real stupid. Like, I don't understand the... I don't, know why I just, I don't think there's that. enough of anything for for a system that's you know purportedly coming out holiday this year. Yeah. Like there's just not enough of just Nintendo stuff, third party stuff, even port stuff. Show me more port stuff. Like what is anyone doing for the system? Well, what that was is that Project P90X or whatever it was? The P100. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> the P100. Yeah. The, the Platinum, Platinum game. game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, one of our guys saw it. I, I didn't see it yet, but I saw a trailer. It looked it looked cool. I I, I have no idea what that's about, but. Uh, Pikmin is pretty good. It has a it has a problem. A lot of the Wii U games have this problem where you have to constantly recalibrate when you're trying to point the. Um, you don't have a pointer sensor on the on the gamepad, but so they have like that throwing star thing where you hold the thing like a like a hoagie and you yeah. point it at the TV, <laughs> and you should you should oh, just be like. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, so good. And, and Whoa. <laughs> animated guests. <laughs> and you, you you're supposed to swipe a swipe along the, 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 the hoagie, as it were, to throw a throwing star at the that was the code name for the controller probably, right? Hoagie. No, codename Hoagie. Yeah. Uh, you swipe the More scoops from Kotaku. No, it wasn't. That was made up. That was made up. So you you swipe the, the throwing star. Yeah, okay, you swiped your hoagie today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, but the problem is, like when that was happening with the Wii Remote, where you would point at the TV, you had this infrared sensor that was pointing at the sensor bar, and so it knew, it pretty much knew where you were pointing, right? And you wouldn't ever, you would seldom feel like I'm pointing at the center, but the cursor's in the top right of the screen. Unless there were lights. Unless you were in a room with lights. Oh, right. If lights shined on the sensor bar, you could nothing yeah. worked. It just, <clears throat> just went down. Or even if there was another light source. Yeah. Within range, it might some, sometimes think like, or oh, that's it, the sensor bar. Got it. Or if it was a Tuesday. Sure, or Tuesday, there's yeah, a million other scenarios. The problem with the gamepad, when they're trying to do this kind of thing, like this, this hoagie scenario with the throwing star, is that there's no... <laughs> now he's a hoagie yeah. scenario. Yeah. There's, no, there's no pointer, infrared sensor on, the, on any part of the gamepad, so you're pointing at this thing, but there's, you're actually not pointing with anything that the, the TV or the system bar can detect. So they're guessing the position of the gamepad by the, with the gyro that's inside, so at first it kind of knows because it asks you to start by pointing at the thing, but it begins, it just starts to forget. It has like no short-term memory, and it suddenly you think you're pointing at the center. It's pointing at the top right, and you have to constantly press on the D-pad to recalibrate. It's a Skyward Sword problem all over again. So yeah, that's that's the actual problem for you. Speaking of short-term memory, I, I I don't really care because I just got this message that hawktaku.com now exists. All the Hawkman scoops. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> It'll just be that one image, the one Ed Boon image. If I don't get a gif of Hawkman with a hoagie out of this, <laughs> I'd be devastated. 
so, so you're you're feeling sweet on the Wii U then? Uh, yeah. I mean, How I. How big a Nintendo fanboy are you though? I'm just actually curious. I, so I grew up with Nintendo systems, so I do have an affinity for like Mario, Zelda, Metroid, yeah, so what I'm have like you. The same way. That's so like that. That's part of it is that I'm always interested in seeing what they're gonna do, but also it's that I buy all consoles, or in this case it's a reporter get all consoles, so I don't get too caught up in like, oh, I have to choose one console or the other. And I think most people do, right? So they're really looking at it like, is this thing really worth breaking off from having a 360 or you know, sticking with the next Xbox? But for somebody like me who always intends to have all consoles and hasn't had the experience of, oh, I don't have a machine to play such and such game, or at least such and such console game for years or for like a decade, I'm just like, okay, great, a thing that'll play some games that are good. It's disappointing that they haven't come up with something that I'm dying to get at launch, but it's one of the things I like about E3. People complain about E3, oh, and the show's no good, whatever. There's plenty of good games around, and then uh, those of us who are fortunate enough to be reporters who basically just kind of like have this parasitic lifestyle off of all the people actually making games, we can go and talk to people who make games, and there's tons of talented people to talk to. I yeah. talked to Miyamoto for a while, and he seems psyched and seems like he's doing interesting things, and you can read about that on Hawktaku. <laughs> He's not making a Hawkman game, though. I'll let that one oh, here. You can't calibrate Hawkman's flying with yeah, the gamepad. That's, the, that's problem. the problem. That's why we just can't talk about it. The nut they have not been able to crack yet with the with the yeah. Wii U. I know. I agree about the fact that there is a ton of of great talent at the show, and there are a ton of really great games. Uh, I have not seen a ton of those for the Wii U yet, and I, again, I don't want to re, you know, redo uh, earlier right. segments here. But talking to to uh, Jeff Keeley about this stuff, right. it just it felt like okay, we gave you you know I, I don't want to sound you know too uh, entitled here, but it, it sort of felt like okay, we gave you guys a year, like you showed us the like okay, here's the basic fucking idea of what we're gonna do. Now we're gonna go take a year, not say anything. And when we come back next year, man, like it was, it, it, there was there was an, an implication right. that like okay, this year you're gonna show us the Wii U and we're gonna be like okay, I, fuck yeah, let's let's do this uh, one way or the other. And I just feel like it's it's right. Well, it's, so, it's just so, not so, there. So two things on that. One, I think that last year it seemed really bizarre for anybody to say we're gonna have a controller that has a screen in there in, in right. the palm of your hands. And to their credit, <laughs> they were actually ahead of the curve because now it seems so normal and natural that Microsoft is doing a thing like that. Mm -hmm. iOS obviously emphasizes that a lot. So that shows that they haven't lost their mind and they're actually on to things that, that would be relevant. And the second thing is, there's of course the question lingering around E3 of how relevant the show is and it's still clearly relevant. It's a spectacle and it's interesting, but I don't know that the timing of it makes as much sense anymore. And a company like Nintendo has shown that they prefer to wait till the last possible minute, not just to reveal the price of things, or to reveal the, the launch dates of things, but even to reveal games. And they've been getting into these very short publicity cycles. I expect there to be Wii U launch games, and this isn't because anything anybody told me, but I expect there to be Wii U launch games that'll come out this year that they didn't bother to talk about at E3 because this is, in their mind, I think, too far out for them to be talking about some of this stuff. And Fire Emblem uh, could be coming out this year, and look, they didn't bother to mention it in their in their press conference. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I'm I'm seeing around the industry in general a lot shorter PR cycles. Which, like, for a huge game fan, like I right. love pre-launch awareness. I love like getting into something, like really, really trying to to like like I've been looking everywhere for Darksiders two stuff. Because yeah. I'm really into that. I thought the first game was awesome, um, and it stinks because THQ is actually you know not 
on the show floor in a big way like they normally have been. But it's yeah, the the PR cycles are getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and it, it makes it harder for for guys like us that are like core games fans that like really want to get into that stuff because it's just there's not there's not a community before the game comes well, out. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with when you talk about new tech. You know, when I was at Microsoft pre Connect launch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the thing you know really came together at the last minute. So really, what kind of content are you going to show on a show floor with something that? Has such low tolerance level that if you if you're not completely tuned that you can you know that's not going to show well. So you have to really wait until the end to really show it at its best light. And you're probably seeing a lot of that with the Wii U right now, yeah. where you know maybe they're showing their best foot forward, but there's probably you know like you said a bunch of stuff in the background that just isn't ready yet, and they might just might just come from backstage and surprise us all you know once it's ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean I remember at um, when we first saw the Wii back at uh, Midway. <laughs> Um, being like, yeah, you know, I remember talking to Ed and talking to uh, Gomez and Tremel and all those guys and, and even Jarvis. And it was like, yeah, I don't know about this thing. And I remember, I remember saying that and they were like, yeah, you don't bet against Nintendo. Being in the industry as long as we have, you don't bet against Nintendo. And then sure enough, the Wii was, you know, a huge hit. So I'm curious to see. I know a lot of us are looking at it with, with you know, very discerning eyes and, and questioning what's going on. But I still think that... Like when Nintendo really invests in something, um, they make amazing product, and I'm a total fanboy. I know it's awkward, like, because you're a Sony guy now, but like, but you know, you've been a fan of Nintendo. Well, I mean, I was at the Ubisoft well. press conference and I saw the Rayman stuff, and it's what I love about a lot Rayman of the different new um, new peripherals and new new um, you know the new Wii U and stuff like that. Is that when you let a creator just go and do his thing in a room, and you see what they come up with. It's amazing, right? It really is. You just unlock all this stuff for them. And then the tab and the rhythm stuff that they had, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, I'm getting such um, shooter fatigue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, especially walking around the show floor, seeing anything that's that's a little bit different and, you know, is doing something different that's, that's more accessible to kids and family is really has my attention because there's so many different... Um, shooters out there right now and third person shooters or first person shooters um, and of course like at the end of the day it's a handful that are really the best of the best that everyone's going to play so um, I love going around the show floor and kind of finding these gems everywhere I thought it was so amazing when I walked by the Rayman booth and had all those kind of awards and nominations because I mean this is a game that I remember when I was on Usenet and all the Jaguar fanboys would hold up Rayman. It's like, that was your favorite game, right? And, right. you know, here we are at Wii U, and it's like one of the, you know... I think, to me, it's been absolutely thrilling to see Rayman get uh, another lease on live, because I, I think it's a great character. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit like Ubisoft has clearly been trying something with it kind of every few years over the years since then of like, well, let's try this out. Maybe this yeah. will be how it works. And, you know, yeah. Rabbids kind of caught for a bit, and then Rayman pretty much <laughs> fell off of that, and now Rabbids is its completely own thing at this point, and... Is he just a, a traditional 2D Rayman game? Yeah, yeah there's some champion in Ubisoft that's saying, you know, <laughs> come on, guys, this is the one, right? And now he's probably having a party with Blow and everything I else. Now, it's it's right. Jonathan Blow. <laughs> if, right. it's, if, it's just, if it's just, you know, Michelle Ancel says, like, all right, I'll do this thing for you, but you got to let me do another Rayman game. Yeah. At, at some point, it's like, come on. I yeah. do think that all of us need to celebrate um, developers taking chances and doing things that are different. Um, and, like, as a community of gamers, we need to really be pointing those things out more and more and telling our friends and engaging our friends. 
um, because I think a lot of the reason you're seeing a ton of shooters right now is like that's an established genre that sells very well and people like it a lot and of course the finance guys are like oh we should do something like that but you know as a as a community of gamers we all need to be celebrating more and more people taking chances doing things like Reketeer well, so for we example, have to like celebrate Dave Lang, Lang right now yeah I mean that's a great I am, I'm celebrating Dave Lang yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't Reketeer a shooter no Reketeer is actually <laughs> <laughs> It's an RPG, but it's a twist. This time you play as the shopkeeper. <laughs> nice. He ha- is that your it's a reference. To, it's, it's a reference <laughs> to that PC <laughs> game. It's called yeah. Rakata. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I suppose it is technically a shooter. Yes. But you're sl- it's, it's, I don't say yeah. non-traditional shooter, right? I'm the Lango. Isn't it basically Angry Birds? Yeah, that's well, come up a few times. Well, I know. So, yeah, it's come yeah, up a few times. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, obviously it's my Angry Birds inspiration. Uh, I think the thing, though, it's like you said, mentioned like indies and we need to get behind that and all that stuff. That's not really what ETH... I feel like that's more like what PAX is about. That's yeah, not really so much I, what ETH is about. I know, really. I agree with that. ETH is like the spectacle and kind of the show. And PAX is more about like, oh, Indies just kind of rolling up and just showing you what they got in their laptops, and that's why I like that show so much because yeah. it's just it's like super Actually, high energy, I super invigorating. Awesome but really, the excitement really is specific to each, like the things that you expect to see, and, and the stuff that I get out of PAX from from seeing games and that perspective and stuff I get at E3, it's just it's completely different. Uh, you know, I, I expect to see, you know, whatever the newest, biggest thing that these giant publishers are producing or the hardware manufacturers have up their sleeves. And, you know, I go to, to PAX, I want to see the weird thing that someone made in their garage. Yeah. And I want to say, uh, ask and the internet shall provide. Someone has already come up with that picture of Hawkman from Ed Boone. No way. Oh, nice. Wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, I've, I've retweeted it on, on my Twitter account. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how quickly it goes. And also Hawk Taku uh, redirects to E3 Mysteries. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. By the way, I feel bad we haven't mentioned Hawkgirl at all in this, and we should. You're right. Uh, if we're You're talking right. about Hawkman a lot. Might as well. And you know, someone else brought up on on uh, on Twitter that uh, the move would be perfect for a Hawkman game. Just get two of those controllers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're making the noise. Slapping them in the air. No, one more time. No, my Oh. No, I just got an animated gif off. Of <laughs> but the uh, John Carmack's uh, head-mounted display. Sure. Yeah, Brad went and saw that. That could double as the Hawkman helmet because he's got like that bird thing on his head. It's kind of this. No. No? Okay. Sorry. Forget it. Thing. Yeah, these yeah. are the bird accessories. Bird. What was it about uh, the the John Carmack? I'm not making the connection it's to John Carmack. It's gigantic, this, this oh, okay. Carmack head, head thing. Was it bird shaped? <laughs> no. Did he put a bird on it? Is this a Portlandia yeah, gag? Yeah, he should, he should. Have you ever seen Hawkman? He has the most ridiculous helmet. I have. I'm just yeah, talking about like looking at the picture of him. Right there. He yeah. put it on his fuck this place hat. <laughs> no, that was the thing. This is what I wear when I hate places. <laughs> so, so Brad, Brad scooped me on the Carmack thing because he was clearing out when I when I got there ah. for it. So Brad was out hustled me there. To see the, uh, the see the thing, but I don't think anything could stop Brad from going and seeing John Carmack. So I, I don't blame you. For yeah, like Diablo Three might be able to. I, I don't know if, if Brad is within earshot, but I, I believe I've previously heard of the Giant Bombcast. Brad, is it true that, that <laughs> a, a year or two ago, over and over and over. a year or two ago, when you when you had the opportunity to meet John Carmack at E3, that you weren't sure whether to do it. You you didn't have the gumption to oh, talk to him, but you did it. I went. And how did you feel the second year when you went? Did uh, you feel emboldened? 
We were, yeah, I had, we, I had, we, we talked about it last night. I had a moment of personal discovery, and now I've overcome the that's, obstacle. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That was deep. That was deep. That's what he threw down for people. Well, also, he didn't actually have to talk to John Carmack because he just walked in the room and like gestured at the thing, and then John Carmack started going. Yeah, exactly. I yes, yesterday I successfully conducted the questionless interview. So <laughs> same. I asked, I think one question. You're pretty good about went. it, yeah. What an adult. That's how John yeah. Carmack do. Five hundred dollar headset, fully immersive. With duct tape. With duct tape and ski goggles. <laughs> but he, he busted out the $800 headset and proved that his $500 headset was better than the $800 so headset. So I, I don't know anything about this. Um, what is this? So this is, uh, uh, you should, Sorry I'm everybody. sure you should check out Brad's report, which I, I imagine is fantastic. Right, Brad? Oh. Your report's good? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have a video. We don't do reports. What the hell does that Klepek guy do? No! high school. Double spaced, of course, as always. So it's this thing about Sacagawea. Call back. Call back. We all know real reporters just listen to other people asking questions than reporters. Yeah. I don't know anybody who did that today. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, Chuck Person. <laughs> Uh, so it's a fully immersive thing, but it actually looks just sort of like if you remember the viewfinder if you were a kid. I don't know if you, you remember that kind of thing. Viewmaster. Right? Viewma- I'm getting all the words wrong, but yeah. Viewfinder is just what you look through in any sort viewmaster. of Viewmaster. Viewmaster. So it's like this big so sort of face covering thing, this big piece of plastic or whatever that he has. So he's got a guy, uh, Brad, do you remember the guy's name? We should give him credit. Oh. Palmer or something. Sure. Some, some. Yeah. It's in Brad's report. Come on, what's the report? Come on, Palmer Fuse Finder. Lucky, lucky something. Lucky Palmer, maybe. That sounds good. Maybe. That's an important name. Come on. Yeah, it's really oh, what, what am I thinking? Come on, that's um, something else, Stephen. Uh, okay. So uh, the, the AVN awards are not anywhere near lucky here. Lucky Palmer does so. the, the hover touch. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the hover hand. The hover touch. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Brought to you by Lucky Palm. This is why he writes in the checker. This is the an fact checker. So it's these, these goggles that you put on, and then he has you put on a headset. So fully immersive. So then you actually can't hear him talking, which is a little bit problematic. <laughs> uh, I forgot to think that part of the demo. Out. You ever had the moment where he pulled the headphone off your ear? So he tell you what the <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I took it off Wait, my ear. Did John Carmack touch you? Thomas said Thomas shooting the thing. He said. 20 minutes that I was playing this thing, he was, Carmack was just like constant stream of consciousness talking to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you need to go back and watch that. Yeah, I'd love to see it. So here's a deal uh, so, truncated from Carmack's 12, 20 minute dissertation version. His idea is he likes the idea of VR. He likes the idea of being within sort of a holodeck experience. So by putting these goggles on, you were seeing a slightly lower reservation lower resolution version of Halo, of, of Halo 3, of Doom 3. <laughs> and what you'd see on a monitor is actually the graphics duplicated, so it's like a bifurcated screen, and you see left and right. But you're seeing, because it's stereoscopic, right, so you're looking with both eyes, and you see one unified image. And the thing with his thing is that he shows you the $800 Sony headset that goes on and looks like Geordie LaForge visor thing mm. from Star Trek. <laughs> and that Reading only Rainbow. has a 45-degree viewing angle, so he says it's just like pressing your face up against a television. So you don't actually see the graphics in your peripheral vision? His thing has... His, no, but, his, but Carmack's thing with this other guy, Lucky Palmer, or whatever his name is, it's 45 degrees around to the sides. I th- I, 
it, and so you have this wraparound effect. So you actually do feel like you're completely looking inside. And if you look up and if you look down physically, you are looking up and looking down in the game world and seeing the ceiling above you or the floor below you. And he said that he he's then into the idea of tying that into some sort of mobile phone GPS thing so that you could actually have a death match where you were walking around in a room with other people who were wearing these headsets. None of you can see or walking hear each other. Each other. <laughs> but you would have the, the phone giving some sort of positional awareness to the game. I don't think you need that much technology for a death match. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> in the same room, you can just <laughs> yeah, knives fun. or something. Just, <laughs> just, just like, all right, fucking let's do it. Death match in here. So he's so into this, he says he might try to subsidize the development of this. He's actually using some of his rocket technology yes. in the thing. No, I saw the report. Saw the report. Drop that rocket technology, son. Give me that rocket. What else you want to know? Put it in a helmet. What else you want to know? Carry a probe back from space. Do you want me to tell you about Warren Spector? I can. I can go to Spector now. Yes, I'd love to talk about it. Wait, okay. I have one question before you jump into it. Who talking about the Disney guy? No, no, right, John. Can this browse the internet? I'm gonna ask the question. Everyone. Can Carmack's thing also browse the internet? Why do you like think Lucky Palmer made it? Zing! You brought it back <laughs> around. God bless you. That was, really, that was really solid. All right. Uh, John Vianchi, what's up with Warren Spector? Uh, Warren's working on Epic Mickey 2, uh-huh. Power of 2, and that's uh, being shown on the show floor. And uh, What's up with Power of Illusion? Uh, the, I, uh, um, um, well, it's, um, give him his news face. I can tell you about it. It's a 3DS game, right? Excuse me? Power of Illusion is a 3DS game, right? Or am I mixing this up? No, well, there's a, there's a, there's a Epic Mickey on 3DS. Wait, what's Power of Illusion? Yes. Right. Getting uncomfortable now. I don't know what the problem is. The name of that game is it's a 3DS game. It's Epic Mickey Power of Illusion. Okay, great. This is yeah. the most intense Mickey Mouse conference. By the way, the Mickey Mouse. Look at Disney, they're about a thousand times more. I mean, ultimately, the, the guys at Junction Point are awesome. Warren's awesome. And so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing really cool stuff there. Steven, is Warren awesome? He is awesome. So Warren says that this game is more Deus Ex than the last Epic Mickey. Whoa. I would not be hard, <laughs> but I don't know There's why. Lots you... of hacking and killing. Okay, got it. No. Excellent. No. Right. Can I carry a flag through the entire game and? So he says. He, so he says there's much more uh, sense of consequence in this one. So the the thing in the first game was that Mickey Mouse has this paintbrush, but it's also a thinner, so he can either draw more stuff into the world or he can erase stuff from the world. But the game wouldn't really remember what you did. Uh, I thought it did, but he said it didn't. So um, there's much more consequence so that you will erase things and they will stay erased and there will be characters who give you contradictory things to do and you'll have to decide which character to follow along. So he, th- he said that he thought in the first game that he wanted these people the deus ex kind of choices but that players were going to be too young and a bit kind of wigged out, I guess, by this idea of having to make these kind of moral decisions. But that the feedback they got, in addition to the people wanting the camera to be better in the game, was for there to be more consequence. So he's like, yeah, this is more, more close. More consequences in a Disney game? And you can get through <laughs> the whole game without defeating anybody, so you basically can have the, the non-lethal playthrough that you couldn't have in the first Epic Mickey. Can I have a, a very lethal playthrough? Non-lethal playthrough. Non-lethal. Of a Mickey Mouse game. <laughs> he was thinning them. He was thinning them out of existence. Yeah. That's like mostly like murder. It is. <laughs> Almost. 
That's not how I use Paint Center, but that's neither. But the 3DS game, the 3DS game that that John didn't want to talk about for some reason. I have been, yeah, no Hawkman, unfortunately. Um, I've just been so deep on uh, the thing that I'm working on, I haven't had a chance to come up, so I wasn't sure whether or not that had been fully announced. Yeah, no, they have there. it there. So I know it's, it's on a, the cover of Nintendo Power, and I was so thinking about so yeah, we, we, we have announced it. <laughs> So it's anyway. the studio that had made, uh, most of the guys there had made, uh, they were main people on Henry Hatsworth, or some of the main people, they weren't the main guy from Henry, Henry Hatsworth, but a lot of the other people. I think he, Henry Hatsworth is a favorite of the Bombcast, yeah. is it not? Yeah. 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 I listen. Okay. I listen. I'm only like six oh. months behind. Yeah. I just finished your guys' like best of 2011 episodes. Fantastic. I'm trying to stay loyal and get through everything. There's a little, t- little too much happy talk in the beginning, and it's really slowing me down. Just literally got the Golden Duder Awards, and there's a lot of I didn't want to talk about the Golden Duder. Don't want to talk about the Golden Duder Awards. We've got three nominees here on, on the I couch got, tonight. I got destroyed four. first round. On the couch. So it was just four in the house, absolutely. I got my ass kicked before I even knew I was in Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three DS game is good. That's the short, short version. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's partially inspired by Sui Coden. I'm done. Okay. Whoa. That's a cliffhanger. I wasn't Read more on Kotaku. Yeah. Golden Duder. Yeah, let's talk about the Golden Duder. I ran into Brad Muir last night. Yeah. And he was like, I got way into this thing. <laughs> like, I was at one point when I was Final Four, I was refreshing. He's like, every 30 seconds. He's like, I sit up 5 a.m. one night because I'm mental. He's like, I shouldn't. It took over my life. I was, he was way so shook. I was way into it until I basically figured out that you can predict really accurately the results. Just by watching, looking at how many Twitter, Twitter followers each person has, mm-hmm. and it's basically that ratio is the Golden Duder win ratio. And the Golden Duder ratio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is this, yeah. An, is this in, a, in an upcoming episode, at least in my my time zone? The Golden Duder. I don't think we ever really talked that much about it. It was a it was a, a, unofficial uh, unofficial a, a fan Robin popularity content fan powered. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it's over. Yeah, it's over. over. Former coworker uh, Matthew Rory uh, ended up taking it, which impressive. We, you know, we may have some opinions on uh, you know uh, ex coworkers from, right. from Whiskey Media being part of that uh, competition. Them, I would have made it. Because uh, I think it would have been maybe a little more contentious no in a lot of ways. Who was the loser? But we, but we had nothing to do with who that. Came in last? Well, I mean, it was those brackets, so you had a bunch of people who got knocked out in the first round. Okay. So it's not like one person was dead last or oh, anything. Okay. I did love getting the phone call from Boyzo. He's like, he, 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 you totally beat Gary Witta. By <laughs> 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 like 0.02%. It was, uh-huh. it was like four boats or something. I was refreshing that like a mother at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you, beat, you got out of the first round, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Who'd you beat out in the first round? Um, it's like, the You know. Oh, Jeremiah Slaska. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. What did you have to do to get in the bracket? Uh, whoever was, whoever it was that was running this, just someone from the community, uh, came up with these brackets, I think. And Winternet. Just Winternet. Winternet. And it basically went through how many people have been on the show right. in a recurring fashion, and let's oh. get them against each other. I think I was, and on, I first I was on two I was episodes. Like, oh I, didn't, I didn't get in the bracket. Next year. This is painful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We well, didn't even Come know about it, so you're obviously not that you know close to the to the scene here. So I try not to be biased, you know. Fair I don't want to look at these kinds of things. I, yeah, I think I predicted a Drake Vignaki and run, but then all the whiskey guys. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, it wasn't it was Cowboy. It was John Bellamy. Okay, yeah, yeah Cowboy. Right. Run, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's uh, a that's better game. pairing. How far did you get, Adam? I, I don't remember. Oh, no, Norm Chan beat me first round. Oh, first round, not And then out. they pitted him against Will Smith second round. I was like, oh, that is so. Uh, I thought oh. for sure it was going to be like Drake Vignaki. 
or Muir, like, like that's like, uh, and it turns out to be like, all those guys getting run out in town on a fucking rail. <laughs> and around, like, What's going on? This doesn't make crazy upsets in the like, like, Everyone's like building their own PR groups. They're like tweeting to people like, vote for me. I'm like, I don't know what. I never said vote for me. You kind of did. You, you said, actually called me. So what what do I have to do? Of it. You asked me to hack the internet. No, you offered to <laughs> hack the internet. Can you call it on and give me 20,000 votes? That was me, Charlie. Oh, there. Craig's got the brackets. Yeah, what do you want to know? We, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. We got the facts. I want you to announce it like Michael Buffer. Where did Hawkman get eliminated? Yeah. What was, what was Hawkman's placement Where on the bracket? Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. lost against Fuck This Place. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Interestingly oh, enough, oh, yeah. Hawkman. Yeah, big upset. Big upset. He, he backed the wrong pony there. Why don't you there. relive your journey? I think that would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relive you your journey. Who were the carcasses? I think that's more interesting. So look at his face right now. He's about to puke. I'll gladly read out the Vignocchi carcasses. <laughs> so, Veronini. Yeah, okay. Uh, then Witta. Yeah. And then he went up against Will Smith. Ooh. The actor and oh, yeah, the man from Festival Fest. Right? Combined. So, like, Multi-hyphenate. Yeah, if you see a tweet from a guy that you, you started following you thought was the Will Smith, that was like, hey, vote for me. <laughs> yeah, he has like 45,000 Will's not even his first name. And Drake got beat by Cassavan. Uh, Jeff Green and Cassavan showed off, and Cassavan yeah. came ahead. So I ran and Jeff Green ran after the EA conference, press yeah. conference that I uh, checked out. And I was like, Jeff, I was surprised that you weren't on stage. She's like, they will never fucking let me on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah. They had no pop cap stuff there. And where's uh, where's Barnett? Uh, he won a bunch too. Yeah. Oh, Barnett was extra pissed of of the, anyway. the outcome there. So. Yeah, I ran. I ran, ran into. Uh, I ran into Lee Alexander. That's, by you the know, way. that's a safe win. That's yeah. a safe. That's a safe. I, beat there. I got out of the first round. Like yeah. I knew I'm gonna get smoked by Muir. It's cool. Yeah. Who did you run into, Johnny? Sorry, I was I was transitioning there, I, which I, we, we don't have to, but. I ran into no, please. Lee, I, just, I ran I don't into even know Lee Alexander at the harmonics party last night, and I'd never met her. Yeah, and I was how like, how much money did the did it cost them to put on the harmonics party? I don't know. It was an awesome did party, you know? though. Huh? Oh yeah, exactly. So I brought that. Sorry to chill out. It wasn't seven hundred seventy-five million. Sorry, I'm slow. Um, yeah. So I so I ran into her. I'm like, hi, I'm John. It's really nice to meet you. Um, and then she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. And then I was like, and then I brought that up. I was like, yeah, so I've heard you on the Bombcast before, and I, I've been on there a couple of times as well. And then she's like, you know, it's really tough because I work really hard, but, like, that's the thing I'm known for. <laughs> I know, I know and, I, and I, feel, I feel bad about that uh, personally because she does do well, a lot of, of solid yeah. work there, and, so and that's shape. just... Those things that that I, I does seem to follow her around. So, so your transition was to this downer of a story. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. 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 Well, you were you were piling on there, Tatillo. I don't think you could. Yeah. 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 You were hot scoops in it. She does. Yeah, she does. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, she did write for you apparently now. So. A little bit of transparency. Did they ever try you out on stage in the walkthroughs? They and for, yeah, for the Microsoft thing. Yeah. So at the, very, so at, the, at the very beginning, before they uh, met you and Alex to do it, and saw you. they were like, "Are you? Would you be cool doing it? Would you?" 
This is about the Microsoft press conference, by the way. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. The, the, uh, just don't go to Hawk Taku now, Johnny. Um, it's better not be that picture of me that you put on the internet. Adam and I had this discussion last night. I'm like, my children are going to Google and, like, when you, like, see a picture of me with my shirt off. Thank you for doing that. That's an remarkable and racketeer. Take it, John. What did you think was going to happen when that picture got taken? I, what was your thought? going to pop on giant bombs. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute, wait, a minute. <laughs> wait that was pre-Twitter. We didn't know. John, yeah. Hawk, right. Hawkman doesn't wear a shirt either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in good company. <laughs> Great. So, they, yeah, so, so they're like, they were actually struggling with like, who are we going to have do this? And it's like, would you be comfortable? And it was going to be me. <laughs> then like, they realized, oh, dude, this, it's all dudes at the show. We got to get, a, we got to get. Um, a woman to do it, preferably. Like, could Chelsea do it? And I'm like, Chelsea could totally do it. She did this stuff before with, with Tony Hawk. And then, uh, kind of like, we wanted someone who spoke, who's like a spokeswoman to do it. So we actually remember Philip Chris, uh, from the Blitz team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were trying to get uh, his girlfriend to do it, Alima. And then last minute, it's like... Totally someone, related to the project. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we tried um, to get Hawkman. And then, and, yeah, then uh, she's a Hawkwoman. Hawkgirl, Hawkwoman, or Hawkgirl? There have been her. There have been Hawkgirl. She was too young. She was too young. And, uh, yeah, but then finally, like, uh, I think it was Aaron Greenberg's like, oh, why don't we just use Alex? And then it was like, duh, no-brainer, yeah. They're like, sir, could you please take off your hat? Yeah, yeah. no, no, not you. No. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have gone far. It wouldn't have gone much farther. They would have found something to do. I think we would have got cut, show, cut from the show before I did it. That's I would have liked to see Usher do it. Yeah. Dude, uh, I thought, I thought like the sure. only person on the for internet sure. who thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, just 10, 15 in the morning was my... Yeah. It was kind of banging out, but... Baby tonight! Yeah. yeah. Baby tonight should be more like baby this morning. Yeah. 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 So, Craig, I feel like I, I just... I, Skipped right over uh, what what you, what you're up to at the show, uh, what you're doing out and about. <laughs> I, just, business. <laughs> yeah, business yeah, cosplay. Yeah, business cosplay, obviously. Because well, again, I was yeah. under the assumption that that uh, that you were still working where you were yeah, working, yeah. but things have changed apparently. I, uh, I'll, I'll I, I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's the the most lax E3 for me yeah. ever, right? So I've always been working it one way or another. Sure. And uh, so in a couple weeks here, I'll. I'll be landing elsewhere. What's going on over there? Is there any announcement? Some sort of deal. Don't worry about it. He was handing him an iPod charger. Why are you making me say this? Why is that so captivating? I don't know, but it totally got your attention. It totally got your attention, which got my attention. All right, can I see this photo thing now? No. No? No. It's not like the one, I mean, I remember... you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry I remember people sending me like, oh, check this out, someone made you a woman. And then I felt better when it was like, I also saw Jeff and Drake and... No, the lady... The lady Photoshop thread on Giant Bomb is something... Disturbing. Special, yeah. Yeah, I know it is. And then it's, you see one, you're like, that would... Oh, oh yeah. What? It's like, it's like when, you know, you have those friends and like you meet their sister and you're like, oh... Yeah, I, I felt like I met, met some female Vinyaki relative when I uh, when I saw that picture. It was like an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, no, it was it was very much like I saw it and I'm just like a Tyler Perry. Movie. It was it was just sort of like yeah, you know he he looks like a, a a real aggro uh, like a housewife of New Jersey or something. <laughs> oh, Jersey. Okay. <laughs> well, it was just it was the fried out hair that they had put on you. Like it it had all, all the right looks. So. 
Yeah. I'm like I yeah. It's like I'm instead of like like there's some of them like that like that you can't beat 100 percent one of you like there's some of them they yeah. tried to make them look like real ladies. You I felt like they tried to make you just look like a horrible tranny. <laughs> like, I thought that's what they were going for. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so Craig, you yeah. seen anything at the show that that you're liking since you're just kind of cruising and, and it's the uh, first e- E3 in probably years where I got to actually get to see everything, but um. You know, I really like Zombie U a lot. I mean, I I kind of had the same vibe that that Steven had about the Nintendo stuff. Like, I I was kind of surprised that there just wasn't that big sort of idea or that big IP that came out that they delivered. It was weird that Ubi kind of had that thing. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um. So the, and then Watch Dogs, like everyone else, I thought was you know great. Uh, I played Halo Four. You know, and uh, they're doing. A, you know, no painted backgrounds. I didn't see any painted backgrounds. It looked awesome, actually. It looked really good. It looked really freaking good. I think the game looks super hot. Uh, yeah, they've done a great job. Yeah. I, I, all bringing back like all the, like the forerunner shit and bringing yeah. back all that. It's like that's what I want. That's what I was missing, right? Yeah. So what I wanted was you different can tell, weapons. You can tell that some fans you know? have really. Dude, work Dave on that Lane game. won't play those games with us multiplayer anymore. <laughs> this is a true story. He's what? like, I want to enjoy the game, and you fucking idiots ruin it. These fucking chuckleheads. They're sitting there. God, it's so fucking annoying. It's like, all I want to do is like, I actually want to watch a cutscene one out every five fucking times. And they're like, oh, like, no, we got we to cut this so I can run you over with the Jeep again. Well, when you play with Binyaki, it's like being a beta tester. You find every single bug that's shipped in the game. You can't get through it. Get the checkpoints off. Yeah. We're all shooting things. It's <laughs> just spreading across the map. And also, we all get warped to the next checkpoint. Yeah. It's like, cut me, cut me. You and Blake, you're going to totally skip these encounters. And all the fun. Yeah. And, then, and then, heaven forbid, vehicles. It's like, here comes Vidyaki. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets so mad when he starts doing it. He's like, hey, Vidyaki, get this thing. Blast it three fucking miles away. Comes running back. Hey, don't do that again. Look at you guys. Steven, I'm super curious, like, um, you know, I was at Microsoft a little, you know, before the Kinect launch, I'm just, yeah. like, last year was, everyone seen what Kinect had, and so, like, a year, year and a half later, what is kind of the press take on Kinect stuff now, like, how it's evolved, You can also wrap like. Ryan into this. Yeah, I would yeah, love to hear Kinect Ryan does reports. I'm not there anymore, reports. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead, Stephen, please. Uh, I can't speak for all the press, but yeah. I mean, I think it would <laughs> be awesome if you could. We've, we, uh, <laughs> it's just the writers of Hawk Taku. I mean, I don't think it's uh, going to be that different from uh, what a lot of people listening to the show think, because I, I think most of us are looking for, aside from Dance Central, a Kinect game that feels like it's good, right? And I like the dancing in Connect Star Wars. I think it's funny. I'm I'm scared enough to laugh at things I liked as a child and not feel like that it's apostasy. But um, I was I think part of the problem is that the this first iteration of Connect is just not good enough to <laughs> to sense stuff to sense things in enough detail that it enables designers to make things. Dave Lang would disagree with you. No, the the, the next Connect, the one that developers are working on for the Durango, is supposedly much better. The developers I know Don't know what you're talking about. Well, you do. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a much better thing and closer Tell to me more. It's closer to what they originally released. It's supposed to no, ship. Like as, as you work on the platform yeah. more and more, you learn what it's good at, you learn what's bad at. Well, I think that's, that's what we we found is exactly yeah. that is mm-hmm. like there was a lot of just like let's throw this out there, let's try this thing out, you know, right out the right out the gate, and right. I, I feel like there has been a lot more, you know, since since launch of, of trying that. But I feel like we have 
I don't know, maybe let's call it the last nine months or so, kind of just found, okay, this is the stuff it can actually do. Yeah, this is the stuff that it, we can consistently rely actually, on. Actually, the best thing is Happy Action Theater, when that there's that one mode where you can take the multiple pictures of yourself. Yeah. You could have sold that to me for 15 bucks. <laughs> it is the best party thing ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, like, that, that's the thing. It's like Happy Action Theater is, is a great idea because it it's just like, let's just let it roll. Like, yeah. let's take the game part out of it. Mm-hmm. If it... Like talking to Tim Schafer about about Happy Action Theaters, like like watching the uh, you know Once Upon a Monster team just go through these struggles with with working with the the Connect hardware and just the, the 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 way that like it would break and it would make these horrible things happen. And he's like, I love the horrible things that are happening in this game, so I want to make a game that's just the horrible things. Let's just yeah. let's you know unearth and show off all of the the broken, fucked up, half-assed things that you can do with. Uh, with Connect, uh, well, it works. I think the other thing is it actually works with everyone. Like my three-year-old daughter, nothing else works for the Connect except for that. Are you she like this doesn't, this doesn't see her, she or, loves, or just doesn't the click? Lava one. She's like, "Oh, yeah. lava one, Dad!" And then she just jumps on the couch. Yeah, she's uh-huh. kind of diving lava. I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah, I mean, part of the part of the problem with Connect is that I mean, Nintendo was trying to do motion gaming for years, and they have, I think, most people would agree, some of the best designers in the industry. Sure. And they were struggling to get motion controls to work with most of what they were making, to the point that pretty early on in the Wii, they were putting games out like Super Paper Mario that barely used motion control. It was yeah. their acknowledgement that this isn't something that needs to be in everything. It doesn't always lend itself well to game design. And that was with something that, in retrospect, was barely a motion controller and that it still had buttons. And the problem with Connect is that the input is so imprecise and there's so little feedback to the player. So to continue my name-dropping... Peter Molyneux, when I was on the Jeff Keighley's yeah. Spike Extravaganza, and Molyneux was the, um, the the sort of color commentator for a lot of that, and I, I bookended doing analysis for the Microsoft press conference, and we were talking as we watched the whole thing, and we kind of were bannering about some of the Connect stuff, and we were, he, I was asking him, like, isn't the problem, or how do you get around the problem of the fact that you don't have a lot of feedback? You don't know when you're doing something wrong, if it's your, if you're the one who did it wrong, or if it's the Connect that can't detect you. And he said, yeah, it's an unsolved problem. Because, yeah. Stevens, how does it make you feel, though? That's what you need to think about. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he, 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 he actually was, you know, he, he doesn't actually, I think people, he has, a, he has an unfair reputation as a bullshitter when he's actually, I think, a really genuine guy. And every time I've interviewed him about anything. I, I don't think he's, he's a bullshitter. Like, I think that he's just super enthusiastic. I, th- I think it's just that that, mm. it, like that that enthusiasm gets the better of him of like it's he, has, f- he has these, he has these, it's it's like with connect of he has these great ideas yeah. of like wow I could do these things with this and this would be amazing right. but then like just the fucking stone cold realities of game development and budgets and mm-hmm. you know deadlines and stuff come crashing down at some point yeah. and it's like well we couldn't do all of those things so what can we do so you know the, the compromises to the Peter Molyneux vision. But he is not a press release writer or marketer or whoever else who just makes shit up about their game or says things that are overblown in order to get you to buy it. No, those are out there, but they all, they all remain faceless. They don't... Right, and so when Peter Molyneux, who I think has sort of drawn the ire, I mean, occasionally, this might be surprising, but occasionally our readers get angry about things. What? And, and they comment, <laughs> and they and they comment. Hot taco, everything is super positive there. And 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 when and when we uh, when when we uh, we run stuff about there's already three posts on Hot Taku also, so I don't know how how Kotaku's doing, keeping up right now. Wow, internet is so We cannot compete. But whenever we write about Molyneux, we have people who, who 
There are people who, who just they, they just get angry about him because they feel like he's been promising all this stuff. And I, and the thing is, when I when I chat with him, I think he's genuinely thinking he can get these things in the game, or these are things he wants to do, and wants to will them into existence. And even now, the the new thing he's doing, which Jeff may have spoken about, the the, the first project, Twenty Two Cans, he's doing twenty two experiments. Um, the first one is Curiosity, and, and he has this cube he's going to be putting online, and then you can chip away at it by logging on, and it's going to take billions of chippings away, oh, and his, 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 his test... His test uh, otherwise is called prison. Maybe he's making his dungeon, dungeon Keeper. Uh, that's, 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 that's Next scale. one, how to make toilet one. It's going to keep going. I don't know, actually. Did you know, did you, did you know that Kudo, you know Kudo Tsunoda... Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that he collects prison paraphernalia? Confiscated prison paraphernalia? Yeah, what is that? Prisoners? Like shakes. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> he collects that? That's kind of dark. He was interviewed in, I don't remember what outlet, but they had, it was like, it was a bunch of questions like, what's your favorite movie? Or what color is your dog? Whatever. And it was one of the questions. It was like, Game do you collect Newell anything? Knives. Yeah. I get it. That's interesting. Hmm. What's behind Kudo's sunglasses? He wasn't wearing them at the, uh, the Xbox showcase. I've never no. seen yeah. that. You know what happened with that? Was he? Was he? Uh, so is yeah. he around right now? Yeah, yeah, he's there. He's in the room right now. Yeah, he's here. He's here. Got his shank. He is going to come up. No, like we're friends on Facebook, so I've been watching his Facebook stuff, and it definitely looks like he's. Yeah, I've been stalking him on Facebook. It looks like he's, you know, doing some some pretty cool stuff, like just. He like he posted. Okay, there's the photo of me. Um, <laughs> he posted something the other day about someone making a cloud in a room. There you go. Um, they made a cloud yeah, in a room. Like, like it was like a art thing where, but basically they had a cloud in the room. So I was I was always curious to see what he's doing, especially because he's in all the you know super forward thinking R and D stuff yeah. at Microsoft. So yeah, I'm not even sure if he's on Connect anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think he's on Netflix. Maybe he's on the hologram. Don't tell him to do anything. Have you seen the hologram thing? No. It was yeah, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the Konami press conference yeah, where the CEO he, came he out of the hologram. He set up the projector. He said, "Tell me when you want, you want the president now." Hold on, I'll hit the button. <laughs> and now. then will I am Voice. And then two parts. He sounded like that. <laughs> the English version. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stephen. I, 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 oh, okay. okay. I was talking yeah. about. Mario. I just going through my name dropping Rolodex. Okay. Sure. You want me to the game the, the of, name drop? Oh, well, you, you did hip hop game earlier, so that's the beginning and the end. Oh, so something kind of weird. Uh, so this will be my my call my call to the audience. Mm. My caw, my caw, my caw, my my So, so going back to the Yoshi T-shirt guy for 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 long time listeners, for long time listeners. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was in the bracket. I think he was in the what was it? The golden what? Golden Duder. Golden Duder. He was in the golden Duder. He so tell us Shook that he wasn't in that. We gotta make sure yeah, we do that. He is. Like, there's a party going up against him. Yeah. I'm to go up against Hawkman and to lose, and I accept that. I accept that. He's, he's well, got I Hawk Taco. I only got Kotaku. He's got Hawk Taco. I mean, how do I compete? Think about it. Hawk um, Taco. <laughs> what was he saying? What was I talking about? Oh, the Hawk fucking jingle? Oh, yeah. Yoshi guy. So, so, so the Yoshi guy had approached me when I was speaking of the bracket. I was standing next to Jeremiah Slaska of Scribblenauts and uh, Hybrid fame and Giant Bombcast fame and yeah. all that. 
And he didn't know Jeremiah, and he just wanted to talk to me. And I'm not the guy who ship multi-million selling drawn of lives and scribble knots and make good games. I was in Jeff Keighley's green room for the Spike stuff. Yeah. And Randy Pitchford. Alfonso is here, man. Oh, this is creeping on <laughs> the door. This is creeping on the door. Sorry, Stephen. I didn't mean to cut you off. But right. I'm watching these silhouettes. You tweeted that picture, and it looked like a somber group of dudes. Who dead. Who I, tw- I tweeted. Well, so don't Randy worry. Pitchford was there. Yeah. I, hope, group, I hope folks know who Randy Pitchford is. And this is the point I'm trying to get at, is that I hope that people who are listening to Giant Bombcast pay attention as much to people making games as they do to the reporters and the media personalities. Because everybody came into the green room, or anybody, like so many people approach me and they recognize me at the yeah. shows, and they don't recognize the talented developers I'm sitting next to. And then, and this was just kind of funny Randy Pitchford's there, and a reporter who I won't name, he's kind of a young reporter, and he looks up to Randy Pitchford and he says, Hey man, how you doing? I love the magazine. Mm-hmm. And Randy's like, What are you talking about? And, and he thought, because I guess somebody else had said Randy, he thought they said Andy. McNamara. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no. Not Randy. And I think I think I think Andy McNamara is is a great guy, worth knowing, uh, a great bicyclist as well. Um, but yes, he is. But still talking to Alfonso. Alfonso is giving us a piece of his mind. He's joining in on the Mickey Mouse. Right. Go get but, but this is the point. People should know if they know who Alfonso is, they should know who Randy Pitchford is. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah, I, I agree. With that. I agree with that entirely. Uh, but at the same time, I'm out. I'm throwing my mic down. We, you know, the the difference is that you know access and uh, access to those guys is highly controlled. We are out there every day, you know, exposed, like just showing ourselves yeah. out there and shirtless and sometimes, sometimes shirtless. Oh. Um, Here we go again. What? But that's, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's kind of the difference. Is like you, you, you don't see Randy Pitchford's face, or Randy Pitchford isn't writing up stories on a daily basis, and people aren't. I had reading. to write a story for Kotaku this week. Actually, I, I did read that. I, I read the the story. That was uh, good, good work. Part of it is that, but part of it also is. I like that, that you're press ganging developers into writing blog posts. Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't have to pay him. So that's great. <laughs> no, that's great. Better than a, better than a ringer. Uh, but but uh, yes, but part of it is also, also is that you know Game Development Studio is like a football team, right? It's just a whole bunch of people that are contributing to the effort. Yeah. And the teams themselves and the companies around them will say sometimes illegitimately because they don't want to promote anybody and have them get a big head and want to have Jason and Vince uh, money. Uh, but sometimes it's that strictly they don't think that one person deserves all the credit, and so they demur to saying, oh, it's just a team effort. So it's more like this communist kind of thing or whatever yeah. or hippie thing, right? And you don't have anybody getting recognized. And I've always, I've never, like, when I read Hawkman, clearly because of all my Hawkman knowledge, I'm obviously a comic book aficionado. <laughs> and I never read for characters. <laughs> I never read for characters. I, I never read for Man, this is so amazing. I never read for Hawkman. I gotta admit, confession. I've never read for <laughs> Hawkman. Yes, sir. No, but yes. I read, like, Joe Kubert, Robert Cannier, like, those were the dudes. Robert Cannier. Hawkman bo- stories. Yes. And, I follow the creators, and I think it's worth, like, that's how you know you're going to get quality. Yeah. Don't follow the franchises or the characters or whatever. Like, follow the creators. If you're into, like, Treyarch, play their Call of Duties. If you're into, like, what Randy Pitchford's into making with his studios, you follow that. It's tough, though, my from a developer standpoint, because a lot of times the guys that are spokespeople, it is a team effort. And so mm-hmm. when one person says, my idea or no. I, right. yeah. when they're representing their whole team, they, they can't. Right, and Randy's not quoting the game. It would right. be awesome to know sort of the key leaderships of every development team, but... It's really tough, and they, I don't think a lot of them don't want to. At but then some of them make yeah. sense because they're the guys that bring credibility 
you know, like a Cliffy or right. a Jaffe. And, and at least you guys, at least you guys at Sony acknowledge the development studios. You have a company like Nintendo, which is notorious about. I think I don't know if they still have this rule, but it used to not be able to put the developers development studio's name on the box, at least not on the front of the box. Huh. I don't know if they still have this policy. Mm-hmm. So, so they. They would do anything they could to emphasize the publisher and not the developer, and I think it's you know just worth if you're a gamer figuring out who's making your games and then follow those people around so that if you like Henry Hatsworth, you can discover that hey, a lot of those people are now making this Disney game that maybe I wouldn't have thought otherwise about, but there you go. Now uh, the crowd is sorry. What's going on? Oh, it's got to need to. Okay. All right. On on it's that note, hands, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring the show down. No, no, you you have not. I'm I am uh, terribly distracted, and I apologize for that. <laughs> you, you you make uh, excellent points, and uh, and you should I get somebody from Hakaku on the, do, on the show. I, I do agree. Well, well, I mean, they're hard to get, man. They're busy. You know, it's it's middle of the night here, and they are they're still pumping out stories for Hakaku.com. So. Um, but uh, I, I think that's our, our moment here to, to take a, another break, and then uh, we're going to swap out, get some giant bomb dudes Alfonso. here. Alfonso. Call it, call it uh, take it home. So, uh, yeah. Hey, Ryan. What's up, Johnny? Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. <laughs> How is your E3, Ryan? Yeah. Adam, Johnny, <laughs> Craig, thank you guys for, for coming and, and spending some time. Thanks for having us. Dave Lang, two-segment Dave Lang, oh, keeping it mad real here. Uh, Steven Totillo uh, making his Hawk Taco <laughs> debut here. Uh, a pleasure to have you. Glad, glad you could make it here and uh, and Rocco from Mega64. Rocco, I feel like I shortchanged you the most and I apologize for that. What else is new, man? <laughs> Two things. Yeah. One, I found out that in the new Scribblenauts game, we're still in it. Oh, so you can yeah. have our names in That's cool. Number two, what happened to your couch where it's covered in blue? There's blue all on the side of this couch. Where did you get it? Oh, the couch was here. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back uh, with some more Giant Bomb After Hours uh, E3 2012. Sweet. Day two. And we are back for our third and final segment here, uh, Giant Bomb E3 2012 After Hours. Cops are coming, so shh. Alfonso! Cops and beer have arrived. Oh, fantastic. Simultaneously. <laughs> Same <Woo>! difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing not. good can come of this. I'm messing around. They left the door unlocked. Then. Brad! I guess we should explain that a 30-pack of Coors, a uh, 12-pack of Shock Top, and then a... Another there was some water in that's there. That's a Bud Light water. Bud Light Platinum. I've never heard of Bud Light Platinum. Now you have. Yeah. It said Bud Light on it, so I don't believe it's you, Dan. Bud Light. Dan Reichert from, from uh, Game Informer. It's the champagne of beers. If I trust anyone's opinion on shitty beers, you're, you're, you're with me on this, though. It's I, cheap, and it's light, and it gets you drunk quicker. So yeah. I'm completely on I mean, it's, it's the, the whole thing is it's not as light as a regular light, right? So it's 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 got more alcohol content than a regular... Anything under Guinness, I can't tell the difference between. Yeah. So it's fine, and it gets you drunk, and it's cheap. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. I just drink Blast. It's a Colt 45 product. Oh, I'm a Mickey mm. guy. Okay. Yeah. So it's fruit flavored also. Yeah. Also, oh. it is strawberry uh, lemonade. I uh, I got acid reflux drinking one of those. It was like I was barfing sweet tarts. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty great. And it's 12 percent. Yeah. Is that a California thing? It's, it, I think it's nationwide. I don't know. 
If you're in California right now, you can find out. Oh, let's go. I don't know about Minnesota. Tall cans of blast. And he doesn't want to ruin himself. He can get it here, and he can't get it in Minnesota, yeah. and then yep. Lord knows what will happen. Yeah, maybe he'll move to California or something. But yeah, not happening. No, no. <laughs> um, Rich Gallup's back. I'm back. You're back. In uh, pog form. Uh, Alex Navarro taking a chair here tonight. Against against your will. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gershman is here. Hello. How's it going? Uh, good. How was uh, You went and played Black Ops 2. I did. Uh, multiplayer? Yeah. How was that? All right, uh, Patrick Clemens here. <laughs> Apparently acting as bodyguard tonight. I don't know how the hell I got I, that I, role. I don't know how that happened either. It was but the unruly you, night. I think it was because of the hockey game. Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah. the hockey game. The, se- the second guy was probably the weirder one. And the one actually where I was a little afraid it was going to go... Sideways. All sideways. Like, the two older gentlemen that came in, they actually just seemed kind of genuinely it's interested. like, hey, what's going on here, you guys? <laughs> yeah. 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 partying? And, and, and I asked, like, I thought maybe... I, I, mean, I, I thought I would know everyone that's showing up, but yeah. like, hey, maybe I just don't. We all kind of gave a look at each other. I'm just like, nope, nope, nope nobody knows who this guy is. Nope. I'm okay. gonna go find out. Your uh, second guy was actually like the fourth or fifth guy because we had we had some early crowd. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But, but people that came actually in to the point of like, oh yeah, being part of the crowd. And yeah, and, and she was like, hey, I'm here to see Alfonso. I was like, Alfonso. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> and, it, and it, I was like, I don't think Alfonso's here. I think you're at the wrong place. He's like, oh, okay. And then it was, and it was, it was like, oh, totally cool. No, no Alfonso here. Second guy, who was the guy, for people that watch the stream, that yelled L.A. Kings. Yeah. Go uh, Kings. He walks in, uh, just looking around. Yeah. And I'm like, can I can I help you? Yeah. Which maybe not the, the first way I yeah. should have started it, because it's not my job to cater to him. No. But I just, you know, want to be cool. Um, and I'm not a bodyguard. It's a Midwestern and, politeness. Yeah, and and he just keeps looking. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing a a media thing. That that was my phrasing, <laughs> like <laughs> as if that means anything. I, I, in Los Angeles, I think that probably does mean something. Sure. So I've, I've not had a good descriptor for this for anyone who's asked. Like, what are you guys doing in there? Like, shooting uh, pornographies. It's yeah, I wasn't sure how to explain. It. Yeah, we're doing a podcast about a video game conference that might be taking place downtown near the LA Kings thing. Like, yeah. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't help them any. No, and so I just said immediately thing. We you know, and you'd be quiet if you could walk outside and just keep staring. And he goes, "Are there beautiful girls here?" <laughs> totally serious. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent serious. And I was like, "No, I'm pretty pretty sure they're next door." <laughs> LA Kings, and just walks out. Uh, so amazing. Not long after that, yeah. three guys got outside. We so we locked the door after yeah. that. Uh, and, and you learned our lesson. Three guys were outside, kind of looking in, and I saw one of them had an E3 badge. And he yeah. was kind of holding it up, and I was like, oh, shit, this might be somebody. Somebody. So I go open the door, and I walk out there, and the, and the guy goes, you're that guy that got fired. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. All right, see you guys later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the door's locked now. Fantastic. And Justin Calvert from right. GameSpot. Hey, Ryan. This, this is this is what the CBSI uh, acquisition hath wrought. I know. Check it out. <laughs> all, <laughs> all these this. mosquitoes yeah. that the yeah. camera can't pick up. All, all of these. No, those are not mosquitoes. Those are fruit flies. That's because of all the open beer cans all in right. here. Uh, well, Justin, I understand you went and uh, played Black Ops 2. <laughs> multiplayer. What was that like? Yep. Fantastic. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Hands-on oh. impression. We signed a thing... Oh, okay. That said, yeah. you can't ever write about that ever. Oh, okay. Ever. Oh. Uh, they're going to reveal multiplayer details in months from now. So that was just This was really just strictly as a, like a, judges. you know, just a, you're judging this thing. They'll probably do another one of their, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, they, they have a way that they typically the reveal. Yeah. They have that fan event that they did right. last year. I XP. bet they do that again this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have they have actual plans for revealing multiplayer on a, on a wide basis, but they, they gave us some time to play it for judging purposes. Uh, so we can judge it. Just judging. That because they, they clearly want to change some things up with single player, you know. The future thing, yeah. know, the, the Strike Force missions where you can pull out and right. around. And I went to Treyarch a couple months ago, and they were really big on like, okay, we're really going to change these things up. Right. We're going you know, to kill some sacred cows. And they said they were going to do the same thing with multiplayer, which I'm really curious what they actually change. Yeah, Jeff um, can't tell you. This yeah. isn't. No, I know. Yeah. This is. This is. Yeah. I know. I'm very yeah. curious. So. Um, yeah, and and yeah, they they definitely talked that up. Okay. During those original reveal meetings of, of like wanting to do that to multiplayer and stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> Moving on. Well, Justin Calvert, since we have you here, anything right, that you have seen that you can talk about that you would like to talk about? Yeah, I can't talk about. Oh no, you you want stuff I can talk about? Or stuff I, I can't I guess talk about. whatever. Go down the list of things you I'm can't talk about. about. The things yeah. you can't talk about right yeah, now. What can't well, you no, talk about? Not much. There's not much. It's, yeah. just the, it's just the behind closed doors stuff for like Beyond. Okay. And, and the last of us. We'll be talking about that stuff tomorrow. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I won't shut up about that stuff tomorrow probably. And then on the Unreal Engine Four stuff, we saw that's about. To like Friday, Friday or something. Is it, is but, it, yeah, but, but like, like 6 a.m. Yeah. Isn't this super weird? I can't recall ever hearing like in-show embargoes right. during happens, each three. It, 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 like it doesn't really. It's not a regular thing. No, no, this has been like this, the most I've seen in one show. I think like and yeah. it, I mean there's still only like three or four embargoes, but that's still like way more than anyone has ever bothered to do during yeah. one show. It's really smart. It's super annoying. Yeah. But it's, it actually like right. it, 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 it's a concentrated blast of headlines about a specific thing. And if you think about the way that websites promote content, if you embargo your stuff until Friday when everyone's done writing anything for that website yeah. ever yep. for days afterwards, if you're the last thing to go up, you sit there for three days. The Last of so. Us is specifically timed to the end of the show. Yeah. Clearly so it's no beyond. It's the same embargo. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's on a plane. You just set your post to go live. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff about Last of Us to close out the show. Man. So again, I bet, but there I are, but there literally, are like, the like, last of them. There are rare games that, that can demand that, that you can pull that off with. There's, there's really not that many, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Naughty Dog being maybe one of them. All right, well, Justin, what can you actually talk about? What can I talk about? I don't know. I mean, Watch Dogs we can talk about, although we've all seen the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah I know. They're showing yeah. a trailer at the Ubisoft booth, and it's... it's or I think they're it's showing a theater. The same, yeah. Isn't I, it? I, I, yeah. I see the iPad stuff. No. The people have been Tell talking about, about stuff. I, I didn't see it, but they're, apparently they're, they're they're also showing an iPad application that ties into the game. The idea being that in addition to uh, you being able to, you know, the, they alluded to all the multiplayer stuff in that initial reveal at the press right, conference. Right, right. Yeah. But it sounds like there's going to be additional software that allows you to interact with the larger world of Watch Dogs. Um, hmm. That that sounds kind of interesting. Like if there's a way for them to hook that in. That sounds curious, given that I can't imagine the the hardware manufacturers being like cool with like an iPad application, like directly interfacing with uh, a game uh, on their pieces. But it's smart glass. Interesting idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, eh, that doesn't that doesn't actually interact. But with it also depends on, on how it actually interacts, because you think about the Mass Effect Three app would sure. contribute to your galactic readiness, just like any, just like the Facebook stuff, you know, just like everything else that they they do in in those cases. Um, so I mean, yeah, there have, there have been cases where console games have, have taken stuff Asynchronous out of asynchronous multiplayer. 
No, that's not what that means. So is the general consensus that that thing they did in the trailer where they pulled out and you saw that guy on the rooftop, was that supposed to be a multiplayer tease that would pretty much everyone Yeah, speaking? because yeah. then, then like, it lit up. There was another guy on the stage, it showed right? Like, and it was like, oh. Yeah, two guys, yeah. and it showed, like, what looked like a gamer tag or something right. there. So yeah. there was supposed to be a multiplayer tease. Yeah, because right? then it pulled out and showed, you know, way more people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then didn't that yeah. mission become to protect the guy who had just carried yeah. out the assassination yeah, or yeah. something? That makes that? me less excited, I'll really? be honest. <laughs> Because I, I really love that world looks cool and that tech looks cool and that gameplay looks cool. And I don't want to have to be sharing it with as many people <laughs> as they implied. I wouldn't be surprised if there was an option for you to play that by yourself. Well, yeah. That, that has to be there. I'd be cool with it co-op. Well, I'd be we cool are, with we are, it. Yeah. We're speculating. Yeah. Bare-ass speculating yeah. here. So we can't start saying, well, speculate, that would be alternate features. Speculate nothing. You can yank the cord on your PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, the the, or, the PlayStation Orbis, I can confirm, okay, great. will have internet capability, <laughs> and if you don't have the internet where you have that Orbis, uh -huh. it won't connect to the internet. Well, I'm glad that we are... Breaking news. <laughs> settling uh, these beefs, then. There you go. My PlayStation has not been connected to the internet in over a year. I know. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. aware. Yeah. Because they sort it by last login, and I scroll the way down sometimes and see you there like, yep. 13 months. I'm, like, I'm still playing games on it. It's just... And it's all the firmware that comes with the game, and so you can actually yeah. just put the game in and play it, and you don't have yeah. to wait for like two hours to yep. update. That's exactly why I do it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I have all the friends gameplay I do on the Xbox, the PS3. It's like Blu-rays and and cool single-player games that I just install the firmware with it. And go. Ridiculous. All right, Summer Camp Studios. Summer Camp Studios. Yes, finally here, end of the night. Yeah, finally. I'm a little calmer now. Got those execs out of here who aren't going to swoop in and try making us go corporate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay indie. Exact, all indie. Kill screen. Wearing sneakers to work now. Wow. Yeah, right? Wait, were you not wearing sneakers to work before? Uh, I, was, I, wasn't even, I wasn't wearing jeans to work. Wow. Uh, yeah, sorry. you were like a producer. I was wearing producer. I was wearing Merrells, which aren't exactly dress shoes, but they're I don't know sneakers. what that is. Like Merrill Lynch? No, like like they're kind of like hiking. Is that is you were wearing shoes. money shoes. I have really bad feet, and and the Merrells were were told. I, my foot doctor said I have the feet of a seventy year old man. Podiatrist. Podiatrist. She said you have the foot. Uh, you have the feet of a seventy year old man, and this was like three years ago. So. My feet aren't getting any younger. She's got old feet. So I gotta wear it. Wait, are your feet gonna die before you do? Yeah, and then I'll replace them with tank treads and smart glass, Ooh. and it'll be great. Yeah. With all that summer camp studios money. Exactly. Yeah. All that summer camp studios money. To catch you up to speed, yeah. I was uh, lead producer at 38 Studios, oh, okay. which publicly went through some shit. I, I don't think I've heard of this. Anyways, <laughs> uh, look it up on the internet. Oh, there's, okay. there's articles. Okay. Uh, Well-written ones and poorly written ones. Anyways, so myself... Which were mine. Yeah. Uh, you did well. You did oh, thank you. All right. Good. What, what was fun talking to you about it, because you, like, would hit me on IM just to, like, check in as a friend, and I'd have to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm good. I'm not too worried about it, but thank you for checking in, and please don't quote any of that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I did. You, you handled it well. It was, it, was, it was cool, and little did I know I should have been a little more worried. Uh, so anyway, so that happened. So now we have, uh, we started a new, a new company called Summer Camp Studios. It's myself, my former boss, general manager, five amazing uh, engineers, and an artist. And we're cutely calling ourselves the camp counselors because when word spread, and word has spread even now more among the 300-plus people who were let go from 38, yeah. uh, we have a group uh, that are basically the campers who are 30-plus amazing artists, designers, engineers who, like, if we wanted to start, like, a 40-person studio, we could. 
if we and find and try to find money and make something crazy, but we don't want it. We don't want to do that. We, like people like like people want to spread out. People want to pursue other things. A lot of people move to New England just to work at 38 and want to go back to the places where they came from, where they have family and friends. Uh, and uh, so like we're, like we're here, we're staying, and those and the campers group was like, hey, we're probably here for the summer, so anything you need, just let us know. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. So right now we're basically we're at the point, and the emails are going back and forth. Jeff saw me do a, a stand up through, through a Google Hangout uh, yeah. this morning. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're talking about the day, and we're just like, we don't know what the the passion project is yet. We don't know what the game is that we're gonna unite around. So we're. We're uh, we're doing other things to keep us busy and get us ramped up on on shipping product. So the first product in development at the summer camp studios, just to, to give folks a sense of tone, of uh, no narrative richness, no of no. Me- we're mechan- breaking embargoes here. Mechanical yeah. nuance, yeah. Uh, fart cat, fart cat, <laughs> fart cat. Fart cat. Fart cat. I didn't, there's an email thread today about whether I should put an exclamation point at the end. Yes. Yeah, you should. No, 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 no. No? Question mark. Question mark. Fart, fart cat? Fart cat? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. We're both. Just both. I, think Ryan, yeah. I think Ryan may have nailed it. Yeah. Well, exclamation point, question mark. Sure. Fart cat? No, 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 no. The exclamation point? Yeah. Microtransaction. Microtransaction. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I've been telling these guys about it, uh, so the people at home can can follow along. We unfortunately have no video of Fart Cat in action. I've actually not seen, I, you know, no Fart direct Cat, feed Fart of Fart Cat. Cat. Not, it, this could be vaporware. So like, so like, yeah. I, 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 I jokingly yeah, tweeted yeah. earlier about like I called the main cabin and said where where the heck's my E3 build? But you, I was there in the room when and you I called. And I actually did it. It was an actual phone call. I was like, hey, we have to look at a show. So uh, it's Fart Cat is an academic exercise. We've just been at... Sounds like Obviously, very academic. <laughs> That's really the only way to take it. I think almost cow clicker, if you want, if you want uh, an analog. But so we just all spent years, in my case, uh, four and a half, and for others more, working with 300 people on a gigantic game. And we haven't... We didn't release it. We released a YouTube video and some screenshots got leaked. So we were just sitting around like, it'd be really awesome if we made a game in a week. And we learned something from making it. That's right. all. Like that's our only goal: make a game in a week and learn something from it. So like, like just all right, iteration. Exactly. Just, just, just do it, play thing. it, make sure it's fun, and put it out there. And if people like it, you know, we'll we'll learn from that and either yeah. iterate on that or make something else. And so like, well, what can we make? They're like, all right, let's make let's make something for iOS and let's make something a universal iPhone, iPad app. So all right, what do we want to do? What's simple we can do? Like, well, and uh, Dave Chan, one of our engineers, said, well, we can make a cat that farts. And we're like, yeah, right, we can make a cat of farts. Well, and then no one, yeah. else, no one else had another idea. <laughs> yeah, and then they're all more complicated. Like, let's do it. So, we made, uh, so we're making Fart Cat, uh, and we're using it. We want to learn how to make a game, and while making a game, interacting with the people who we want to buy that game, and then after we release that game to those people, continue to get that feedback and iterating on it. It's, uh, it's. So like, you're saying that when Farcat releases, yeah, later this year, yeah, when it releases, uh, if that, if yeah, App, so if Apple allows it to be made, because they've gone on record a couple of years ago saying no more fart apps, right? But like, there's a new one right now. I think it's still top twenty-five called okay. Hide the Fart. So was, I think is the belief is, and yeah, this you're is another right. I, I totally saw that recently. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. A thing. it's bad. 
But if it's uh, a question mark, you're not, you know, necessarily saying it's fart cat. Like, exactly. Right. I mean, you, there's going to be hardcore mechanics, you know, mid-core, casual. Right. So we originally <laughs> was just going to be connector. a cute cat that farts. <laughs> and, like, Ben Coelho would stop by. We threw, like, a blanket over our heads and made fart noises. And we're like, all right, this is going to be it. Uh, and the kind of meowy fart noises. Perfect. Don't ship it. And then we read that. We're like, all right. Can we get a, can we get a sneak preview? You know that cats, cats don't really get at it. You know that cats don't meow cat. out of their ass, right? <laughs> and you know that cats Maybe are don't. silent mostly, too. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like, yeah. You have to get it up at the end. It's hard to do. It's late at night. Anyways, there's a lot of takes where I got to, I got to sit down and edit. I was in audacity <laughs> picking which ten fart sounds we wanted to use. So uh, so the fart sounds locked in. Uh, no, nothing is locked okay. in. About okay. So you're saying there will be over nine fart noises. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you alpha <laughs> yet? Yes. Okay. I think we a first playable is probably what we're calling okay. it right now. But so we're we're making fart cat total academic exercise. Are you scrumming? Yeah, we just saw the stand-up today. Oh, okay. That's what that yeah. was? Okay, got it. Totally. Uh, minimal documentation because it's a small group, which is nice. It's really all about the product and, you know, yeah. get, and getting it done. And on Clearly. Right. And then and it's really like, how far do you want to take the academic exercise with this title? And, how, and then when do we want to work on the, the realness, the real thing? And, like, so, like, one of the things that are hot right now that people that we feel like we don't know enough about want to learn are actually implementing uh, back-end analytics to learn about customer behavior and micro- now you're talking video games exactly <laughs> and microtransactions. Well, this is the kind of stuff that like goes into making games right now. Is you getting that that feedback from players and whether you know it or not. Basically, if your game is connected to the internet, you should more or less assume that all your behavior is being logged and people are studying it and improving and trying to either put that data towards a new game or put that data towards the current game. You should. That's the friggin' point, right? Yeah. Why do you think I unplugged my PlayStation 3? Right. No. Uh, anyways, so... You don't, like, want, you don't want Adam boys sitting there going, what's Rich doing? Yep. Well, they wouldn't know what I'm doing. They'd want to know what, like, a group of me are doing. And those yeah. groups are called cohorts, by the way. You want a weird phrase to learn about, learn about the phrase cohorts. It's a, I mean, I, I, I know the word cohorts. You know it, but in, in this sense, it is a statistical group so of people... So in this made-up version of cohorts. Yeah. So, so in, in reality, fruit fly... Uh, the uh, a cohort uh, is a, a statistical group of people that came into your product at the same time, and you follow that group. Uh, it's more complicated than that, and I don't quite understand all the way I'm still learning. And you follow that group's behavior through your product, and you try to learn, like, all right, so we had a bunch of people come in and play this game in May, uh, or play this product in May, and 18% of them stuck. All right, and then we had another group come in in June, and... 25% of them stuck. Like, all right, what did we change between the two? And all this crazy stuff. Anyways, so we built an analytical backend for Fart Cat. <laughs> hey, Rich Gallup. Yeah, right. I hey. have one question for Hit you. Me. What is the name of the analytical backend, the analytics backend for uh, Fart Cat? Catalytics. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. This is the kind of doofy stuff you get to do when you're sitting around on, like, a porch drinking beers in nice weather at summer camp. This would be yeah. a good time for you to just drop the mic and just walk <laughs> off. Yeah. You've, you've, you've won. Not You're done. <laughs> so, like, it, it's fun, and we, we're still setting up, like, the Summer Camp Studios Facebook page, the, the Twitter profile, and, like, we want to ask and talk to people, and we love the giant bomb crowd because, you know, they're, they're, they are loud, and they know good games. Yeah. So, like, if they think Farcat is hilarious and want us to keep learning through that, we're likely to do that. If they're like, all right, we get it. You were, did something silly. Now make us a real game. And then we'll do that, and we're gonna figure out how to do it. Like, like we want to learn about microtransactions. Should we learn that through Fartcat? 
would we like, all right, you play this game, you unlock a whole bunch of different cat skins, and then, you know, there's a really mm, sweet one that looks like Panthro, uh, kind of, and it's or 99 cents or whatever, or in weird in-game cat currency, you know. There's all this stuff that exists out there in the market that uh, we don't know from making uh, big, I would almost call them normal games is what I want to call them. <laughs> sure, yeah, regular <laughs> games. Normal <laughs> games, yeah. The games that are shown at E3. Yeah. And, how, and so how can we learn from that and see what they're doing there and try to meld it with the this new math, the new like economics-driven game-making and make something that we want to play and that people want to play? It's, it's a new super-fast iteration process that is not necessarily directly applicable to the traditional AAA game, exactly. but clearly those things are converging, yep. and they're going to apply to one another whether you like it or not, yes. and it's probably smart to learn it now rather than later, because it's going to happen anyway. And that's what we want to do, and we want to be upfront with what we're learning and share and talk about it and do all those great hippie things that an indie dev <laughs> should do, because <laughs> you don't have a corporate entity telling you to shut up, so... Yeah, tell me about... I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, one of the guys was like, it was so refreshing that, like, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to tweet this, and like, all right, cool, and they looked at it, and like, oh, that was good. I was like, really? I didn't, I, I didn't really try that hard. And I was like, no, it was good that you just did that, and you didn't have to ask someone about it, and you didn't have to have a meeting about it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is nice. But wait, I mean, did you ever have those meetings at 38? Because, I mean... I didn't. Okay. So other people in, in Summer Camp Studios were involved in those meetings. I was, I was radio silent. I was on the game. But yeah. I was with 200, 200 dudes and dudettes, and we were cranking and making an awesome game. And keep, my job was to keep people out of meetings like that. I was giving I was giving I was giving Brad a breakdown on how to do that oh, earlier. Can, <laughs> is now a good time, or should we shoot a separate video on Rich's producer Let's hands? Let's shoot a separate video because it's kind of late. I feel like I Rich, can't, I can't. Rich, Rich I can't is right Rich now. is the master of emboldening people through hand gestures. <laughs> I am serious. I am he, absolutely. He, he gave a guided tour where it is, Brad it is helped me to figure out where the W button was on my keyboard. I felt like three times better about myself after he like waved his hands around. I'm not serious. Brad, you're a val you're a valuable part of the company. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy and working well. Uh, doing what you're paid to do. Oh, Did you have to read one of those weird books to get that I'm stuff down? I'm reading the Lean Startup right now. Uh, that one is uh, I'm actually I'm learning stuff from it. I feel I'm gonna I'm gonna read it as many of those books as I can until I feel like I'm not learning anything from it. It's basically what I did in college. I reached that point very quickly in college, yeah, but man. now I just read I read Steal Like an Artist, which you can read in about half an hour, and is, and is a cool book about not trying to come up with something new, but try to come up with something that you know, combines things from other people or, mm. or does a different take on something. How and, to steal stuff and, well, and how to, Yes, it's like an artist. How to, <laughs> yeah. do, and, but right. how to do it respectfully and not just, like, straight rip it off. Like, mm. like the iPhone store right now, like, it's just, it's rip-off city. It's crazy. There's a pretty good version of Picross 3D that I got. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the one? I grabbed that while it was free. Yeah. My favorite one that's on the top list right now is a rip-off of North and South for the NES. Oh, weird. The map is exactly the same. The the tra the train tracks go, you know, east, west, south, and, like, the forts are in the same spots. They just change huh. the graphics. That's like, cool. I was like, am I the only person who knows that for what it is? It's yeah, history, yeah. man. You can't fuck with history. Exactly. These colors don't run. But, but it's also, <laughs> I mean, I, I won't disagree about the just rampant plagiarism on, on you know, the, the app store there. But in that case, it's like, here's a game that doesn't, you know, I don't think Nintendo's probably going to hop on that one real quick. 
Uh, it's I probably, love that game. I play that game a ton with my dad. We didn't own the licensing for that. It's probably not going to show up uh, the General Lee, I guess. I don't know. Boss Hog. Yeah. There you go. Boss Hog Games. Cooter. So Cooter doesn't own it. Boss Cooter doesn't games. even own those overalls, man. Those are... On, you got those on layaway, man. Yeah. Uh... But yes, there is there is insane uh, uh, rampant uh, plagiarism, and it's bad when it's stuff like uh, that uh, that uh, Johann Sebastian Joust uh, rip off because that's you know that's a game that's in development, and then they, someone else just kind of beat them to the market on their own idea, and that's fucked up. But when you're talking about something like you know if they're making a bootleg of a weird obscure old NES game that you know. Whoever it is that owns that license, or whoever it was that developed that game yeah. in the first place, that's not going anywhere. I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't pain me, but I just wish they'd done a little more with it. Sure, instead of putting a, a coat of paint on it. And for the and for the Picross 3D thing, like Picross was a thing that existed outside of Nintendo yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't announce Picross 3DS. They didn't. Yeah. They did, well, they didn't announce anything. So. <sighs> yeah. Even games that they were had were working on and had coming out, they didn't announce. Yeah. So. God damn. Yeah, they didn't announce anything from Summer Camp Studios either, which no, is weird. we did that. Yeah, you, it, it was here. We are publishing your. Do you like game how now. I spread that out? I gave Gamespot the announce of the studio. Yeah, exactly. we appreciate it. Awesome, just like a producer. And then, and then you guys get the game. It's, uh, You're that's doing your hand. Wait, is that planting exclusive? <laughs> well, the real one, if you want to get into it, is you have to hit the table with a fist and make the cans rattle if you're really going to do it but uh, we had great tables to hit at the really, meeting at 38 really appreciate that one I don't do I don't you know, like you know, this like is a little one. too political no, it's a lot of high fives it's a lot, a of, too a lot of really hard high fives this is like me- leading a meeting sort of stuff I this I, I this is a very political thing yes. I wouldn't do that one yeah. no nope. alright we'll save that one for a format that will be pure yeah video. we'll get that yeah, yeah. it'll be fun uh, so there you go, Fart Cat. Fart Cat. Is where can we find out more about Fart Cat? Well, we have summercampstudios.com, uh, where there's like basically an email address and a people voice. Yeah, but that just redirects to Hawk Talkie right now. I so. <laughs> <laughs> Which redirects to. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't redirect. No, no, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Hawk Talkie is now a real entity. That's awesome. It's full of amazing Photoshop. We're working on the exclusive it, for Hawk Talkie. It, it, it moved so fast. It moved maybe the fastest when I've it, ever seen it move. When the internet gets behind something and really. It's, it was really believed. You Almost saw the you saw the you saw the Birdman the 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 actual Hawkman Vinyaki shot right. That oh, there's bug, that several now. Is the point is that Vinyaki? Nice, really. Like that? Imagine like the Birdhammer like is a huge did. fan of Hawkman. Oh, the Birdhammer. Oh God! Oh, How did we not bring up the Birdhammer before? The Birdhammer wants to come by. I wish. No, I talked to the Birdhammer. We should have the Birdhammer on. I just didn't know when was. Actually, I think I think we have run past our window for the Birdhammer. I think he's going back tomorrow night. So. He's got to fly away. <laughs> oh, I want to end the show so bad now. <laughs> oh, my God. But we have to keep talking about games. Should have uh, bought those CDs. Do we? Should have bought those CDs. Look <laughs> at that. Dog City. All those CDs. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. That's a lot of, that's a lot of in-jokes. Oh, that is too many in-jokes. You realize Dog anyway. City is only like three months away. Yeah, Dog City is right around the corner. Return to Dog City. Yeah. Don't, don't forget to do your Dog City write-ups, man. Um, so that's Summer Camp Studios. <laughs> SummerCampStudios.com. We'll have a Facebook page. One thing that I've, I've already learned from this 
trip is talking to guys that we know in community. It's like, they're like, don't even bother making your own page. Like, don't make your own site. It's Facebook and Twitter. That's yeah. where everyone rolls through. Yeah, I think we learned that, like, it, that, that shifted pretty shortly after, you know, we ran off and started doing our own thing. It was like, at the time, yeah. like, no, you go and you start a blog and you're doing that well, stuff. Well, yeah, that and was then, the thing. It was like, you know, right after I was out of there, like, I went and started a blog. So I was like, well, I should probably get something out there. And then, like, everyone, or like, it seemed like eight people that were currently still at GameSpot at the time suddenly, like, registered domains and all started blogs. <laughs> Arrow pointing down. like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Like, Rory had his. That was after I was, that was after I, I had mine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, every, suddenly a bunch of, of head of like, Alfredo Garcia. Brian, awesome. Yeah, you had yours, Brian, Eckberg had crap. one. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then, then got started at all. I mean, that's. Yeah. But then, really? like, pretty shortly well, after before, that. Right, yeah. Pretty shortly after that, it like, you know, Tumblr kind of blew up in a big yeah. way and, you know, Twitter became much more significant yeah. and, you know, the, the and, corporate and, and stuff it, for Facebook became a lot uh, more robust. You can see the pain in the community guys' eyes when they're talking about it because Facebook is an ugly, ugly site, and you have all these artists that can work for you, make you a gorgeous personal web page where you like highlight the content that you want people to highlight, and everyone just goes to the Facebook page. I, yeah. have, a, I have a question from uh, the audience. For, I haven't taken a question from the audience in so long. Rich Gal, bring it on. Is from it Danny O'Dwyer? This or? is from Mark Shatra. <laughs> What's up, Mark? Uh, he wants to bring Danny through tomorrow. He wants to know: Is Summer Camp Studios hiring? Sure. <laughs> I don't think that can be the answer to that question. Summer Camp Studios has no money right now, so it's a it's a it's a bunch of dudes working for free. So okay. If you have any questions at all about Summer Camp Studios and think you want to be a part of it, hit up uh, summercampstudios.com. We have an email address. Uh, you can you can fire away. You can find it there. Main cabin at summercampstudios.com is the nice. email address. Isn't that cute? We take it, we're taking it too far. I want a raccoon or a moose to be our mascot. Uh -huh. I'm kind of du doubly torn on it. Mm. Two of my favorite. What animals. if it was raccoon riding a moose? Done. A moose? Yeah, or a mo or raccoon with antlers. Okay. Know, something like that. A, a raccoon. We'll workshop it. We'll figure we'll it out. Figure, we'll figure it we'll out. So we're going to have fun with it. We want to talk. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we'll make something more than just a AAA fart app. Which we add, so we're adding gameplay to it right now because we don't want to be rejected from Apple outright by like yeah but the part app stop so we're gonna put in actual gameplay mechanics and and try to make it and balance that all right is this fun enough to be done or do we want to keep polishing this this part so Game Informer is Dan Reichert yes what Exclusive is the review for Game what Informer is it, what is it what is it that reveal <laughs> got to spread it out yeah obviously it'll be on the cover of next month's uh, Game Informer. Um, I assumed you were kidding when you said cat fart, and I was very, very happy when he confirmed that. Fart no, cat. fart cat. Come on. Fart cat. I'm sorry. If you guys need me to leave, I can leave. Cat fart is like a thing. Fart cat is a character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cat fart is what fart cat does. I was calling it cat fart a lot, and then the entire group told me, convinced me that it's actually fart cat, and I saw it like that. Like who you just described. Yeah. So I like it. This is very confusing. It's, it's, yeah. Well, I'm okay. sure your 1,200 word write-up in next month's uh, Game Informer will, yeah. you know, make this a, make a lot more sense. Uh, what is it that you want from Fartcat? Oh, is there anything specifically that you'd like to see in this? Because now is your moment to have design yeah. input. Yep. Surprisingly, I have no fart apps on and my he's phone. he's doing it, too. He's I, got the, oh, I got the Clinton thing going on here. Yeah, yeah. He's got the little clench. He's got the thumb up. I uh, I love farts. I, I find them very funny. Uh, but I, your, your Twitter profile picture currently is... Oh, actually, it's just me... Yeah, holding a sign that says fart. On a, yeah. on a uh, golf range or a golf, golf course. course. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I actually have never had a golf or golf. I fart app on my phone before. Um, 
Me neither. Yeah, Will this be no. your first? Uh, first cat or cat be your first? First cat, right? Yep. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I will get that. Absolutely. Awesome. But, uh, Thank you. Thank you for your support. No, I, I, I like the natural, the natural parts. I don't really need to uh, have an artificial. Well, but app or as something. as a like, Richie, you seem a little reticent to call this a game. It will be. It's it, it's not a toy. It's a game. That's another conversation we had. So it, sure. there will be game. There will be there will be gameplay mechanics. Game. You can so win. Yep. Any thoughts about how you can you know add gameplay mechanics to farting? I had uh, Owl My Balls on my phone, yep. which uh, is the one where you tap to fart and play. I, I got kind of a Boogerman vibe from that. And as a kid, I loved Boogerman. Okay. So just emulate Boogerman as Booger much Man. as you can. Okay. Yeah. But then it had snot and farts and burps and everything. What if I bandit eyes on the cat? Is that enough Boogerman? Or didn't he have the mask? He did. Oh, he had yeah. a little Lone Ranger, yeah. Sly yeah, Cooper yeah, thing yeah. going yeah. on there. Yeah. We'll okay. Like the Booger mask. Okay. I can go with that. Did they make two of those games? <laughs> no, there's one Boogerman. Right? Yeah, there's only one Boogerman. One, there's one. Yes. It was named something else in Europe, though. I think that's the. Oh, uh, that might have been one. I remember I, I bought Boogerman. <laughs> right, yeah, it was Bogeyman in the UK. <laughs> I, remember I bought Boogerman as a kid. I was like probably ten or eleven, and I remember I was in the car reading the instruction manual or reading. No, I had a magazine that had codes for Boogerman, and my mom looked over, and one of the codes for a level was pus. P U S. And she thought it was pussy. Yes. And my mom had to talk to me about sex because of the Boogerman code <laughs> that said pus. So Boogerman was when you had the talk. That's that's why you had the yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, that was the catalyst. Yeah. Fantastic. How damaging was that to your eventual uh, like you know adult, maturity? Yeah. Your adult well, actually, never mind. I just answered my own question. You have to wear the, the, the mask now too. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, the, in the bedroom. The only way that it works. Yeah. Yeah. Only way that it works yeah. anymore. It's got to have the mask. <laughs> and also boogers, it's man, the things that I've grown past boogers, <laughs> things they do yeah. to Dan Riker. I'm past that. Uh, what you want to talk about? Some stuff you've seen at E3. You want to talk about your day? Yeah, I um, I've been on a lot of Nintendo stuff. Yeah, which it's been a pretty interesting year for that. Um, Indeed, we, we've gotten a few other perspectives in here on on the Nintendo stuff, on the Wii U stuff. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm sure it's been talked about quite a bit. Sure. But, um, but I'm I'm just you know I I want to hear more of you know people <laughs> more people who have seen. I think you you may have had some of the the most hands on time with Wii U stuff. Uh, and I'm I'm just curious to see like what what's the impression at this point because I have I know what I think I know what I've played but uh, you know the more information the better. Well, I flew in Sunday morning because uh, there was apparently they wanted to show us some stuff before the press conference just so we can get stuff prepared or whatever. And I was talking to Nintendo reps before and they were saying, well, we want to show you some of the like big guns. Like there might be some stuff at the press conference that we don't cover here, but this is the main stuff and you can play it beforehand or whatever. And they showed a video of Batman Arkham City. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's nice. And then they showed uh, Mario Brothers U, which I'm a huge, huge Mario fan, just huge platformer fan. and it, It's going to be a great, great game, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And then they closed with uh, Nintendo Land. And I played that, and I could not get myself excited for that at all. And I was thinking, I hope to God this is not their big gun. I hope this is not what they end with, because... I got the sense that they thought this was going to be the Wii Sports for the Wii U. Yeah. Which, Wii Sports made so much sense, because you could show it to your grandma or your mom and say, oh, you don't have to hit a single thing, just swing it like a racket. And and you kind of inherently understand the rules of a lot of those sports, too. You know? Yeah. This just is like, just, oh, you just swing, swing, swing it. it or a, yeah. You know, there are no just, mechanics to learn. Yeah. Just put it in your hand, ignore the buttons, 
Yeah. His buns are not important. And the most complicated thing is bowling, where it's like hold this in and let go yeah. when you would let go of a bowling ball. And that's why you see it in like retirement homes and stuff. Right. Whereas this, it's like, how do you exp- – it doesn't have that simple catch to where it's, oh, well, you've got a zoomed out view on the TV and you've got a zoomed in view on the Wii U controller or you can – like. No, you're, you're, you're right. And it's actually a point that I don't think anyone else has brought up when talking about the Wii U so far has been how much it kind of is the anti-Wii as far as, like, instead of, like, we're removing the interface, we are taking this, making it as simple as possible so that anyone can touch it and figure out how to use it. Now it's like, no, now we have two screens. We've got, you know, we had no analog sticks. We have two analog yeah. sticks. We have, you know, at the most buttons that a controller that's out there has, uh, and we're, but we're still using the Wii brand. We are still selling it using the thing that we sold the most casual game system that's, uh, that's been released with. So. Well, and you get the sense that Nintendo is confident that this is going to have the, the Wii Sports effect. You know, like most of their booth is, is yeah, it's Nintendo. There's a lot of Nintendo land. I think they, and they, and they, they, they said as much. Yeah, they made specific allusions. Yeah. Yep. They basically said a round table. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Last night, uh, like, now it's after midnight. It's like almost two nights ago. But yeah, they, they said, yeah, you can think of this as a Wii Sports. Yeah. Uh, someone asked, I'm sure they would love for us to think of it as the Wii Sports. Yeah. Well, someone asked, asked in the context of, like, you know, Wii Sports was a pack-in, which is a, you know, went a long ways, especially in North America, to making that sort of a ubiquitous Wii thing. And it wasn't a pack-in in Japan. You know, that was a thing you had to purchase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like, yeah, you can think of it that way. And it's like, well, didn't doesn't feel that way when you play it. It doesn't have the same instant click. Well, it was like during that, that demo, during the press conference, when they were showing was it the Luigi's Mansion one, the longer that guy spent explaining that game, the oh. less I understood about yeah. it. Like, yeah. it's just the more information was there, the less sense it made. Yeah, like as someone who plays a fair amount of video games and played Pac-Man Versus and has played the, the tech demos they did last year, like as soon as they showed it, 90% of that concept was just like, okay, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah you don't see the ghost, He's, he, the ghost is on the other screen. Flashlight kills ghosts. Flashlight revives dead players. All right, good. Go. It took, then, them, it took them way too long to explain what you just said then, in like four sentences. And then on top of that, it, I mean, you know, obviously it's a Japanese company, but it, on top of that, it was a translated description right. of stuff. So right. it's like slowed down that much more, and you're sitting there staring at this thing, watching it happen, and you're just going like, I can't, how did this, if you spilled that on my bag, I will kill you. Uh... How do we get to this point in this press conference that this is where they're at? Just like this guy's going to talk and this translator's going to go. And and I felt crazy by the end of it. It was like, is this even really happening? Is this was this an actual proper game? And and that and Batman went on for just an exceptional amount of time. Yeah, it's bad. It's fucking Arkham City. I know what that yeah. is. <laughs> I don't care what dumbass tablet mini games you add to it. Yeah. I don't. It, that game is not a game that needs a charge up super move to be fun. That brings nothing to it, right? I mean, yes, I, they redesigned the suit though. He has a game pad on well, his arm. Well, shit. Come on. Is, I mean, does it actually have like the analog sticks and everything? That's the, that's the one thing I'm not sure about. I don't know if it has the analog sticks. Yeah. But I think they straight up said it was a game pad, right? Like on his arm. Did the BAT meter or whatever that is? Yeah, I think I think. 
Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see yeah. what they did there? Mm. Like, the thing is, it was so easy with Wii Sports to be like, oh, you know, we're all adults here. You know, we're, we're at the bar, and it's like, oh, let's go back and play Wii Sports bowling or whatever. You're not going to be a, a 25-year-old guy or whatever and be like, let's go play Takumaro's Ninja Castle and throw shurikens at paper ninjas. Like, yeah. it's, it's not the same thing at all. So, uh, non-Nintendo Wii U stuff that you've seen, any... Um, I saw. I, I went to go to Black Ops today, but that was the same thing I saw at Treyarch earlier. So mm-hmm. didn't didn't see anything new of Black Ops. Saw Hitman Absolution. Yeah. Um. I I like I, I liked what I saw that. I like the just super sandboxy like just be a. How did you, you How want. did you finish the mission? Um. I actually I I sat down with the game director and watched him, and uh, he did the thing where he dressed up as the drug dealer and right. lured okay. him yeah. to the apartment or whatever, yeah. and you could poison the drugs before he takes yeah. it or. I, I love the challenge list where it's like, drop a bag of corn on his head to kill the guy, yeah. or shove him in a manhole, or and he like, goes I, over to the corner to piss and shoot yeah. the thing above. And, I, yeah, I love yeah. that, and even yeah. that like sniper challenge thing, that like pre-order thing. Like I love just that open sandbox stuff. Yeah, and but every mission's at, like that. At the same time, isn't it super crazy that they just basically list exactly how the, all the ways you can kill him? I'd like it to be more vague. Yeah, because like in that Hitman sniper challenge thing, it was kind of vague. Whereas when I saw the challenge list in this, it was like, okay, push him in a manhole. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, kind of back to Nintendo real quick. I, I did play Pikmin three, and that was the one thing I saw and I liked. But I also had the least helpful uh, kind of booth captain guy yeah. ever. Um, so I was sitting there. Captain. <laughs> There's probably a name for that. Captain I, I, Nintendo I, booth. You know, a Nintendo representative. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Your Wii U concierge. <laughs> a, a Nintendent. Nintendo. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Like now so, you guys want to end this, don't you? See? <laughs> <laughs> Suck the life out of this room. Cool. So I'm, I'm playing, and it's not like I, I went there in weird hours or anything. Like, people were positioned at particular booths and everything. And I went to the Pikmin one because I was writing a preview of it, and I wanted to make sure I had this fleshed out and I knew everything right. And uh, I sat down, and uh, or, I, I had the Wii remote and the nunchuck, and I asked the guy. I was like, okay, so let's say um, you know, I just want to play the whole game with the gamepad. Can I do that? And he was like, oh, it's it's a map. I was like, yeah, I, I know, I get that, I, I see that. But, you know, if I, let's say I don't have a Wii remote, I don't have a nunchuck, it's not even in my house, can I can I play this game? And he goes, oh, you can use it as a dynamic map. And I was like, I understand this. Like, can, can, I, like, can I play the whole thing? And he never answered that. And then as I was playing, like, I killed some beetle and some, like, nectar stuff came out. And I asked him, I was like, what's this, like, gold uh, nectar stuff coming out? And he goes, what do you mean, gold nectar? And I was like, he was standing right next to me. And I go, <laughs> I killed that beetle and some gold stuff came out of here. You know, what does that do? It looks like my Pikmin are eating that. Is that like the nectar that makes the flower or whatever? I, I killed him, and then there was nectar. And he goes, boy, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> right. So so this guy did not know what was going on. No, and he was like the Pikmin guy. And I was just doing very basic things in the demo. I Are you like sure about that? It. Are you sure you didn't just wander in there off the street no, and just stole someone's Nintendo shirt? This was an appointment for Alfonso. Yeah, no, he was waiting in the bathroom, and when someone came in dressed up, he ate their face and threw him in the stall, <laughs> Hitman style, closed the stall. I'm and not came convinced you played Pikmin 3. It was fun. I'm not sure. The misinformation or whatever I got. Dan <laughs> loved the gold nectar. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. I, I am looking forward to that game, but uh, yeah, that was not very helpful. What was that shooter? <laughs> what was the shooter right next there? Yeah. 
Hayes jokes. Second time Hayes oh, has come up to Why are there Hayes? Hayes well, that is three more times Hayes, than you need to be really? talking about Hayes yeah. in a Boosh? given day. We're talking about Boosh? Why were you well, talking was, about yeah, Hayes yeah. the first time? Someone was talking about corn. Of course. Why were people talking? You know, I'm not going to ask questions. <laughs> I want to. I want to end this thing, so I want to get some final thoughts from folks. Those games UK guys are in some weird shit. I don't know. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, this is a good time splitter sport. That'd be great. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. I would love that. Uh, all right, let's let's close out the show here. Final thoughts uh, on day two of of E3. Justin Calvert, how you feeling? Uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm looking forward to being able to talk about some of the stuff like. The Last of Us right now is yeah. my game of show. I was going to say, clearly it sounds like the it's stuff that you want. It's frustrating as hell. When's the embargo up? You want to talk about some more? 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah the end of the show. The last minute like of the show. Um, Tricky. Yeah, that's driving me crazy. Dishonored, I think, is another one of the you know, awesome, awesome game of the yeah. show. Um, it's, I think it's been, it's just been a really great show for software this year. There's been, like, you know, consoles reaching the end of their life cycles, and as a result, developers are getting really fucking good at them, so... Excellent. Patrick? I'm excited. We're going to see Hitman tomorrow. So yeah. I'm super excited about that happening tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm also really interested just to see, uh, you know, the Wii U's coming out this year. Yeah. And not the hard on the Nintendo stuff again, but, like, they're going to have to start responding to some of the criticism. Yeah. Uh, you know, the apparent continued confusion over it being an accessory for the original right. Wii. Uh, which, you know, setting aside, you know, someone doing their due diligence as a reporter, uh, that's not something that should be a co- point of confusion. Uh, and so, you know, Iwata, I still think it's weird that he never showed up this entire thing. I, I feel agree. like that's sort of perhaps an ominous... And I feel like that's extra weird because he is here. He is in L.A. He also... Well, they're keeping him in that yeah. wood-paneled box where he I, was... I, I saw him. Bananas. I saw him. I saw Iwata with so my he own was walking eyes. around. He was walking around. He, he exists. He exists. So I would have, like, when him not showing up, I'm like, oh, well, Awada's fucking working it in Japan somewhere right now. Like, the, you know, the, yeah. the system is in this state that he's got to be there for, you know, whatever administrative purposes, but he's here. So that makes the, the non-appearance during the press yeah, conference. Yeah, so I, I agree, should, doubly. Has anybody translated the lettering that was on the wall behind him during Nintendo Direct? I don't know. Did you see that up there? Uh, yeah. I think we need to know what that says. Okay. You know? I agree. But, but I hadn't like, even thought about it. Yeah. Someone will have tweeted it to you guys before. This <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I didn't even ask. Yep. <laughs> and it's already in the comments. I know. I should, just go, I should just go and look at it and yep. see what, what, it, what it actually said. But, uh, Jeff? Hello. Final thoughts for day two? Um, I mean, you had a, you had a, a I think, kind of a light, light day two. Uh, well, I, I went or, and saw Star Wars 1313. Oh, you just saw a lot of stuff that had, uh, that had already been... Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, uh, I went and played Borderlands 2, the, the new section they're showing of that. They're showing off the other character classes and stuff. Um, it continues to be good. You know, they're still showing, primarily showing the PC version of that, and it is looking awesome on the PC, just... The, the resolution just—it is so much sharper. Uh, just really, really great-looking game. Awesome. You should uh, play the Xbox version. Yeah, you—you you said the frame rate I on the Xbox version the, was. Uh, they're not. They're just not done with the Xbox. Yeah, version. yeah. They can't be. Yeah. Anytime you walk up to a game at E3 and it has the no cameras, that's like, yep, we haven't—they haven't optimized the frame rate yet. So yeah. please don't ding us for that. Right. But I right. love Borderlands, and I hope I hope big hopes for two. Yeah, but I I, I caught that Star Wars 1313 demo. Um, was really impressed by it. 
just uh, yeah, yeah, Alex, you, you, yeah, you I went. Well. Saw Brad, Brad, and I went. He wanted to go see it a second time, so I went with him. Did they go? Did they do the stop motion yeah. stuff? Yeah, and they, they did the fly through stuff. They zoomed right in on characters' faces. They changed yeah. like camera. Yeah, like the focus and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you can see veins through the skin and stuff. Like the level of detail down at the pore level is just like staggering. That sounds yeah. like so it's, much it's work. pretty unbelievable. But in a lot of cases, it's work that those ILM dudes are probably kind of used to doing. Yeah. So With the exception of the real time is, aspect of it. Like right. That's the yeah. thing that they've had to sort of adjust to. And it sounds like they've just got their pipeline set up to actually make that work. Yeah, they hybrid is. But it's like it the, the fire effects coming off the, 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 the ship uh, when you're climbing around on it and... You know the, the the section where the ship explodes and stuff like that, just really amazing. You know, it's yeah. one, it was one of those moments where, you know, you, I think around the time that a generation gets ready to end, or, or you know, I, or we're reaching that point of where it starts to feel like we're going to get into dim, diminishing returns on on power. Um, so you start thinking like, well, you know, what are they going to do with the next uh, set of boxes? You know, is it really going to look that much better? You know, it's going to still be polygonal. What are they just going to raise their everything? You know, it's like everything will be 1080p and 60 frames a second, I guess. And then you look at that and go like, oh, well, no, we're, it's still going to be 30 frames a second because they're going to do all this fucking crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, from a, a gameplay perspective, you know, or, you know, obviously a story perspective, it's such a short thing. No idea if that game will actually be any good, uh, but it sure looked cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's, uh, you know, that first run at, like I said this earlier, I think your first run at a new system, that's all you need is, like, yeah. something to dazzle. Like, Did, we, we, let's get into, like, some, some you know, the complicated depth of gameplay systems that you couldn't pull off yeah. in previous hardware. What what do people understand when you're trying to sell a new box is just some fucking flash. Yeah, you know? totally. So, you know, it, it sounds like this demo delivers on that, even if, you know, the gameplay is, you know, something that's super familiar. That's... Yeah, and I'm not sure we can even judge that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, or, or at least of what they're showing right now. Like, like I think that that's kind of a non-issue for for something like this. Is like it, the point of it, uh, is more that hey, this is an, a real-time interactive experience. I am actually controlling this. This isn't just pre-scripted right. stuff. Yeah. And the implications of that with this, you know, the, the the level of the presentation that you're getting out of it, like that's. I, I wonder if they'll if they'll move it to uh, UE4. Or if they're going to stay on this this Unreal Engine three stuff that they're that they're building it on. I mean, who says they're on UE three now? Did they, they say did. that definitively? Yeah, yeah. They said they're it's on the highly modified. Stuff. Did they say that, or did Totola say that? Totola said that, but I, mean, I, I think Tutola Tutola said they said all that. Confirmed? I believe that is confirmed. I, I, I've heard stuff to the contrary. Okay. I don't all right. Know. Well, I don't know. Are you well, challenging the reporting uh, of this? Uh, <laughs> Because it seems like it's all anecdotal, so who knows? Yeah. Okay. I think enough. he left oh, his right. pen here so you could write it in his... In his <laughs> yeah. Pen. Write it in his blood. Um, but while we're talking about that stuff, did anyone see the Final Fantasy, like, next generation stuff? Are they I watched it on YouTube. Oh, they just they just put a video out? Yeah, yeah, yeah any sort it's, of it's out there. It's, on, it's okay. on our site now. And it's just, like, fancy yeah, video it's, it's of Final Fantasy it, people? It, it basically, it's them saying, yeah, this is running in real time. Here's what the next Final Fantasy could look like. No, but I mean they don't say it is from a game, right? Right. It's it, you know it's an animation. Okay. All right. I just wasn't sure what that was. If that was attached to, did it look cool? Yeah, look, look really nice. Hmm. All right. I know it's weird to walk walk past the Square Enix booth and be like, "Where's Square Enix?" Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. Are, yeah. yeah. It's games. like it's all yeah. IDOS now. Well, the handheld stuff is still theater rhythm. Dream yeah. drop distance. Yeah. 
Right. There's there at least someone there is still being super square Enixy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, even if it if it is, it does seem like it's mostly old IDOS properties that are doing it. Yeah, and then where, I, I played. Where, the, I'm sorry. Huh. Where is Final Fantasy Versus 13 at the show? It's, it's you not. mean Final Fantasy 15? What? What? Where's Overstrike at the show? Well, yeah. Um, they, did, where did they ever officially can that Brothers in Arms game? That's just not officially. Not officially. No, but, not, not but officially. But people at Ubisoft and Gearbox both yeah, were, like, were not thrilled uh, when, I would, yeah. when I would bring that up. So Gearbox yeah. ain't got fucking time to work on that shit sure, right now. Yeah, yeah, it's up there with the Heat game. Uh, I played Medal of Honor Warfighter. They showed multiplayer. They've got a it's a like a fire team concept where you buddy up with another player at all times and. So it's kind of like two-man squads going around. Uh, some interesting ideas there. It's it's. I don't want to blow your fucking minds here. It's a first-person shooter. Yeah. With multiplayer. No, I saw I saw the stage demo. Yeah. It seems okay. Okay. Alex Navarro. Mm, oh god, I'm losing it. I I am similar to Justin that I'm very much looking forward to being able to talk about Last of Us and Beyond. But uh, of the stuff I have seen today, SimCity. Symphony, oh, yeah. a thousand times. I really wanted, to, I, I really wanted to make the effort, but like just the the timing on it was off, and I couldn't get in there today. It's, so it's a crazy. I mean, for even just being a short demo, it's a crazy informative demo that yeah. they show, and the multiplayer stuff actually seems really awesome. Like the way that it's sort of like it's asynchronous, but at the same time, the things you do in your city affect the region you're in, where your friends have their own cities elsewhere. So right. if you like build a totally industrial city your pollution will eventually start to affect other aspects of of the world. And it's like you can combine to work on these projects together. Do. really bad news because I have shitty friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do and that. Gonna figure out how you can troll. troll. They're going to troll the fuck out yeah. of each other with their SimCity. <laughs> no police stations, all coal power plants. Yeah. <laughs> That's the city I'm building. <laughs> but it looks... Seriously. So new Detroit then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's and my favorite thing was that like wherever there's crime, there's graffiti. So the implication is that just like there are graffiti artists running around, and they are all horrible criminals. I yeah. guess. Well, they're doing graffiti, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a crime. In it, fact, are they carrying it, skateboards too? But possibly. Skateboarding is a, it is they a crime. They showed a bank robbery. That was my favorite part. Is like a criminal from the bad town came to one of the good towns <laughs> and robbed a bank, and the cops all showed up, and there was like a gun battle between Sims. So did did that money end up going back into the economy of yes. the, uh, the other city? Yeah. Really? No, I don't know. Damn it. But it looks it looks absolutely phenomenal. And Brad and I were talking about it earlier the fucking spore engine, like the character building stuff, is being used for like building modification in that game. And oh, okay. It's amazing. Yeah, it I, mean, awesome. I saw the building mod stuff. Yeah. and thought it looked super cool. I didn't realize it's based they didn't, on the they spore didn't engine. say that it was the spore character. Yep. That makes sense because you're like attaching smokestacks and yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. But it's everything about that game seems like really smart and really well. Oh, so out. like if you're doing like a functional upgrade for yeah. a building, it's yeah. not just like I hit the button and now it has this other model. It's it's a more of just like you are literally adding parts. Yeah, to it. and there, and there was a definite uh, kind of a carrot on a stick mechanic to it because like they were showing the foundry and it was like if you export ten thousand alloy, you can add this extra smokestack which will let you do this. And by having that on there, you can export ten thousand of this and add this other thing. It was like, uh, okay, so like you can constantly be upgrading this stuff and just kind of slap it onto the side wherever you want. But, but you right. have some sort of control over the the aesthetic look of it, these it upgraded seemed, things. I, I assumed that was the spore aspect of it was that it was free form and you could just like stick the smokestack here or there or wherever. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, it seemed like that. Yeah, Brad, why you have the mic? What'd you think of Dead Space? 
I only got to play through about half the demo. I got yeah. booted off halfway through the demo they had playable, so I didn't play the whole thing. It plays like Dead Space, and yet you can also roll and dodge and uh, and duck, like kind of kind of yeah. gear style. I mean, it's got that stuff. And there, there's a cover mechanic. I guess did you see the cover mechanic? Because it was before I had I or it was after I had to get off that thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think so. That, that stuff. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was I was encouraged to hear that if you're playing by yourself, you're not going to see a lot of that second guy. Yeah, like you know, he factors in the story here like and there. But there. There will be no AI buddy. Right. You know, like yeah. the guy will follow you around and right. shoot his and stuff. And then plasma cutter. That's just so I asked, into a microphone. You told me about it earlier. I asked straight up. I mean, the interview will go up, but I asked them, can you rotate that plasma cutter? And he kind of paused for a second, and he was like, if that's what you're looking for, we have that for you. And I took that to mean that there is maybe some weapon upgrade or combination system that they haven't detailed yet. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there's probably more to that stuff. I'm I'm just kind of bummed. I mean, not that, like, Dead Space was ever, like, really a survival horror game or anything, but there were the horror beats to I that I argue game. the first one. Yeah, the first, first one, yeah. yeah. one kind of was, yeah. But even the second one, for as action-y as it was, still had that claustrophobic feel in a lot of spots. Like, it felt like, you know, it still had this kind of, that quality to it. This Nothing about this game seems scary at all. Like, even the monsters, like, the necromorphs yeah. were never the scariest part of that game. It was the claustrophobic feel, it was and the, then the lighting. And the potential threat of maybe yes. there are necromorphs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's some of that. Like, there's, you know, the weird morphy guys busting out of the snow and, like, jumping at you. But it's just mm. like, it feels like every other action game. It's just like a monster closet kind of thing. It just doesn't seem like they're really going for the horror beats with that game at all, and that's really disappointing to me. The first, the first cool thing that I heard about uh, the way they've got the enemies set up and the fact that there are human enemies is that... There are infected humans yeah, that uh, have essentially like a branching mutation system. So depending on where you dismember them, they can morph into like six different kinds of enemies. So mm -hmm. like, like if you shoot the legs off, they will turn into this one thing. If you shoot the head off, something else will happen. It's very like, thing-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But between, between that aspect and like the, the kind of Arctic research station motif, like I was, yeah, we were... Definitely getting kind of a, a the thing vibe from it, and maybe maybe that could be. It cool. makes me like a thousand times more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Check that it was out cool. the thing. Yeah, I mean, that All was right. cool, but it's just the way the action was like playing out mm. in that scenario. I just like I, as someone who wants like a little bit of tension and you know kind of build like there wasn't any. There was just run and gun the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Brad, anything else that you want to mention here? Uh, I guess that's it for today. All right. Yeah. Rich Gallup, Summer Camp Games. Summer, Summer, Camp, Summer Camp Studios. We have a lot of them. I was going to say, all these studios all around. <laughs> the, <laughs> there's, there's UK, there's Shanghai. SummerCampGames.com was taken. There's so we Schenectady. Went, so we Summer Camp Studios. Yep. We're big in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> the, uh, Budapest. Uh, 300 people in Budapest working on Farcat. Yep, exactly. Just art. Just outsourced department. art. All art. We outsource the art all the time. Mm -hmm. Outsource manager. We have, we have over a million pictures of cats. Yep. Lots of them. Excuse me. We went to Colorado and took over a thousand <laughs> pictures of the world of cats. cats. Yep. Can my cat be in Fart Cat? Sure. Stella? Thelma. Thelma. You were close. You were damn close. I made you a really wanted to capture the world of cats. She's, she's not a morning kitty. You realize that means your cat can no longer review Fart Cat. Oh, the cat's compromised. Dan Reichert. Oh, wait, I had a thing. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I, I, so I thought it was just going to be plugs. Yeah, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because I'm flying out tomorrow. So uh -huh. I wanted to thank you guys for the hospitality. Thank you for uh, for coming on and, and, I, and, and giving us the reveal. And I and I have to share one 
thing I'm very excited about, just because it's E3 and you get to share about games you're excited about. I'm excited about Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. Because, uh, and I talked about this on the GameSpot stage a little bit. This is really, could you just... Okay. Thank you. So, Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> the Gallops came to Boston in 1630. Yep. There are Gallops in the Revolutionary War. Yep. And they're playing in Massachusetts. So the potential to play alongside someone that I can pretend is my fictional super great grandfather, Colonel Ben Adam Gallup, who I know where he's buried in Mystic, Connecticut. The fact that I can I can do that in basically what is now my backyard is is like and slit his throat. Yeah, oh, I could. I could. <laughs> I could fail the mission by killing my great grandfather, and then therefore ending my one. timeline. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm really excited about it. Camp are everywhere, they, man. They are. I we're, we're a connected family. These gallops. When I when I went and got the demo at the the Ubisoft booth, they yeah. d- and they were going through the Boston section uh, that that they had uh, they had set up that demo. Uh, they were talking about specifically like you know the geography of the Boston the Boston area has changed dramatically since then. You know. Oh yeah, so they filled in the whole back bay. Right. Well, there was a Gallops Wharf. I don't know if that's going to be there. There's there's still Gallops Island in the Boston Harbor. Oh, sounds like it's a E3 mystery. mystery. Yeah. Uh, Another E3 mystery. Yeah. E3 mystery. I'm going to go figure it out tomorrow. All right. And Dan Reichert. I think overall underwhelming. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's the stuff we've seen that's going to be great games. I mean, Assassin's Creed and Borderlands 2. Like, we know those are going to be great games. But overall, there weren't really many surprises. Um, what did you think of Injusti- Injustice? Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. They were both big Mortal Kombat guys. And I think we kind of agree on this. We're not... Uh, Big DC guys or comic guys. Right. Yeah. I'm a Mortal Kombat fan. That sure. was, I've loved Mortal Kombat my whole life. And no, I mean, the, the draw for, I think, both of you guys on that is that it's from the guys who are doing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so, like but it was the silliness of Mortal Kombat, the fatalities, yeah. the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like the gameplay a lot of the new Mortal Kombat, but that's not the draw for me. So Injustice was all right, but it wasn't really a standout for me. 